Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fan, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. And once again joining us is Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm back. Uh, today we are wrapping up the main story of Fate Holodaraxia, and we're also talking about a bunch of anime. It's Yuri Tea Time. Short <laughs> intro. This, okay. Right to in these notes, this thing that you've written for Lauren makes it, is like, it's Lauren, and then in, like, carrots, it's Lauren again. Like, it's a Netflix subtitle for a language that they didn't bother to translate. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's, let's just get into anime. Okay, okay. I'm very tired today. Yeah, I know. Uh, Holodraxia is even just mainlining to the end. The game is long. Do you know what else it is, Fan? Good? Good. <laughs> uh, well, okay. It's really good. And then there's like a 45-minute section that is just fight scenes that I don't care about. Uh, and might have might have enjoyed, and we'll talk about this more when we get there, might have enjoyed had I not been sitting on the couch drenched in sweat because it was it's way too hot um uh trying desperately to finish <laughs> before our appointed recording time i told you you could wait uh <sighs> yes you did and i was being stubborn fen, fen was being stubborn fen was doing this thing where Faye was trying to punish herself for not having finished no. by like having us uh talk about the end in front of fair while face out there silently like a uh like punished child <laughs> and i was like i'm absolutely not doing that we will we will boot the ending if if it comes to it but yeah. Fen, out of pure stubbornness uh finished anyway so, I, okay. I can't yeah. understand this i'm someone who i if i'm gonna do something i'm going to do it under like circumstances that i enjoy uh as much as possible this is why you are a podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I would never have my own podcast. That's this true. This is why you are not a podcaster. That's absolutely correct. Um, I also, I was also like, like at the end of the night, I was like, I wish that I had more time to do this. I thought I did, you know, it's, there was a, a there was a whole sex scene I wasn't expecting. Uh, like, there's so much going on, and then I realized it was four a.m. and I was like uh, sobbing at my desk, reading the ending of a visual novel. And I was like, "Wait, this is the exact experience I want to have with all visual novels." So, uh, yeah, this was, me. Okay, yeah, I, we'll talk. Uh, yeah, I was up at like three thirty last night, oh uh, my God. or like three, and I was like. Well, I can't sleep. I guess I might as well get through more of this. Um, oh my gosh. And then went to bed at the midpoint of the Saber date because I was like, I can't. I cannot care. I just want to get to the end. And you're having me read like endless text about Makidera, who might be my least favorite character in this game, aside from oh. Shinji. Wow. I feel like we're getting a lot of like recency bias in, in Fen's... Uh... I have never liked Makadera. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. fair enough. But I also feel like you you hold a a, rec a recency grudge. If someone oh. has annoyed you recently. That is the mm -hmm. yes. I said that half in jest, and now I'm like going through the characters in my head, and I'm like, who do I like less than Makadera? <laughs> it's definitely a Shinji. Um, 
Yeah, okay. Shinji is a given. Shinji's he is mercifully not in this very much. Yeah. yeah. Makidera game like a fraction as much as Makidera. That's true. Makidera pops up like a like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like I... you go to go to a scene with someone else on the on the map and then Makidera's there. Yeah, Makidera. She like runs up to you and like tackles you and is like, I'm here and pissing you off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, anime. Ben oh, yeah. and I watched anime last season. We, uh, Yuri Tea time for this episode is even though we're adults, um, we didn't get through much of it. I got through <laughs> so the first, gonna... I, I got, I am the reason that we're only going to talk about the first volume. I was trying to protect your honor, but yes, it's uh, I already said, I read, I read it at, uh, like 2 a.m. last night, and Seems I was like, like having fun. this rules. <laughs> this yeah, is incredible. This is, I'm this so is mad I have to go to sleep. We'll talk about the little uh, the the little bit that Fen did read, and then next episode we're gonna just finish it out. Yeah, yeah. or, or what's out? Yeah, of it. Read more of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we want to do? I w- I just want to go through anime quickly. Yes, and then we can dwell on. I don't have much good. to say about I think most. Even though we're adults, even just volume one is better than almost anything we watched last season. Mm-hmm. Uh Kuma 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 Bear Punch. I didn't watch this. Uh this was a me. Uh Give it's, us a like two seconds. Okay. What is this? Um, Yuna is isekai'd into an MMO. Okay. Uh, or no, she's isekai'd into a like dev test realm what? of an MMO. Uh, and the, the god. Room? This is all season one stuff. Um, and the god of. The MMO, I barely remember season one, uh, tells her that uh, she has been chosen and that uh, she can be very powerful as long as she used uses bear-themed weapons and attacks. <laughs> and so uh, it's extremely goofy. She gets a bear kigurumi that she wears all the time. Uh, there's a joke every episode about people being like, that's a that's a bear. Ah, oh no. It's just a like 16 or 17 year old girl. Ha ha ha. Um, and she collects emotos. <laughs> Everything about this just sounds awful to me, Fan. Uh you've never made a compelling pitch for why you're watching this show. <laughs> okay. Uh, this just sounds like seasonal anime to me. Well, it it's if you like stuff like um uh princess connect or i saw people talking about konosuba i think that's the name of it but like if you like junk food uh isekai but parentheses uh mostly not problematic uh slavery light (laughs) no slavery (laughs) um yeah it's just like it's a relaxed time about yuna wandering around and and again collecting a harem might be a little too far but it's not that much too far of emotos um that uh the emotos have banded together and they have a fan club and they distribute uh like magazines (laughs) the emoto Um, union (laughs) yeah it's it's like yeah it's fine i hope they don't make another season because like Season one, I wa- I sat down on a Saturday and watched all of it. 
What is Ben doing? Move on to the next one. Okay. We're going too long for Kuma 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 Bear Punch. Yeah, I I would not recommend it. Um, what? Would you get on an list? What's the? What's oh yeah, the, what's your Andy list? Oh, two, two. Okay. I think oh. I think uh, season one was a three because it was like I sat down, and watched all of it, and was like that was surprisingly good. Uh and then this was like, oh, this is not a show meant to be watched uh episode to episode Mm -hmm. it's it's empty calories that you sit down and binge yeah um okay uh i'll talk about hero gar sky precure you said this is good it's good uh i would say that uh most precures are a good on point um i think hero gar sky is probably my i have not seen all precures i need to it's like heart catch and a couple others that i i have seen a lot of people talk up a mm-hmm. lot um uh are there like, like dozens of pretty cure seasons uh t- this is 20 it's the 20th anniversary oh my so, god it's too um, much uh i've I would... been watching some Precure while i work on stuff i went from columbo being my like drawing show to Precure for some reason <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> heck of a, a jump <laughs> um it's yeah. I I would say if you are interested in Precure, it's an excellent on point. Uh, first boy cure. Uh, he's interesting mm-hmm. because the the main two girls uh are are uh cowards Yuri, of course, and then the boy is cowards Het <laughs> with um. With the oldest member of the team, who's a like aspiring nursery school teacher, um, I just want to see that boy care sounds like the thing that I get prescribed by my endocrinologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I like the outfits. The transformation sequences are good. The writing is it's it is a uh, kind of surprisingly precure is monster of the week, mm-hmm. and so can be extremely episodic in that. Uh, you could watch the first three episodes and then not watch an episode until the last ten, and you wouldn't even notice. Um, but uh, yeah, this has been there's a surprising amount of plot that's happening. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going. I'm going. It is ongoing, but I just wanted to give a check in that I'm check still in. really liking it. I'm going in order of uh, how it, we finished them. Is it halfway point or is it? Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're halfway. We're almost halfway because like, they're all like fifty episodes or whatever. Yes, they're all they're year long series and one every year. Uh, it's terrifying, uh, isn't it? Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story Season Two. It's bad. It's not good. Lauren, did you watch any of Birdie Wing? No, but it's very funny to hear because a lot of people I know have been like, yeah, I love Birdie Wing. And th- here's the weird thing that I've seen. People being like, just really disappointed in G-Witch and being like, man, thank God for Birdie Wing. That's nonsense. I I don't... Uh, Bir- I have G-Witch, no opinion we'll here. Talk I just think that, it's but... interesting to hear the, the contrast okay. of opinions. The thing I will say... I'm a hater. Okay, yes. Ben is a hater. Uh, at least Birdie Wing is actually a, a show about girls in a way that G-Witch pretends to be, but is not. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, it is about women, but it is has even less of a conception of like uh <laughs> like romance, which people people keep being like, "Wow, Birdie Wing is so gay," and it's like I I guess like women stand near each other. 
Yeah. But see, this this is my thing is that like whenever I hear people talk about this in the context of seasonal anime, it is almost exclusively people who don't who aren't reading like even though we're adults or yeah. whatever, and it's people who get Jones their for scraps. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Right, like. I, That's sort of the the vibe yeah. that I get a lot of the time. And sometimes you don't want to eat a bag of potato chips. You just want the, like little bits at the end of a bag of potato chips. <laughs> and that's what seasonal <laughs> anime fans can be like. Well, this is okay. This is the thing is I yes, I I don't need to be here to like stand up for Birdie Wing, a show that I know a lot of people like. Yeah. Uh I it does feel like a show made for male yuri fans parentheses a little derogatory <laughs> mostly derogatory to the show uh, so like you're you're hime danshi yes mm-hmm. uh i i think it's i liked it more than ben the problem with watching the problem slash joy of watching seasonal anime with ben is that we inform each other's tastes yeah so i think if i hadn't watched it with ben i would probably like it more uh, yeah, yeah. When when I don't like something, I become like a towering storm of darkness moving in from the horizon. Yeah, <laughs> that takes all joy out of the air. Uh, I think. Well, but also the problem that Birdie Wing has is that it starts with nine episodes of uh, peak anime of uh, what if uh, golf mafia. Yeah, and then goes. Okay, now we're gonna do a like normal high school tournament arc sports anime, yeah. Was and it's season one like, or season two? Uh that that bridges the two because it was an unplanned split core. So there isn't really an ending to season one. They there's literally a next time on. <laughs> yeah, the um wow. the like OP shows all of the villains for both seasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like most of the characters that you see in that are like people who won't get introduced till the back half of season two. Wait, yeah. so hold on. What does it mean to say an unplanned split core? Does that like It was supposed it was to be gonna, what happens differently if it was if it would have been an unplanned if it was it would have been the the next time on for episode twelve or thirteen, whatever it was. That would have been next week's episode, right? So it should, it should have been two seasons back to three back, three months or two uh, anime seasons yeah, back to yeah. back. So it would have been twenty four consecutive episodes. Wait, it wasn't. In, no, there instead was it was break or twelve a month, the two months. It was a two month break, right? Was it? Was it? Or sorry, not it was six months. Two, oh yeah. Two was, like anime seasons. Of was Birdie Wing six months ago? It was a while. It was. Oh man. Yeah, because uh, they. It was Birdie Wing and then Gundam, and then it was supposed to be Birdie Wing, but due to yeah. time slot shenanigans, it was nothing, and then it was Birdie Wing and Gundam. Yes. Right. So it was six months, yeah. So there's a big gap in the middle of it, and like 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 I said, the show peaked with uh the like hot mafia lady who had like a cyber arm smoking her last cigarette on a pier before being assassinated <laughs> yeah and then right. then it just turns into like uh the same sports anime about like how beautiful noble the the king's game of uh, golf is you know what i mean and which means there's nothing for me and anymore. like extremely uh so i heard you like gundam but don't like max mm-hmm. uh both both of the leads are are golf new types mm-hmm. uh it's a show about 
the youth kind of uh, being the future and like overcoming their their parents and mm-hmm. very Gundam. Yeah. Um, I've realized I don't like Gundam as much as I had hoped that I would. <laughs> so <laughs> doubly. Anyway, I don't Speaking have much else of... to say about it. Okay, this one's this one arguably in some ways worse, in some ways better. Uh Yuri. What does no Yuri wa Oshigoto Uh this is a bad adaptation. I gave this one stars. Not okay. Yuri is not as bad as the first episode would have you believe. Yeah. Uh, okay. The first episode is truly one of the worst episodes of anime I've seen. Just in terms of uh one I knew this source material, so, mm-hmm. um, and I am, I am someone who, I need something in, uh, I need something in the adaptation to get me in. I don't, I'm not a particular fan of just, ah, uh, yes, I'm watching exactly the same story. It just has voice acting now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the first episode in particular feels like. Oh yeah, you used the manga as a storyboard and didn't think at all about how that would flow as yeah. animation. Yuri is my job. Did you say the English title? I don't know. Fan no. maybe. Who could say? Um Uh Yuri is my job. Good manga. You should read it. Great manga. I, I have a lot of fun with it. You know what I mean? I've I've recently caught up. I think I'm a little bit behind again, but I'm not sure. Uh the anime, there's no reason to watch this. No. Are there uh, good Yuri adaptations? What is what is the good one? Is there a good one? Like, no. No is pretty much the answer there. Right. Uh, I remember all... trying to watch the, the Bloom into You anime adaptation, and I was like, the, I, I watched the first episode, and I was like, this is just not... I made it through... Good. I forced myself through, like, three episodes. The best part of the Bloom into You adaptation is the OP. Like, we've watched a bunch that we've talked about on Yuri Tea Time. We watched right. the other side. Picnic bad anime bad yeah anime. interesting ideas bad anime we watched uh, executioner in her way of life interesting ideas I, bad anime. i know people who defend the direction in executioner uh it's despite terrible cg the, yeah it um, looks awful and i don't think that the direction can save that <laughs> there was Tenten, the the genius young lady yeah, was, et cetera, et cetera. looks fine that was not okay. great that was like uh five stars <laughs> Grading on on a curve for Yuri on a very extreme curve. Okay, so that's that's the that's the the cream of the crop for Yuri anime adaptation. And it's still not very. And good. it's still not very you know? good. <laughs> yeah. Right. It looks better than a lot of the Yuri adaptations we've seen. In, uh, okay. In particular, the thing I heard about Tenten is the complaint that uh, a lot of people that I know have leveled at the adaptation, not knowing the source material, is like there's a lot of. People just inexplicably doing stuff mm-hmm. that is explored in the light novels, yeah, and just isn't present. Um, stuff just kind of happens because they're rushing along to actually get to some of the gay shit. Yeah, which uh-huh. yeah, I I understand the impulse, but yeah, Yuri adaptations—they don't get a lot of um, a lot yeah. of room to breathe. Yeah, I thought about trying to check out the light novel, the Ten Ten light novels, but like. The isekai thing doesn't really do much for me, just in general. I read the um the the ones for uh, uh what's it called? Um, I'm in love with the villainess or whatever it was called, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like, those are fine, I guess. But I yeah. feel like oh, yeah. if I'm gonna do Yuri light novels, the best ones of those that I've found were like 
the Bloom and Do You ones, which are stellar. We still have to um, read those. You gotta read those. Um, I know, they're and, sitting on the like, shelf. Other Side Picnic is pretty good, but I don't really think of it in the same way. That's just sort of like a yeah, fun yeah. light novel and like... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not quite... Um, I wouldn't call it a romance, really. Like, there's like stuff happening in it that is like uh, about two girls being together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's, it's way more of like a science fiction horror story mm-hmm. right yeah it's like urban fantasy yeah because uh-huh. like i was just reading like obviously even though we're adults and then also rereading um uh how do we relationship because the new volume comes out like what how do we relationships fantastic <sighs> how do relationships so good it's so fucking good um, uh-huh. how do we relationship is urban fantasy because some of the girls have fangs and elf ears she has fucking elf ears for no reason it's so funny um aren't her ears kind of long <laughs> <laughs> I, I they need to have her do an ear wiggle they need to have her do an ear wiggle i need i need a page that is just lovingly uh detailed her ears moving <laughs> the, uh, a little flip book in the corner mm-hmm. <laughs> yes please uh, tengoku daimakyo easily anime of the season we don't want to do skip and loafer first uh we finished skip and loafer right after that Oh, well, you're doing it in order of, order of us. us having watched it. That's yeah. fascinating. Oh, I see. Um, Skipping. Wait, wait. Uh, you, which one? Which one did Ten you say? Daimakyo. Tengoku Daimakyo. Uh, Lauren, you actually watched some of this. It's Heavenly Delusion is how it's localized. Yeah, I watched well, some of this. Okay. I heard it's a couple people talking about it. localized. Disney Plus doesn't localize it. Right. Disney Plus actually listed as Tengoku Daimakyo, which or is like... Disney Plus slash Hulu. That's which so is funny. like extra confusing. Yes. Now, Lauren, tell us tell us for a second about your experience with Heavenly Delusion. Um, uh, let's see. So, broad vibes first. Mostly, it made me nostalgic for reading Dorohedoro, the Dorohedoro manga. Mm. You know what's fucking good, Dorohedoro. The manga specifically is so good. I was so I did not like watch the anime. Yeah, yeah, the anime like the the with you just can't like the art in the manga is so great. Yeah, yeah. I've been um, trying to get Fen to read it, uh, but I don't know that Fen will because it's there's just too many meaty, meaty boys in it. There's a lot of meaty, meaty girls in there, too, though. There is also a surprising... Sometimes you don't know that the person that they're talking to is actually a meaty, meaty girl, like Turkey. Yes. <laughs> um, there is yeah. also some gender in Dora Hedora. Yes, yes. Um, I, I which is a connection to. with uh, Tango Kodamakyo. I've also I call I read uh, Die Dark uh, up to the Die Dark uh, where that is recently. That's also very fun. Um, uh, I I will absolutely read Dorohedoro at some point. It's I just, finished. You can I just, just need it. to to find time to mm-hmm. sit down and read manga. Yeah, I mean with Dorohedoro, I read like five volumes and was like because I'm used to reading Yuri, which mostly lasts five volumes. I was like, this seems <laughs> like about enough and. Then I looked to see how much more there was, and there's like 20-something, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna... I think I got the vibe. <laughs> um, so I like it a lot, I'm just not going to read anymore. Oh, interesting. It goes to some really interesting places. It's I'm like, sure it does. I mean, so this is what I brought disorder. up with Tengoku Daimakyo, is because there's a lot of, like, um... Tengoku Daimakyo has this whole, like, oh, there are sort of two different sides, and they're, each one has their sort of, like, mystery of what's going on, and they're connected somehow by implication, and mm-hmm. they're sort of, everybody's sort of running around and doing, like, oh, why are you, why can you do this weird thing? Um, mm-hmm. And 
like that sort of setup doesn't do a lot for me unless there is like because it's sort of like puzzle boxy right where i'm like i you know i never really got into like the lost thing so i never watched lost either but i do like a good puzzle box this is the thing is uh one of my favorite forms of or i guess really yes one of my favorite forms of puzzle box is there are two stories how do they align Mm -hmm. why are why are we telling both of them Mm -hmm. i mean Um, that makes it sound like you would really like heavenly delusion I was sort of like, I watched a little bit and I was like, this is fine. Um, I think, uh, so we watched the first episode or first two. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, one, yeah, the first one or two episodes. Was that before or after the, the brain swap reveal? <laughs> uh, no, so it must have been just the first one. Um, and then went and read the entire manga or what's oh, out. Okay. Um, I know, fan, no patience on fan. Uh, and I think Heavenly Delusion is uh, really interesting for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, the setup is there's a there's a um, Heaven and Delusion that, uh, is how the like people talk about them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Heaven is a like walled school where kids are being raised mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like sci-fi paradise yeah savior school for gifted youngsters but also like the uh the little if you watch that movie elysium with uh matt damon it's also that um and delusion or hell is um uh post-apocalypse post-apocalypse japan japan with yes. like monsters running around yeah um and the delusion plotline follows Maruko and Maru and Kiruko. Maru and Kiruko. Um and their goal is to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um This is and so, I like and, a good puzzle box, uh, but as the show went on, those two's like relationship was uh very uh entertain very compelling to me. Yes, I think they're a yeah. fun pair that, that carried a lot of it for me. I think, yes, it is, uh, so two or a couple of things about why I like it so much is one, uh, really fun and expressive anime mm-hmm. and, or animation. Yeah. Um, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a, like, uh, a, a really late scene, uh, or, or late episode that, uh, has like super exaggerated animation. Uh, and then, and then like something happens uh like danger approaches and the animation gets closer and closer to like photorealistic or like very subdued i guess is one way of putting it Mm -hmm. uh but like very very detailed drawings um and then after the danger has passed uh once again they return to this like very cartoonish Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like stuff like that that is like, oh, you're using the form really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing I like about it. The second is that it is a true adaptation. It is not just a one to one. We're going to tell the story of the manga. The uh, mangaka gave them the outline for the manga is not finished. He gave them the outline for where stuff is going so that they could add uh like foreshadowing or like hints to mm-hmm. certain things into the anime uh that makes it like i 
I think honestly, if you're if you're just going to read the manga or watch the anime, I'd recommend the anime. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the there are there are were character moments that even though I knew they were coming, they hit harder in the anime because of the craft of how well it's animated and uh, and the voice acting and like mm-hmm. all just coming together to make character beats really hit. So if you like a puzzle box, you'll probably like it. If you don't, then it, I don't know. If you don't, if you're not right. into a puzzle box, or and you're not like such an animation sicko that like it being beautiful is enough to carry you on its own, then maybe you won't like it. But yeah. me and Fen liked it a lot. Yeah, and it's apparently getting a second season, which should cover the entire rest of it. Yeah, so, I love a 24 episode anime, like a two season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a good amount of time longer than that it's too long unless it's utana yes utana is so good <laughs> um skip to loafer <laughs> skip and loafer this is fine yeah i, I that's about all i have to say about it it looks better you want to describe what it is before yeah. we i was gonna yeah. ask what it is because i've seen people, a lot of people talk about it i've seen like yuri shipping I don't okay. know what that's about. There are a few like there are a few cowards Harry yeah. pairings. I see. Uh, uh, it's it, here. I'll I'll do this one. Basically, it's it's a high school like uh, romantic comedy type thing about a girl from the sticks going to the big city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's like a trans aunt who's cool, yeah. and she makes a like gaggle of weirdo friends, and yeah. kind of like has a thing with this pretty boy who's got uh trauma from his child actor days that is like a little overblown for how serious like uh the rest of the show feels i have seen people describe this as mostly not a romance it's a romance and maybe that is true of the manga but it's definitely not true of the anime uh there are episodes that are mostly about other characters but like at its core most of the runtime is Girls obsessing over boys and boys obsessing over girls. Mitsuki is that her name? Yes, I think so. Mitsuki. The 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 main joke like thing that works for me is she's got beady little eyes and she gets way too close to people after like running to catch them. You know what I mean? So she's like a horror movie monster for a second, and people are like ah, ugh. and then uh, she like calms down and everything's fine. That, yeah, that's, that's fun. a funny bit. But... I think this this is I would say better animated than it is like than it is plotted <laughs> yeah and that's that is not a fault of the anime it's just i just don't care about i saw someone say that like uh both the manga and the anime are for like 40 to 60 year old yeah uh japanese people who just like want a nice like romanticized high school life yeah like, it's like a too. real like our golden days in high school masturbatory experience at times <laughs> Mm. Um, which is like, yeah, I, I, I want high school t- students tearing each other down over romance, not like pleasantly making up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it has moments, but yeah. I, I don't know that I would really be like, wow, go seek that out. No, Oshinoko. This speaking is a complicated of, one. Speaking of anime that look way better than they are plotted. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Uh, do you know the bit the pitch for uh, for Oshinoko, Lauren? You All right, let me let me let me try and reproduce this. the pitch, well, and you can skip correct forward. Me. I don't know, like three minutes. Skip to the next marker, I guess. I think this is the last seasonal anime that we have to talk about. We didn't talk about G Witch at all. Oh, did we not? Oh, right, we 
Oh, sorry. No, G-Witch. What? G-Witch <laughs> is in between. Lauren, I want to hear your, your Oshinoko thing. All right. Uh, we will say G-Witch really quickly. We're not going to talk about it in depth, obviously. <sighs> there will eventually be a um, Great Gundam project tearing it apart. Uh, it wasn't yeah. very good. I Okay. So, G-Witch is, G-Witch is interesting because the first core feels like a... Uh, it was paced for four so for like 52 episodes uh or 48 i guess depending uh mm. and then the second core feels like they crammed the ideas they had for three more cores into that single core yeah uh which ends up with a really the pacing on the show is bad <laughs> uh or i personally think it is bad because the first core is very slow paced, very little happens. It's like a lot of setting up uh, the school and like um, what the school's all about. And then it kind of blows up at the end. Uh, and then the second core is uh, nothing gets resolved on screen. Mm-hmm. Every, like 90% of plot threads that are resolved are resolved off screen. And then someone says a line about it in an episode and that's all you're going to get. My official G-Witch recommendation is, unless you're, like, uh, really into Gundam uh, or something like that. Watch uh, the prologue. <laughs> just watch the, the prologue. It's fantastic, short, standalone, like, mech thing. It's it's really incredible. And then watch the second ED. Yeah. Oh, right. Second yes. ED. Second incredible ED piece of animation. Like all time. <laughs> then you're good. You don't need yeah. to watch the rest of it. Uh-huh. That's enough of this. Um, so... From my my non-watching perspective, I've seen a lot of, like, I guess what I'll say is, like, anime hipster, like, homosexual women complaining about (laughs) G-Witch. And I'm not sure, or it's at least hard for me to deconvolve the anime hipster complaints from the complaining about this for reasons associated with being disappointed about how gay it is. It is okay. technically gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that's, I think, okay, that, that maybe is hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, on a technicality, there is a gay relationship. Yeah. Um, okay. My, I know, like, my problem is the first episode of the first core is Utena. Like, a uh, girl shows up at new school, duels a man, gets a bride. Uh-huh. Uh... Like, literally Utena. Mm-hmm. And then the show is mostly not actually interested in that relationship. Yeah. In the way that, like, Utena is deeply interested in Utena and Anthe's relationship. And, mm-hmm. like, the power dynamics there. And what it means for them to both be girls. What Utena's whole deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, yeah, and how they interact. Uh, G-Witch uh, barely has Mirin and Suleta interact especially this core mm-hmm. um which is like okay yes they they are a gay relationship and there are there are moments that are like oh yes these two are into each other but there's never a relationship development or very rarely there's like one mm-hmm. big relationship conversation that happens on screen and otherwise but- otherwise you are supposed to care about them as a relationship and the show is going to do no work to make you care about them as a relationship there's fan art for that i guess yeah so it sounds like it was a disappointment both in terms of like you know for the gundam hipsters and for the yuri hipsters 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I guess there are people who ha- who did enjoy it, but I feel like even the people who were, like, ride or die for it the whole time, I think, kind of petered out at the end. Yeah, I think the last, like, two or three episodes uh, got most of the people I had seen uh, really championing it, going, like, okay, yeah. this might not be very good. Yeah, just... You could you could totally watch it and have a good time. It'll probably be more fun to watch, uh, like just like binging in big chunks than mm-hmm. trying to like, uh, like watch it week to week. I do think it's a terrible experience to watch week to week. I was not, I did not want to watch the second season week to week. I was bullied into it by fan. So sorry. Uh, I was right. We should not have. <laughs> yes. But uh, just don't have super high expectations. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, we are about to talk about spoilers for Oshinoko. If you don't want to hear any of them, skip to the next marker, okay. which will be in the description. And also, if your podcast player supports them. Lauren, what's Oshinoko about? All right. So this is my... my I really want to hear this. Recollection. So I kind of recommend remember hearing you guys talk about it before and hearing from other people talk about the premise, which stuck, me in, stuck in my brain as something like one of the, one of the weirdest things I've heard about from seasonal anime in a while there is a hold on there's an uh, an idol i don't remember anybody's names mm-hmm. who is like getting who has you know a lot of fans and is like getting stalked by somebody and there's like a guy who gets in the way of the stalker and dies and some other woman who is also i think a fan of the idol and are they are both reincarnated as her children. Mm-hmm. That's basically my understanding of the premise. How far okay. off am I here? No, this is this is correct. That's correct. <laughs> this is just uh this is like the first half of episode one. Okay, well that's all I know. That's all I've got. Episode, but, yeah, so it's a very strange premise and a show that I think is it's a really pretty show and I think it's got a good like energy. Uh I think that the first episode is really great, uh which is like basically a movie uh which does the like prologue setup before a time jump. Yeah. But yeah, the um I Hoshino I is the idol. Uh she goes to a hospital to secretly have twins. Her gynecologist is a big fan of hers. He had a he had a patient who died of uh like leukemia or like a girl that he knew at the hospital who died of some kind of uh like wasting disease. Uh and he she was a fan of the idol, so he got into the idol. He gets murdered by her stalker. He becomes one of the two twins, not knowing that the other twin is that same girl who died Aww. in his hospital. Which, real quick, Oshinoko says that life begins at birth. <laughs> yes, the soul the soul happens when they were born, not before yeah. that. Huh. Um, and they grow up uh, to be like, how old? Like six, eight? Yeah. As her and? kids. Yeah, like, like pretty young. Uh, as her, they grow up as her kids, as her like t- career starts to take off, and then the stalker returns and brutally murders her in front of uh the kids. Yes, I didn't then, remember that. <laughs> yes, so there's also a murder mystery happening because the stalker kills himself, and the uh 
what I don't remember the the guy's original name, but Aqua, uh, the the boy, realizes that the stalker must have been given her location by the father of the kids. Yes. Trying to get rid because she was trying to get in contact with him again. Mm-hmm. So his whole thing is he's going to go into the entertainment industry and find and kill his dad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then that is like that is the that's the uh, first episode meta plot for the rest of the show slash manga. From what I understand, I haven't read the manga yet, but I probably will at some point. Uh, it sounds like Detective Conan. I don't know that much yeah. about Detective Conan, but yeah, like this is a stretch. Detective, this is a huge he does, stretch. He does. Um, it does time jump immediately into them being in high school, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um. Uh. I would say the the like revenge plot is the a distant B plot to a is, story about it entertainment. is like <laughs> the impetus for uh other plots to happen. Yeah. So like, oh. Is is there kind of no major like through line right now? Well, Aqua's gonna make progress on the the mystery, and that's gonna set up uh you know another like three or four episode arc. Um, yeah, there's like a kind of bad taste like uh suicide arc in the middle there too, yes. <laughs> which is like a little closely related to a real life suicide. Yep. Uh, in of a, a person who was in reality TV was that what they were? Uh, yeah, on yeah. Paris House, I think. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. He was a female wrestler who got bullied uh-huh. uh, for I don't remember what exactly, but uh, yeah, yeah. It is it's like the, ripped from the headlines shit in an uncomfortable yes, way. And, and uh worse is the their response to the criticisms that it was like kind of sensationalizing or like using her death. Uh that they were like, Well, it happens to a lot of people actually. We're gonna like not talk about just how closely it mirrors her case specifically. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, which is not great. But, yeah. like, and, uh, okay. I'm someone who tends to not care very much about het relationships. Mm-hmm. You have to do work to get me to uh, to care. It is also uh, a romance. It's by the person who wrote uh, uh, the Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, yeah, the writer is Kaguya-sama Love is War. The- which is a pretty great series. Very, very funny anime. <laughs> Uh, the mangaka is Scum's Wish, the mm-hmm. Scum's Wish mangaka, or the, the artist. artist. Um, and uh, from what I've heard, she has some, like, they're friends. So she's obviously contributing ideas for uh, plots and stuff, uh, even if she's not writing every word. Um, uh, and so, uh, much like Scum's Wish, uh, the relationships are messy enough <laughs> for me to, to like, uh, be Friend somewhat interested. Um, I will also say it is the the movie looks gorgeous mm-hmm. uh, or first episode um, yeah. it's like 90 minutes or something yeah yeah uh, the rest of the show looks between good and really really amazing mm-hmm. um, both in a there are a bunch of like direction things that are like wow yes like incredible there were there were, I think there were like three or four cuts in the in the first episode that I was like stunned at <laughs> watching um and like a you know some throughout uh it's so clear that uh the she's head animator um Kape, uh she loves kana and so every time kana is on screen uh who's a like who's love interest uh oh. she gets lovingly animated 
She's like a, a child actor who met Aqua when she when they were kids. Uh, was kind of shown up by him, and they meet like years later, and she becomes a love interest. Yeah. Um, she yes, it is. Uh, I've heard people. I've heard a lot of people say it is. Uh, like a you know cynical take on the entertainment industry, and I'm like, I, to some extent, yes, because it real, but it wants to have its cake and eat it too. Yeah. It is like. Yeah, being an idol sucks. You're just like you work hard, you don't get paid, um, and you have like uh, terrible fans. Anyway, it's still really cool though. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those like uh, like this industry is fucked up, but also we do it because we love it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That kind of thing. So it's like it's like a mixed bag. I will say, where I'm at with it is the premise is. It sounds nonsense. The premise is nonsense. You know what I mean? It, it sounds like it doesn't into, matter. It doesn't not matter at all. But uh, the the guy, Aqua, who, again, he was like a 30-year-old guy or something mm-hmm. in his late 20s when he died. And so he has, like, super baby intelligence for a while. And now, but he's like, after the after the jump, he's like, well, I'm kind of getting to be an adult now. So I don't really, there's really nothing special about me anymore. I'm just a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, so like, how different would this be if it didn't have like the reincarnation premise? I, not very. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. I think that it, there are plenty of ways you could have done it without doing the the reincarnation premise at all. Uh, it's the the characters are likable and the writing is good and often very funny. Yeah, this is he, the thing that carries if, it. You know, if you like messy relationship drama, uh this show has it in space and it's got like interesting like uh stuff about like the artificiality of um like entertainment Mm -hmm. you know i think that stuff is interesting even if it is also a little like um starstruck by itself yeah i think is what i would say a good uh, it's a better time than you would think from the premise is basically my opinion on oshinoko yeah I mean, that sounds, you know, anywhere from the bottom is up. (laughs) (laughs) I I would watch more of it. They're making another season, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Season two coming at some point. I'll watch more of it. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but... Okay, okay, okay. Fen, what are we watching for next season? Nothing. (laughs) Um... Uh, the only over. thing that we're sure that we're watching is Shigarapo Fairy Tale Part Two. I'm um, not really ever? like excited for it. Yeah, Lauren, no. do you remember us talking like us talking about? That's Shigarapa the one with the, the fairy slavery, the fairy slavery yeah. stuff. candy making. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last season ended with the main guy selling himself back into slavery. I so remember hearing that candy license. Um, I've heard good things about Undead Girl Murder Farce. What? We might try the first episode of that. It's um, the thing I've heard is like uh, Bakemonogatari like quipping, um, uh-huh. and but uh, okay. The the pitch is it's 19th century, and humans are uh, humans as an analog for like Westernization are snuffing out like vampires, cryptids. What is the name of this? You say you say these things, Fen, and you either say them in Japanese or the abbreviation in Japanese, or you say them so fast that I cannot process what you're saying. Undead girl murder farce. 
Uh, you and see so, what I mean? How the fuck was I supposed to understand what you said? Yes. Uh, and so the the main boy and uh, I think she's a vampire. Um, Shout outs. Uh, is, uh, she's just a head in a cage and they have what? to go like protect uh, supernatural beings. She, okay. Say that again? Well, she's a vampire. They're hard to kill, you see. Yeah. You know. She's just a head in a cage. Is that what you said? That is yes. what Ben said, yes. Despite all her rage? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, I don't know. I, I like, looked the, through the trailers for this upcoming season, and it was, like, pretty abysmal. Yes. Uh-huh. That, that is literally the only thing I've heard of uh, that I was like, I'll try the first episode of this. And... Seasonal anime can be fun, you know? But it's not always... It is, a, it is a brutal season. Yeah. Uh, even... Even from people who do watch basically every show this uh, every season, I've heard that even they are like... Who watches every show? I don't think... Season. Okay, every is probably wrong. Uh, I know multiple people who watch like 20 plus shows. That's... Well, I guess they don't have a podcast. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a is, podcast. This is a moment of me being like, wow, all the things I could do if I didn't have a podcast. Um. <laughs> yes. Didn't, don't have a podcast. And like, if that is your primary hobby... Yeah, He's just watching anime. I can't imagine like, this. Yeah, it seems miserable. We've we've like watched like five, six shows before, and that's been too much. Yes. Uh huh. Well, okay. Yes, this is the other thing is that we watch once a week together, mm-hmm. and if you're just watching like two or three shows a day, that's still still, much. Much. still, still, still miserable. That's almost seven hours a week. Yeah, that's too fucking much. Uh huh. I do not endorse this practice, uh, but I, yeah. yeah. Um, Me and Fen watch a bunch of anime every week, but we're watching a lot of, like, old shows that, yeah. are, that are good and not the, like, uh, mixed bag that seasonal anime is. When we finish it, we'll talk about Sunny Boy, because I have thoughts one. about Sunny Boy. <laughs> That's a really uh, interesting one. I've heard, I've heard good things. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, even just four episodes in, I'm like, ooh, this is so fun. Yeah. Um, okay. That's basically that a- how I watch anime. Is I have like, I have a friend of mine who we watch like, uh, old shows that we've heard are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched recently Michikoto Hashin. Great. Mm-hmm. Very good. Don't know that. Yeah, it's like sometimes watching watching seasonal anime. Sometimes it's a birdie wing, and you're not very you're not having a lot of fun. Sometimes it's a Akiba made war, and it's like I don't know that I would have ever really heard about anyone talking about this after it came out, but it was fantastic to watch in the moment. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I heard lots of people talking about Akiba made war. I I haven't heard about it much since it finished airing. Is what I mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people were talking about it while it was airing, but it's one of those shows that, like, it's a fun ride. I don't think people are going to be like, wow, this is a piece of, like, uh, incredible media that everyone needs to watch af- yeah. after. You know what I mean? Flash in the pan kind of thing. I yeah. know I know that there are people uh, who are like, why would you ever watch anything that's airing? Just go watch, like, good anime. Just go watch classics. And I think a lot about, uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but there was a, a piece like a decade ago, probably mm-hmm. at least, um, about like in defense of playing bad games mm-hmm. that is basically like, yeah, like you should, you should play a bunch of different stuff. Cause if all you ever watch are bangers, 
mm-hmm. then you're you're well like yes for me at least then like cool none of them stand out because they're all incredible and so you're just like yeah i mean like all of this is good i guess mm-hmm. but uh there's something to be said for yeah this was like perfectly fine yeah. and it and it has <laughs> like kind of reset my or it allows me to be more surprised and more enjoy even more um the stuff that stands out that is really good so that's interesting because that's basically the approach that i take with like books and movies mm-hmm. and i don't know that i feel like i'm missing anything by like reading only books that i think i'll enjoy mm-hmm. um not in the sense of like I, I don't go outside my genre or whatever because i don't really read genre literature in that way um but like uh I'm, I, I, I go back and I read a lot of classics and I think a lot of the time there's a certain amount of surprise when you're reading something written in like 1830 and you're like, oh, this is actually still really funny. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm picking up a lot of like, you know, stuff that I wasn't expecting from, you know, this century old, century and a half old novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, that's almost 200 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, it's, um... Yeah, you know, anime isn't always, like, 18th century literature, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's often worse than that, but, but yeah, I like, I like, um, it's like going to the contemporary wing of a museum when you're really there to see something else, you know what I mean? It's like, you should mm-hmm. check up what's contem- what's being made contemporarily mm-hmm. every now and then. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's something I don't read new books. I'm oh, I'm not king, saying like... you specifically, I mean, yeah. just in general. That's kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, so the, here's the thing: is that I'm, I know that I am like leeching off of my more like, uh, I'll say, the, I have friends who do this for like contemporary literature, and are like, oh my god, another Sally Rooney. Like, all right, let's see what this is about. God, that sucks. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I definitely do a lot of like filter. I have my friends do a lot of filtering for me. Um, like, okay, maybe I'll skip Sally Rooney, but like. You know, this Atessa Moshvig is going to be good. Let me check that one out. Um, and I feel the same way about, like, Yuri Manga. And I know that, like, I think the, you know, I don't match my taste exactly with, you know, anyone here entirely. But I feel like I know well enough, like, the kinds of things that you uh, tend to read. And I also know that, like, you have read a lot of different things that I have not. So I pick up a lot of stuff from, you know, hanging out in the server or whatever uh, that I wouldn't have found otherwise. And I mostly just filter stuff to, like, I think this is probably going to be good. Um, And I'm having a great time. That's the thing. The filtering ecosystem requires people who will filter through the things that aren't very good. Yes, and I'm always very grateful to all of my friends who I leech off of. Even though we're adults. Otona ni natte mo? What? That's the JP title, right? I'm not looking at it. You're whispering very quietly. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But. Otona ni natte mo. Great. Great first volume. <laughs> so, what happens, Fen? You're going to have to tell us what happens in the first volume so that I don't okay. get blurry. Uh, again, sorry if I am 
unclear about details because I was very tired when I was reading this. I should have been asleep when I read the first volume of this. Um, let's see. Uh, Ayano goes to a bar. She's or she's an elementary school t- teacher. Yes. Uh, she goes to a bar. She meets a, a gorgeous woman, Akari. Mm-hmm. And they end up out in an alley kissing, mm-hmm. and then they go back to Akari's place mm-hmm. um, and have fun, it seems like. Yes. Uh, they don't have sex. They do not have sex. They just yeah. make out some. And this is, this is Ayano is a little bit like more where... forward than... Uh... Or it has been played as uh, no one has explicitly said what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the next the next time we see Ayano and Akari meet, uh, Ayano's with her husband. Yes. Um, right, she, she brings her husband back to the same restaurant yeah, where Akari yeah. works. After saying, I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to see you again. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's... And then they, they uh, the three of them go to... Uh, Akari, Akari's old ex-girlfriend oh, who has a husband and a, and a child uh, is hosting a barbecue and Akari invites Ayano and says, well, your husband's invited as well, obviously. Expecting Ayano to to say no. And then Ayano and her husband show up. I mean, so I think between a lot of this, it, they're talking... They're like talking with her husband. Like, um, uh, Ayano is like talking with her husband about what happened, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And so she's she's like trying to like be as clear as possible and like as honest and be like, well, you know, I, I you know, I think I have like a crush or something, right? And then so like her husband is invited when her husband receives the invite from this woman, he's like, is this is the woman that like my wife was like kissing on? I I guess why not? You know what? Fuck it. Uh, there's a great bit where she's like telling him and she's like is there anyone you like at work and he's like what what are you talking about she's like there's someone that i like at a bar that i go to it's a woman isn't that funny and he's like no not funny. <laughs> um yeah yeah it she seems like almost immediately is like well yeah like a poly relationship could work um and he is not at all on board there's a bit where she's like uh, hugging him, and then like it just cuts to a bl- like blank panel. It's like, how did I let things get this bad? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if she's thinking of a poly relationship. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess she hasn't like figured out exactly what she wants. Yeah. aside from a car. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, this is my first Shimura uh, Takako. What? Yeah. Somehow. I don't um, know what else is uh, Takako. Wandering Sun, uh, Aoihana. Nope, I don't think I've read any of that either. Yep. Oh, uh, Fen specifically, this is. I feel like you. I'm shocked that you haven't come across her stuff before. Like uh, a sweep of flowers, Aoihana is like. If you, if you like messy high school relationships, that'll <laughs> tide you over, boy. <laughs> um. Yes, I. I. She is on my list of stuff to read. Uh, and I didn't fall off so much as got extremely busy and just haven't had very much time to read manga slash the time i have i don't know why i've been reading just like bad stuff like uh whatever the the fujoshi and uh oh the gender swap or yeah, the, like, gender swap not one gender swap body swap body one. swap one um that one. 
Is anyway. that any good? Not really. Uh, it's funny, like, sometimes. It is okay. like, yes. Yeah, speaking of empty calories that are like, it's like, I don't know, maybe like 25 to 50% of the jokes land. <laughs> that's, not very, <laughs> that's not very good. Uh, no, it's not. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm being too hard on it, uh, but I did, I knowing knowing where it's going, I'm just like, why? Uh-huh. I'm so glad that you went back to writing Yuri after this. Uh-huh. Um, so fan. Yes. You liked this. Yeah. Uh, I'm extremely excited to read more. It's messy. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's less of romance and more of a series of, like, very unlikely, horrible events. Uh-huh. When I'm reading this, I have to, like, stop myself from cackling. It is written like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> it is, like, like it is- this is... This is this couldn't happen. No, it is not possible that you two are just bumping into each other here. There is uh-huh. a capricious god doing this to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, like the whole thing about like, oh yeah, I'll invite her husband out of like, you know, what is whimsy, she and then the, the husband being like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's go. Do you have like? She's like high out of her mind on romance and like just says shit. It's really funny. It's mm-hmm. incredible. There's the two categories of things. It's like, oh, some contrivance happens uh, where neither of them really understand, but they end up in the same place mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. through pure happenstance. And then sometimes it's Akari says something stupid as hell and then is like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. These are. This is like the, the hot butch shows up from... Uh, yes. Last uh, last time, this is like Akari says something stupid, like puts her foot in her mouth, and like no, she just becomes the George wish. Costanza yeah. of Yuri. Uh, it's really, it's really fun. It's really like uh, funny, stressful. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, ooh, yes. I'm glad I'm not here. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, God, miserable. Wataru um, is like. Oh man, I, okay. I'm, I mean, we have to talk about this later because, like, yeah. Oh man, okay. I, that's a guy who's going through it. <laughs> He's going through it, but he also kind of deserves to. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. He's yeah, in a hell of his own design. <laughs> I think that's uh, that is what straight marriage is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what marriage is. That is that is what this this is about. Is like a heterosexual marriage is a hell of your own design. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yes, there's not too much more we could talk about because uh, not too much else happened. But you got any other thoughts, man? Uh, I. You love... think they'll end up together, happy, fan? This is the. It's. It is fun reading something like this. Because I don't know, like, what what kind of endings does uh, Shimura write? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what kind of genre of space is she playing in? Yeah. Is this going to be a thing where they end up happily together, or is it going to end uh, with all relationships salted and burned, but everyone has like learned a valuable lesson yeah. and moves on to the future? Yeah, uh, yeah, which is yeah. I was I uh, just real briefly before we take a brief break. Um, and then talk about the reason that you're here. Uh, unless Yuri Tea Time is the reason you're here, in which case, thank you. <laughs> I, um, look, I'm having fun. I love talking about all this stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, Marin, friend of the pod, Marin. Once in future guest. Once in future guest, Marin. Uh, give her her correct title every time. Yes. Marin. <laughs> uh, uh, just read uh, It's a Detached Relationship, which is I not my favorite uh, manga, but is, you know, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can feel the constraints of, of genre in the ending mm-hmm. because there's a perfectly good ending and then there's an epilogue, which is like, and then they got together and were happily, <laughs> like, got together happily ever after. Uh, in a way that is like, okay, I I understand that impulse, but also mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a bummer um, when it feels like an ending was forced upon a work because mm. of the place it's running or the genre that it is in and those expectations kind of overriding uh, where the where the story takes the thing, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Right, and I mean, this is like, and like, it's interesting to think about like the way that this is not exactly enforced, but the way it like integrates itself into the, the creative process, right? Like there's like the... On one hand, you have like like genre provides sort of a scaffolding mm-hmm. that you can you can sort of as like a a writer like pick and choose like you know genre conventions that are not always that are can sometimes be contradictory um, as like you know elements to like sort of you know build what you're trying to build right like and then mm-hmm. you know a, a hot butch shows up or Akari puts her foot in her mouth. <laughs> um, and, and like sort of build on that kind of thing and then genre convention can also be like something that is like imposed in other ways either like uh like requests from editors or like uh audience feedback like oh we you know, the readership wrote in and a lot of people are upset about this direction and how do we want to you know even if we're not going to like uh even if we're not going to say that, oh, that's the, we're just going to abandon that because a bunch of people thought it was uh, thought it was bad. How are we going to respond to that concern broadly? I think about um, the last author note from Boku no Hentai, where the author, the mangaka, is like, "Yeah, I f- hated these characters, and all I really wanted to do was torture them until <laughs> the show was o- or the series was over." But fans liked them so much that I it ended up pressuring me into liking the characters too and writing happier stories for them by the end. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really funny. You can feel it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My last um uh thought about even though we're adults is Akari is so hot for teachers she can't see straight. It's really funny. <laughs> That's yeah, she is. That's true. <laughs> <sighs> That's her main personality trait. Yeah. She's she's definitely like so horny she can't think a lot of the time. <laughs> she's, she's doing her best. Uh, yeah, she's she's, she's valid. Uh, <laughs> I'm for her. Are so cool. <laughs> All the bits where she's like, "Well, man, I feel so bad. I'm caught up in this. One second, this none of this was my fault." Really funny. Yeah, those are all very good. Um, she feels a lot of like guilt, and then also like, "Wait a minute, no, I'm <laughs> I was the injured party." I mean, right, and so like this is the thing is that like <laughs> there's this weird energy between Wataru and Akari where they're both where. Like, uh, Wataru also kind of feels this, where he's like, I'm the aggrieved party, and I think he, like, tries to 
relate to Akari in that way. Yeah. But, like, it's really not a symmetric thing. No. And it's extremely awkward and always very fun for me to see. I'm, I'm very excited to read more of it. Yes. Fate Holoraxia. It doesn't sound like it was that fun to be married to Saber. Yeah, to be honest. Uh, I wish we got more of that scene. We get like three lines about Guinevere and then it's over. Um, okay. Is a game that we finished the main story of. Yes, we for did this finish episode. Holoraxia, more or less. What's your percentage? What's everyone's percentage? Oh, let me pull it up. Great question. My hollow Excellent right question. Now. Uh, oh god, it's so loud. One sec. 95.6. So I'm at 96.8, and I'm at, uh, and so it's everything in the main game. Hollow Ataraxia. Fate Hollow Ataraxia is a game that we played and almost finished. I'm just going to start from the top, and I don't know how much we lost. And I'm not oh, opening right. it again to to check the completion percentage. It was ninety two something or something. <laughs> Lauren has the highest completion percentage. I'm so smart for my my high completion percentage. Yes, you you won. I won. Uh, you get bonus IQ points for every point that you were ahead of us. Incredible yeah, percentage wise. Uh, yes. So to your answer, or Ben asked a question about Rin CG. Uh, I saw multiple CGs that I haven't gotten yet because there's also one from Rin's pool scene. Yep. Yeah. Um, I uh, did see that. I did do the Rin pool scene. Um, yeah, I have not done that yet. I was also like, wait, where is the... Sorry, Lauren, you said something about the Rin CG. Well, I couldn't hear you. Uh, the one that Ben missed in the PJs was the one where uh, the Shinto date that doesn't go to Shinto. Okay, yes. I did unlock that. Uh, okay. and haven't done it yet. It's. I will do that next yeah. time. All right, great. But we did the important stuff. Yes. Ben was do playing we... down to the wire this morning. Yeah. Do we want to go through the good stuff, parentheses, the main story, <laughs> and then we can... Do you want to sort of intersperse stuff? Because there's a lot of little, like... So, like, the way that this is structured, we stopped right before um, uh, Avenger Bazette scene 5 void last time so that would be where we would pick up um yeah and then there's a i you know then there's a bunch of like uh little bits where oh then there sort of switches back and forth to avenger and bazette and then goofs and then lesson and then eventually it starts sort of like you run out of goofs and then you're just sort of doing the main plot in like uh fuyuki uh during the day the whole time and it's great. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the game has been. <laughs> so I almost feel like we should talk about goofs, then do the plot, and then finish it out. All right. Okay. Like, cause and not just not bounce back and forth a bunch, so that it's a little bit easier to like fo- fo- follow follow the conversation. Okay. Does that work for everyone? I thought. Well, okay. You would I, rather do the main. Plot. I am going to be honest. Yes. I am faded. <laughs> Uh, 
Again, the uh, lack of take another sip of your drink. lack of sleep is getting to me. So we should do the main plot right. while I have energy. Yes, okay. that's good. Okay. Overriding uh, uh, circumstances. Okay. Real quick, a funny thing is that uh, there are two. There are kind of like two five. No, it's two sixes. Yeah, there's aren't like five. There's five void, and then there's like five point five. Although it's unnumbered, which is forest. Yes. And you can get forest before you get void. Yes. Oh. And then forest will say next six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I haven't gotten five yet. Huh. Uh huh. And then that breaks your game. Yes. Uh huh. That may have contributed to breaking my game uh-huh. a little. Uh huh. Uh, because the the trigger for forest is uh the mm-hmm. the uh like stay away camp sleepover camp. Oh. Um, right. And the trigger for five is Rin talking to Shiro about... Right, right. Getting killed by Bazette, uh, And then Avenger being like, talk to Rin mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Right? Well, And then Rin talking to Shiro about parallel worlds. Parallel worlds and, and mm-hmm. the runner next to you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Bringing up charts. First person shooter. I love charts. I love diagrams. Nasty okay, so we're going to... Right. We're gonna talk about void first. Yeah, let's talk about void yeah. first. Wait, did we did we talk about the Rin scene? Did I say Rinsan was gaming? <laughs> yes, we did. We talked about Rinsan okay, doing good. first person cheers. Uh, Shout outs, because that's important. Is she good at first person shooting? I can't imagine. Really? No, <laughs> it, it could be this kind of thing where, like, oh, she's bad with all technology, but for some reason, she's like unreasonably good at specifically first person shooters. That would be very funny. No, she'd be bragging about it if she was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not uh, the impression that I got. Okay, I don't have very many notes on this scene. Except it's good, and there's finally good Ilya has shown up again. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Good Ilya's back. Uh, good Ilya, we got a couple bits of good Ilya in this yeah. sort of sequence. Uh, I will say most of Ilya that I enjoy is in this, in this episode. Okay. Okay, yeah, we okay. really like backloaded all of the the crying rules content for in Hot Wheels. Truly, yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. sadly, Finn had to sprint through it. Uh huh. I this I was so bummed uh, this morning as I was like breezing through stuff, uh, and I was like, I really wish that I had time to like enjoy so this. Luxuriate. We should have just waited like an hour or two. Uh, that would not have helped. I needed like another day and a half. I I offered to, or but no, really fine. a week because my entire my sleep schedule this week has been a mess. Trent's been all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh no no it's okay. Hollow, hollow ataraxia was always going to be a difficult one to cover. Uh so yeah. this has really gone better I, than it. I would am have. so happy that I burned through so much of the side stuff. Yeah. Uh, before last episode, because yeah. I would have truly been in hell. Like certain people that we know and we'll talk about. Yeah, that's that's true. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. So last time Bazette realized the the that uh she stuck within the four days no matter what mm. and was like, Okay, okay, this is fucked up. I there's no way I can kill all these servants in four days. What do we do? Uh and then decides to go face the Einsburn master and figure out what's going on. Yep. Uh in void. We spend some time as Avenger in uh, his uh, memories where he's uh, being tortured by that village, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
someone comes to save him. Some woman wants to save him, but like he's completely immobilized and basically essentially dead already. Can't speak, can't react in any way. And he's like, oh, fuck you. Mm -hmm. What can you what can you do to help me, asshole? Right. Oh. And then thinking, basically remembering this because this is now what he's feeling about Bazette. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bizet, what can Bazette do for him? Uh huh. And she's got some kind of like misguided, like, oh no, I need to help Avenger. And he's like, help yourself. Now, back in the moment, uh, Avenger and Bazette are <laughs> hiding in the, the ruins. <laughs> Uh, near the Einsburn Castle. Sorry, but how did you describe them? The Which ruins? ruins. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I definitely called it the uh, the Forest Love Shack. The Forest <laughs> Love Shack. That's also very good. Um, I I don't think I'd I if I had a choice. Uh, those ruins are not where I would have a secret tryst. No, they seem bad for that. I don't think they had a lot of options. No, I know. I was just like, you know. I love that the CG just has like a bunch of crap on the floor. Yeah. Oh. The fact that there is a, a bed that they felt safe, <laughs> like un disrobing on is nonsense. Yeah. We get an adventure uh, puppy moment. Uh, yes. yes. Grasping for purchase with both hands, I fling myself into the building with all the dignity of a fleeing puppy. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're being chased by Berserker. Sort of. Uh, mm. The fun thing about Berserker is that Fragorach is completely useless against him, which is very funny. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's great. Fragorach is actually always, you can always use Fragorach against Berserker. Yes. He doesn't need to do anything because he's always using his noble phantasm. Yes. If you, if you had like, I don't know, what, 10 of them instead right. of three, you could right. probably take him down with it yeah. pretty easily. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, actually... Can you? Because in in Say Night, uh, it said that you have to kill him a different way every time, or he just keeps regenerating. That wouldn't work. She hits him with it twice, and it like That's does true. something. Yeah, mostly just slow, <laughs> slows him down. Right. Uh, Avenger saved Bizette, and then Bizette saved. No, no, Bizette saved Avenger, and then Avenger saved Bizette, and then Avenger stole uh, the remains of one of her lover leather gloves that got burned up by Fragorach and just pocketed it for some reason. One thing to note is that when Avenger saves Bizette, uh, he gets, like, most of his leg torn off. Uh, sort of a fun inversion of Saber and Shiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Avenger says that Berserker is not a servant, that this is just a, a monster that failed to become a servant. Uh, which is interesting. Oh, uh, Bazette grabs Avenger by the scruff of his neck and runs off. Yes. Instead of Princess right. carrying him. Yeah. <laughs> Dog-coated boy. Yeah. yeah, he sure fucking is. Avenger. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bazette's like, okay, we can't fight that guy. This sucks. Uh, their, their strategy of Vergavesta into Fragorach is completely useless because Berserker will just kill Avenger in one mm -hmm. hit. And it, even if it worked, uh, it would, wouldn't even slow him down because he's Berserker. Mm -hmm. So they got to make a run on the castle. Avenger wants to stay behind and keep Berserker busy while Bazette heads in. Bazette refuses and is like, you're coming with me. They argue about this a lot. Uh... And he his his thing is I don't want you to try and save me out of pity. If you're gonna try and save me, it save me like a superhero, basically. Save me like with love in your heart, not because you feel bad for me. Yes. You know. 
Right. Again, sort of more like Shiro, Shiro Saber very, valences of like... Yeah. Except the tables are turned because the servant is a useless random guy and mm-hmm. the master is the mm-hmm. one doing the saving, except now it actually makes a difference. But yes, this is really... This is why the opening of this scene exists is because it's a vendor thinking about like uh it's kind of miserable if all everyone does when they come to see you is like oh i'm so sorry you're so pitiful pitiful or it's Uh, like it's not better to uh, it's for for him it's not better to come pity him than to come and like kick him you know what i mean yeah because it doesn't meaningfully change his circumstances. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically like, I want a fairy tale ending or nothing good ever to happen to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, because all of the nothing good has already happened. Yeah. Um. Bazette uh, finally gives up on this and heads for the castle. Avenger is wearing her glo- her glove now, uh, as a good luck charm, and mm-hmm. goes to die at Berserker's feet. Mm-hmm. Then we switch perspectives. We're Bazette now. Um, That's also a fun mirror of Archer getting sent to die. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bazette feels a lot of guilt <laughs> over this. You don't say. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Fuck now! Now I am just like every single other person who ever mistreated Avenger. I have abandoned him too. You know what I mean?" Uh she gets to the castle. Uh, she's not trying to kill whoever's in there. She's trying to talk to them. But when she does come in, Liz attacks her with a big halberd. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yes. Um, but that's not a... jazzed about fighting another Einsburn homunculus. Did we talk last time about the scene where Liz has the halberd? Yes, she yes. chases yeah. the ghost story with Zella. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, they clash for a little bit. Uh, and then Ilya stops Liz and is like, okay, okay, we'll talk, we'll talk. Ilya is not a master in this war, and Berserker is not her servant, is what she says. Which is like, oh yeah, Avenger was correct. (laughs) Berserker is not a servant. Yes. He is just a vengeful spirit. Yes. He apparently lost his servant status because someone else snagged it. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder wonder who. Well, uh, Ilya lost her master status because someone stole her servant. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And, yeah, yeah, so Berserker doesn't have a spot to be in, basically. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because we've seen Berserker be fine, but that's the thing, is that During this is a different, this is a different place. This mm-hmm. is... The night this and is... the night and day are... Yes, the night and day are different, and also they're different wars. Yes. Which is where well, I, this that's is where I, I figured this out, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, yeah. This is the, they're fighting the third Holy Grail War, uh-huh. which yeah. is really interesting. Uh, I think I knew this at some point and totally forgot about it until this scene and then was like, oh, right, yeah, of course. Because Avengers from the Third Grail War, of course, yeah. uh-huh. things would come back to here. Yeah, I mean, specifically what Ilya says about Berserker is there was no part available for him to play, so I couldn't give him a decent role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's why the Edelfelts were here is because the, that was the one war they participated in and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It is very funny uh, like yeah uh i guess that uh saber is just kind of taking the place of whoever their servant was but the implication there that saber has been in three out of five holy grail wars well, she's in all of them isn't she is she 
Isn't that the whole thing that she participates in every possibility of getting the Holy Grail until uh, until she gets it? Isn't that part of her wish? I don't know. I forget exactly. I think I you could that. also read it in the sense that like there was a saber in yeah. or like the Edelfelts both had a saber and it and Sa- Saber King Arthur Saber was the one who was around to play the part, quote unquote. Yes. That was yeah, sort yeah. Of that like... is that is what I meant mean by yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know this is the Third Grail War because uh, the Third Grail War is when the Einsburns uh, fucked up big time and summoned Avenger mm-hmm. instead of a regular class servant. Um, let's see. Let's see. We get more more of the stuff about what Angermanu is and how he's not like in any way actually connected to the real like God Angermanu. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? About the, the his hometown, which sucked. Mm-hmm. And like the, the there's like a whole bit about like why he became a a, a servant in the first place. Like they mm-hmm. were the the form of reverence that the village had for him, like, led to the situation where, while he still lived, he became a god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she feels bad for, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, of course you like the name Angermanu. It must, it stands for you as a hero or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is six where we get, oh, yeah, six is where we get his, like, actual backstory. Yeah. Uh, Bazette's getting worked up about Ilya insulting Avenger by saying he's useless, and Ilya's like, no, 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 no. He, he like, I'm not being mean, he just is useless, and he was useless for the Einsburns, too. He didn't even have a noble phantasm back then. Yes. Yep. So, like, he's um, gotten an upgrade since the Third War. Yeah. Mm, and specifically, it says, in, in that context, uh, he didn't have even one noble phantasm in the Third War until the wish he was saddled with was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, Bazette asks Ilya what she thinks about the war, and she says that uh, she does, doesn't really have anything to do with it, and it's mm. not really her problem. Yeah. She's uh, not a master. Bazette decides to tell her about the loop, and Ilya's like, oh, well, the loop doesn't exist for me. I'm not trapped. This version of Ilya will go on to day five and on. Only you and Avenger are trapped in the loop, which is interesting. So they're sort of like skirting between alternate worlds mm-hmm. more than time is actually resetting. Mm-hmm. Or something. It gets complicated something. later. It gets pretty complicated. Uh, let's see. Ilya says that she should uh, end the war and escape and that she will be, Vizette will be trapped forever if she doesn't try, try and change things. Uh, Ilya would help her break the contract, but Vizette refuses to. Um. Yeah, and then Ilya's like, "Today's the last day. I guess just like hang out and watch the stars for a bit and wait for it to turn back around instead of going outside and getting killed by Berserker." Because that's like, "Fuck you! I hated every <laughs> second of this," and leaves the castle. Bazette has never once looked at the stars no. <laughs> and and been alone with her own thoughts. Um. So Bizet hates tranquility and taking it easy. Yeah. Workaholic. So, <laughs> Bizet is like, okay, 
figuring out how to extend the loop is not what I need to figure out. I need to figure out what the loop is in the first place. Avenger called it like a special bonus for contracting with him. But what does that mean? Uh-huh. It's very funny. Uh, she's like, it's almost like it's a wish from the Holy Grail. No, it couldn't be that. <laughs> and she's like, I can't trust Avenger. He's not being straight with me. And she decides that she's going to go out during the day and explore uh, and investigate uh, Kiritsugu and the mage families in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wishes she could trust Avenger. (laughs) She wishes she could, but she doesn't feel like she can anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, do we get... Sleepover camp. Sleepover camp. Oh, do you want to count that as part of the main... I guess we can count that as part of the Training camp. The the Karen stuff is... Karen stuff is... Let me see. Uh, um, and hey, most of the sleepover camp is uh, Momotaro jokes that completely flew over my head. Yeah. It's not just Momotaro jokes, it's also it's Kintaro um, and yeah. like, other yeah. stuff. All of the Taros. Yes, yeah. The greatest crossover event of <laughs> Basically. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Do we? Do we? How much do we want to talk about this? The actual I, camp. So much of it is the play that just like yeah, the play. No, yeah, it's like cute. Um, the best yeah. part of the training camp aside, I like the end. Also, the end is interesting. Uh the best part of the training camp is the the part where Saber comes into the kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, right. again, I was uh. Yeah, Shira was a uh, uh, volunteered to uh, to do all of the cooking for like fifteen people, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, as as it starts to smell good, Saber wanders in, and they have sort of a cute conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, specifically it's the note that I wrote down is like she's an actual character, just not a moe blob who is funny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Which is most of her characterization in this game is haha, look at the white girl eat food. Yeah. Um, and it's nice having her like have opinions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i did laugh when ayako was like rolling around on the ground and like running around the room and then when makidera comes in and does the same thing she like scoffs at her and is like you're so childish <laughs> that's a very good little yes bit. um the okay this uh the end of the first night i don't remember exactly what happens um but uh it made me this uh the the training camp made me think a lot about our wonderful days which is a very good three volume uh manga that has that is like maybe my favorite mix of slice of life and yuri mm-hmm. um and how to me i don't know that nasu is great at writing slice of life or uh really his writing puts me in the mood for something else mm-hmm. and so when there's when that slice of life isn't followed up on with something mm-hmm. it's just kind of like i don't know boring is not quite the right word but uh it can be boring you, it's, there are it's not as satisfying yeah yeah um yeah i don't know if that makes any it's sense. It's like, uh, it, it kind of feels like Nasu is writing writing Slice of Life for the purpose of propping up other stuff, not for the love of it in and of itself. Uh, that's the vibe I get, to, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah. sort of, that's definitely like what that's it like is the in plot of State this. Night. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's there for contrast, right? Yeah. So when you overdose on it a little bit, sometimes that my my like thing with hollow ataraxia being like uh, sometimes there is just too much fluff, and I understand that that is uh, at the end literally the point. Okay, yes, this uh, is the thing: is that having finished it, looking back on all of this, I'm like, no, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like conceptually it's good it doesn't mean it's not sometimes boring like yeah. boring to be yeah. reading um right i mean this is also the but, thing where uh, like i never really got bored either of my times uh-huh. going through hall ataraxia um but i understand how somebody could be um uh, the well, yeah, i, I uh, oh, sorry lauren continue, oh, sure. please. go ahead oh sorry um this is the this is the reason i bring up our wonderful days is one more people should read it it's very good uh but two is like i like slice of life stuff a lot of the time and uh i think there's a like again which is why i bring up like i think nasu's writing puts me in a mood for something else Mm -hmm. and then when i sit down and like for three hours all i get is uh bad to sometimes funny jokes mm-hmm. and uh like not not much happens i'm kind of like oh is that that it and sometimes you get like a <laughs> real banger joke like <laughs> the tiger dojo the movie oh um, my god we'll get there we'll get there um so one thing that i'm i think i'm remembering you didn't play that no oh my ben. god i have to wait oh to no you you all can talk about oh, it. No, Don't worry. No, we're not talking about it, Ben. I know you've seen. Ben, you need to experience this. I haven't had the experience. <laughs> okay, okay. I've had um, it thoroughly spoiled at this point. So what'd you say? I've had it thoroughly spoiled at this point. So but it's because you keep clicking on things you shouldn't click on. Yes, I know. Uh, but wait, is it just clicking on my screenshots that you mean? Yeah. I'm oh, not, it's not the same experience. Okay. No, so you have fun with that. Ben did not share all of the screenshots. Um, no, I okay. I realize that. I just mean that I don't know that I will like. It's not going to be the same out of like shock. Yeah, at this point, you two could talk about it, and I will still enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, oh yeah. So what I was going to say is, I think I remember hearing somewhere that not all of these were written by Nasu, and I'm not a hundred percent on that. Yeah, I think that there are three or four scenario writers credited. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, hard to, hard to tell. Kind of pointless to try and like narrow it down mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, um, but that is interesting. But who are the other writers? Well, there's too many people to like read the whole credits. Yeah. Of, you know. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this is yes. There are there are parts of this that I was like, oh, if more of the slice of life was like this, I would like it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another like there's an hour or something of the play because I read slowly. <laughs> um the play does go have a difficult have a difficult time like just clicking through stuff Mm -hmm. um like even if i'm not enjoying something i will like read every line yeah yeah, yeah. um and the play goes on for so long (laughs) and especially if you don't have like the the context of like to under to at least like enjoy like weird kintaro momotaro mashup Uh jokes like all of this was lost on me so i was just sort of mashing through it like i don't and i think that's 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 the thing is also you're supposed to part of it is the the taro uh the um the taro cinematic universe <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's also like you're supposed to be like oh ha 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 that character is being cast as this person that's mm-hmm. funny. um right and, and that's also and stuff and again, that i have no 
yeah not yeah. having not having familiarity is like this this stuff hit for someone <laughs> not me right. like i'm i'm sure somebody enjoyed like whoever it was getting cast as the dog or the pheasant yeah. or whatever and i think that ku was cast as the dog even i understand okay that, that, yes. that that's yes. fair enough yeah, all the all of the servants came in. Like Ku and Archer showed up, and everyone recognized them from the time Ku was like chasing them around, or and Archer from the time where he saved the cat. Uh huh. Archer saving the cat is one of the funniest scenes in the game. It's the so way good. he just goes off rambling about it. I finally did that. It's uh, really I good. Love, I love the way that Shiro just has to sit there and take. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Okay. Karen is here. Ghost stories start. We don't actually get on. We get like a list of the ghost stories. The ghost stories sequence. It was fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This game. I had to, uh, due to technical difficulties, trying to debug them. I started from the beginning and skipped through. And just opening up the game and like seeing those backgrounds again, I was like, hell yeah! (laughs) What a great, what a great opening. Yeah. So we have to chase Karen. Uh, she gives her name right away. She's Karen Hortensia. Uh, Hortensia is the official localization of it. With not very different, except there's an H at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "I know all about you. I've been investigating <laughs> you." Shira mm-hmm. finds her in the rear woods by the Saber Farewell Hill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's just a very funny way to put that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, yeah, he's this like, is a shockingly short scene. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, more here, and it's uh, it's more of a just a, a brief hello before actual Karen stuff. Yeah, yeah. It is. He describes her as being like mean to him in a way that makes him feel like he should apologize for something that he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, "Well, you're you are pretending to be an innocent person, so maybe you should be apologizing." Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't says, something that's going to make which is something that's going to make sense a lot later. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He says that she caused the monsters. She gets pissed off and starts praying uh, for patience for de- to deal with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. uh, she's just here to investigate and supervise. While I do pose harm, I am harmless to those who do not perceive me as harmful, which is a very roundabout way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jiro right. talks about how, like, he got skewered by her, and she says something about, like, the only ones who can make me change are the phenomena known as demons. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, then the mountain of beast corpses appears, which we've gotten glimpses of before. The moon turns black, etc., etc. Um, and she's, she's like, they're only here to kill you, <laughs> specifically. Mm-hmm. So the monsters swarm, and she says that uh, they will. They should fight until the monsters disappear. Basically, mm-hmm. she's gonna fight. Uh, mon- watches back the whole time. They In particular, until, until the date changes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's about an hour, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shiro gets uh, sickified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's fun seeing Shiro given to the nightmare of whatever's happening here. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I wrote down. Uh, because yeah. Uh. Yeah, this isn't a Shiro that we've seen before. No, he's like, uh, he's like Siko Shiki. <laughs> he's uh-huh. closer to a Shiki uh, yeah. than a Shiro in this. He's very much more of a Shiki. Um, mm-hmm. 
He also says something about there are models for the weapons I will project scattered among the trash before me, and then he proceeds to project Angra's knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And go on a, like, murder spree. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of, like, red text dye flashing around in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, eventually the date changes, the moon turns to normal, Shiro collapses and is cooling down, Karen says that he's disgusting, but passes, uh, and then she leaves as Rin approaches to find out what's going on. This is, in, yeah, Karen makes a big deal about him surviving to the fifth day, Mm -hmm. which he has done multiple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I checked and like, if you just stay at home on the, on the fourth night, Shiro just goes to sleep and is like, oh, yeah, tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. Or, yeah, yeah. I think it makes slightly more well, sense with context, but yeah. it's still like... Uh-huh. Like, being uh, asleep is special. Right. Yeah, yeah, if you don't leave your house, they don't bother you. Right, yeah. Uh, Shiro, yeah, Shiro's like, oh, I wonder if I'll, I've escaped the loop. No. Nope. <laughs> A new OP plays. Uh, played for me at this point. Great, great OP. Good OP, yeah. Not as spoilers. Wait, did you see the? Did you see the the uh, UFO table one or the? I think I saw the UFO table one. Okay, you saw I the original. I have not seen that yet. Ah, uh, it was pretty. It was good. You know, uh, I mean, it's UFO UFO table, but I should check out the Vita ones. Show me yeah. the Vita ones. Well, no, the UFO table ones, or are not the Vita, Vita ones, ones. The the, the, original, the original, the OG ones. Yes, because. They're great. I love I love the vibes of the old ones. Yeah. Uh and and again, like the I cannot state how much the UFO table ones are made for someone replaying this game. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I did get spo- spoiled on a great soccer look that's coming up. Oh uh, yeah. Because of the UFO table one. But it is a fantastic It's a look. great look. It's a good look. It's unfortunate that it's in one CG. Yeah, I know. Yes. It's the coolest sucker has ever looked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, her boobs look a little funny, but... I mean, like, we're grading on a curve here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think her, like, nipples were fully defined through the shirt. Karen is so... You're thinking you're talking about nipples showing through the shirt made me think of something that comes up way later. Like, actually in the same scene with um Karen. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, no, I am thinking of a particular shot that starts <laughs> on a close-up of her nipple. I know! And then zooms so out. Funny. Um, we will talk about this. We will talk about this. <sighs> okay. Uh, also, this is where I realized that the slash behind follow Ataraxia is Bizet's command spells. That's fun. Hmm. Oh. oh, yeah, it is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like the little double-sided sword. They, it's like two... Um, Fragorak blades uh, back to yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and then uh-huh, uh-huh. okay. Forest. So this triggers forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, right. The the one note I have about the OP is at this point it's very funny just how hard the game goes on Shiro slash like Shiro and Avenger being paralleled mm-hmm. or being sure like, very similar. Uh, yeah, that's gonna kick up, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is like. Yeah, uh, multiple people at this point or shortly after will talk about like, oh yeah, you're a lot like Avenger, huh, Shiro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forest. Unnumbered. Mm-hmm. 
we get a druid singing about Ku and all the great things he's going to do and die and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go straight to Bizet. Mm-hmm. Bizet's going to tell us a story about a, a, a guy she had a crush on. <laughs> she became acquainted with a strange man. The, okay. Six years ago. I was like, wait, is is Bizet Kotamine her uh, work-related experience? <laughs> well, so... In a second, there is... Wait, so she's like... Tell, we'll, we'll get there in a second. I have I did some research here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, we get some more stuff about sealing designation and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. About how it's basically a death sentence under the guise of being uh, like protection order and how most people who get a sealing designation like run for it. And people like Bizet have to run them down. Well... It is a death sentence in the sense that you don't get to continue your research. They do describe it as being pickled in formaldehyde and studied. Uh, yes, but but also the reason people run mm-hmm. is because they're academics at heart and care more about their research uh-huh. than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's never really made clear exactly what it is that's happening outside of these weird metaphors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I doubt. I do doubt it is literally. They uh, bring them into the association if they come willingly, then kill them immediately. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they certainly do uh, pickle their brain in a jar when they're done. When mm-hmm. the person dies, uh, there's a thing. People who aren't that powerful and who keep their head down, the enforcers mostly ignore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, and then uh, it's not just people who have unique genetic like disposition unique powers right they'll also be they're also kind of like a uh, church exorcist or executor which is if these people are uh causing a bunch of trouble and experimenting on humans and whatnot and uh risk magic getting found out and all that stuff then they'll come and kill them too yes mm-hmm. if if they're experimenting on humans and keeping it quiet they won't do shit until there's some results then they'll come pick them up yep is pretty funny mm-hmm. well and and the difference in the church is that the association wants the research the association the church wants, wants to research. burn it all yes mm-hmm. so they end up clashing a lot yeah. uh okay. technically there's a truce between the association and the church they'll kill each other it's anyway. a cold war <laughs> yeah right it's like it's described as something like the truth the nominal truth truce is an excuse for all of the uh the murders to be covered up yeah 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 so Bazette clashes Bazette and her team clash with a uh church team uh until just her and the head of the other team are still standing and it's Kotamine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, it, maybe we can make a deal. It is funny to think about like okay, it is not at all hard to guess who this priest is. Uh-huh. But also like without a voice, it's a little harder. Yeah. It's not that, yeah. <laughs> that much harder. The voice the VA is very distinctive. Well, well, yeah, but that is the thing is like the original release didn't have VA. Mm-hmm. Right. It plays a lot coyer. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, let's see. Something about a mage who was using corpses in an attempt to revive the soul. Sounds like mm-hmm. a vampire to me. Sounds like a guy on his way to vampiredom. Mm-hmm. They agree to cooperate. Uh, Kotamine is like, I'm going to kill the hell out of the guy, but you can have his body and bring it home. I won't burn the research and all that stuff. I don't care about that. Because that's like, that's a pretty good deal, honestly. 
They end up working together three times, including oh. that one. So, but before that, they oh, yeah. this whole the whole business about the the Ku Cullen thing was after they do this or before they go while they're still the only ones left. Bazette is like telling him the story of Ku Cullen. Oh, I thought that was on another meeting. That's during Forest. Well, it's during this bit. Yes. Um. Yes, but so I, like right I, before I kind of just assumed that it was uh, during another part, but whatever. Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe you're right. I'm. I mean. Because uh, Bazette no longer works in a team anymore, and she mm. keeps bumping into Kotamine, and they keep working together. Yeah. The first time that they meet, they kill each other's entire party. Yes. Right. And then the second time and third time they meet, she kills Kotamine's entire party, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but she's alone. Or slash Kotamine lets his entire party die. That, does, right. that is a very Kotamine thing to do. Uh, but yes, we get the story of Ku, her telling Kotamine about it. Right. Oh yeah, and so she's... here Kire describes they they she they're like talking about the the implication and like the motivations of Kukulin or whatever at the time. Kuku gets a uh, prophecy when he's trying to become a warrior that's like, mm-hmm. oh, you'll all do anyone who becomes a warrior here will do incredible things and then die very young mm-hmm. and horribly. And Ku's like, yeah, baby, I'm in. And Bazette's like, why would he do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kirei's suggestion is like, well, he knew that that was how, what he was going to do even without hearing the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was just like, cool. oh, somebody telling you, yeah, you're going to do that stuff you always knew you were going to do. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, uh, the the text in the um, the English version is translated as Kirei describing the story of Kukulin or the, the conversation that they're having as pillow talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which to me is an implication that this is her work-related experience. That would um, make sense. Yeah. And so if you look up the kanji on Jisho, um, so if you look up the kanji, it also, it, like, the first result is bedtime story, and then the, but um, pillow talk is also a translation. Mm-hmm. So. We do know that Kotamine fucks. We do know that Kotamine fucks. Yeah, he had a kid and everything. He yep. had a kid and everything. I wonder, um, that, I wonder how that kid's doing. Uh, yeah, great question. Um, I did wonder if Bazette was the mom of of his kid. And then I was like, wait, no, no, because no, she died. Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is a Bizet possible interpretation. too young to be. Yes. Yeah. But yes, yes, that seems like a, a, a like conclusion you could definitely draw from this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's it's less dis- it's less like uh, conclusive in the Japanese, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is Kotamine dog coded? Is that what she said? Yeah. I think Olivia described uh, Bazette's taste in men as dog men or like mm. dog coded men. I feel like he's too like. Uh, cold to be dog coated. Yeah. He's scruffy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely scruffy enough. Uh, I, right. The the back to back to Ku. Um, oh yeah. I do like that she kind of poses like two hypotheticals about why Ku did what he did, mm-hmm. and then Kotamina just cuts to the chase and is like, "No, obviously it's this." And she's like, "God damn it! That's, that's the, the one, one I didn't thing want. that I didn't want." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or or like. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of in a had been fooling herself, like mm-hmm. didn't even consider that as a possibility because mm-hmm. it was too sad. Yeah. Right, and I mean, like a lot of this is like you've read Stay Night if you're here, 
And do you know that Kire is hungry for people with personality problems? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he loves it. He, he that, like there's like an implication here of Kire sort of seeing Bazette, like talking to her for five minutes and going like internally like Yorokobe Kotamine. <laughs> More food for me. Um yeah, Bazette thinks it's kinda hot how Kotamine is completely alienated from the normal experience of being human. <laughs> She, she does think that's kind of cute. Uh-huh. He gives her a pep talk. Uh, this is Captain Moe. Moe. I love Kotamine. It's great to get little bits of Kotamine. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> right, right, right. And he's like, he's. He gives her this interesting speech where he's like, "You find it difficult to live in this world, so you should find new worlds to tr- to like try to live in. You know, mm-hmm. and like you should travel and like." find new experiences and break free of like the things that are f- like frustrating you about your current life. You know what I mean? And she's like, wow, is that what you did? And he's like, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm on my way. And then he's like, I'm an evil fucker. And uh, yeah, he gives the little bit about how uh, he used to be twisted about being evil and wanted to change. Uh, and now he's more like, why was I born like this? You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is his stay night motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Searching for an answer as to why he was born like this. Right. Rather than trying to change himself. He yeah. specifically drops the whole thing about a being capable of answering this has yet to be born. I do wish yes. the opportunity would present yeah. itself. Oh, he's such a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. He's so fun. Uh, he's she a says she doesn't... Oh, sorry. Oh, she says she doesn't see him again after this bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is interesting. <laughs> Until... Uh... There's a fun bit here where she describes Kiri as someone who doesn't need others or other people, which I think mm-hmm. is, like, exactly wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, he feeds on people, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, like, Kotamine is the kind of guy who, if he wasn't, if he wouldn't, if he could stop picking the scab, he, I don't think he would need other people, right? Mm-hmm. But he can't stop picking the scab. He mm-hmm. he He needs to, like, constantly be interacting with other people because he can't stop thinking about the the, the kind of person that he is right mm-hmm. instead of just being like a normal sociopath he's like uh, uh like drawn to people sociopath you know what i yeah. mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh yeah uh, the next next is six angermanu mm-hmm. but first and i don't remember do you have to do Karen scenes before this? Yeah, the, we should the first we should be doing Karen the Karen scenes while we're as we go through here because they're basically part of the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do let's do uh, those are I think under exclamation. I didn't do Karen three until after uh, six. Yes, I think they that's are correct. Page twelve of exclamations yeah. is where yeah. Karen church visits yeah. go. So let's do the first couple of those before we do anything else. Um, let's see. Uh, hey, the opening to this is weird. What do you mean? Uh, you go, okay, so you go to the church on day one morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you get, like, weird, almost, like, fourth wall breaking text mm-hmm. that is like, this place is out of time. Mm-hmm. This meeting never happened. Karen is not, doesn't actually exist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. none of none of this is happening in the same story that all of the rest of mm-hmm. this yeah. game takes place in. 
Um, it's funny yeah. that oh, right. uh, it's and, funny that it's like, oh, this is not necessary. We don't need to do this to like solve the problem when you do. You literally uh, do. Yeah. A girl unknown to me is waiting at the church. Whether it is the first time or the last, it has no meaning here. She is something that never existed to begin with. She is everywhere and nowhere, just like him. The flow of time is irrelevant here. If I'm not mistaken, I'm visiting this place for the and then you got an option that every time adds one more, but like it's first time, second time, third time, fourth time, final time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um as you proceed but it's like it's such a weird like it it i mean it sets the tone extremely well but Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a real like interesting yeah yeah. right uh, and it's a different place and shiro acts very differently in the church than he does everywhere else yeah yeah, yeah. uh yes immediately i was like oh wait shiro is talking like a venture yes yeah um there's there's a scene later on that is a dead giveaway uh avenger avenger's personal pronoun is ore in Uh, katakana Mm. Shiro's is Ore in in Kanji, mm. and so um, that scene. There's a scene later where he like flips back and forth between those two. But interesting. So I I remember reading somewhere. I never actually checked that. Like once you, one, I think one of the completion bonuses is like being able to go back and watch these scenes with uh, uh, Angra's uh, VA. Yes. Oh, that's very funny. Shiro's lines. Yeah um okay 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 we go into the church there is this is this is a funny bit where it's like where the fuck did this massive organ come from it didn't come from anywhere uh karen is playing uh, a like somber organ piece on this massive massive uh like weird looking organ instrument while there's like a weird floating purple seal above it and all this stuff and shiro's like uh this song this song fucking sucks. <laughs> this is making me angry. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, she so, play, she real quick. Um, it is very funny that multiple uh, Grand Order craft essences come from this. Come from the CGs. Yeah, the yeah. very early ones, too, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, I mentioned the inverted movement of the heavens uh, CG last mm-hmm. uh, a while ago because that's the the stained glass. Yeah. But there's also a, a ruined church, which where there's a picture of that uh, like angel on the organ, and there's the like organ pipes. Oh yeah, is yet a, another one. I have never seen an organ with pipes coming out horizontally. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so. Uh, Karen insists on playing the entire song out before finishing, and she comes over to him wearing a much more like CL uh, like styled, like just a priest's outfit, basically. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Basically, uh, like a nun's habit. Much mm-hmm. more normal. Yes. Mm-hmm. No hat. She takes her hat off for church. Mm-hmm. The organ vanishes as she gets up because, of course, it, this massive instrument could not have existed in this tiny chapel. Um, which again lends itself to the like the uh yeah this is a place out of time and out Mm -hmm. of place um she's like oh do you want some tea or something he's like no and she kind of is like grumpy about it she's like i like the way that karen talks because she always like is slightly off-putting you know Mm -hmm. what i mean she's like she doesn't sound like she's trying to be rude but she's always kind of rude i think that's fun Mm -hmm. yeah no it's a good energy uh-huh oh uh her hands and wrists are bandaged up also mm-hmm. see. um 
Let's see. She's the new caretaker of the church. She's not an executor or anything like that. And she's too important for this posting, but she's doing it anyway. Uh, she also says she has no authority or power to pass judgment on heretics. She's not a fighter, despite what the, the Shroud of Magdalene would have you believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Shiro's being an asshole. <laughs> yep. Shiro's being an asshole. He's a real asshole, too. We get a little bit of, like, stuff about possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great bit where, like, he says something mean to her, and she, like, grabs his cheeks, <laughs> and he, like, has to back off because he's worried she's going to headbutt him. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. So, yes, yes, yes. There is there is something like the Grail causing this whole situation. And she hasn't been able to get a hold of it, and it's not really her job to anyway. Uh, but also, she can't bring herself to leave until the whole situation is handled. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like so where is the grail and she's like terrible vibes terrible vibes on you no no grail for you <laughs> he asks what's up with the monsters and she says that she promised not to tell and also it will damage his pride if she says <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and now yes we get the bit about demonic possession uh and we get Karen's, the first bit of Karen's very weird job, which is an exorcist's assistant. Yes. Uh, she ha she calls it masochistic pneumatic automism diatheresis. But she has demonic sympathy, basically. Uh, if she is near someone with who is possessed, she will start having, like, weird symptoms, uh, like that... Uh, uh, she will start mirroring their symptoms. And since demons who are possessing someone will usually try and hide out, and they'll be suppressing their symptoms, and she will just take the full brunt of that, help, which helps her, the actual exorcist, figure out who's possessed. She's That's a dagger counter for demon possession. She, she's a, yeah, she's yeah. a canary in the coal mine. Yeah, yep. It's not good for her, but no. she does it anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that's why she split in half that one time and mm -hmm. killed him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is also a uh, it's also deeply sexually arousing <laughs> for her, I guess. We get more of that later, but that's yeah. why she's like panting in that scene. We sure mm -hmm. do. Uh huh. Okay, his last question. He wants to know what the what someone could stand to gain from causing this war to repeat endlessly. Uh, and Karen's like, we've gotten this before too. She's like, the status quo is is the wish. It's yeah. not leading to anything. Mm -hmm. uh, now, he wants to know if this is fake or real, which is a question that will come up a bunch. Like, are the experience that are, experiences that are happening in this like loop actually happening or is it all like completely meaningless you mm -hmm. know what i mean karen says that it is all stuff that is actually is possible were these people all gathered together and thus it is real mm -hmm. even if the situation is fake which is interesting well, what she says is what's fake is only one person she does say one person is fake but everyone else is real uh and like all it of all the events could happen in reality as long as all the characters were present. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, she also says that since Shiro was the one who won the Fifth Grail War, only Shiro can actually bring an end to this uh, reproduction. Or if the person who's making the wish decides to end, stop making the wish to wait mm-hmm. to like uh, break their their wish. Mm-hmm. 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 I like this bit where she talks about how high level magic is a battle between co- uh, concepts. It is not a question of strength, but rather a test of which one possesses the most sound system of rules. So it is very like. Um, that is that is how Nasu like magic fights work. You out you try mm-hmm. to out logic your uh, opponent with how your magic works. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of nonsense, but it's very fun. Right. I mean, this is like how uh, Heaven's Feel was um, resolved too, right? Like mm-hmm. all of the weird like the Zelrek crystals uh, sword, and then like the uh, the contract breaker, the rule breaker at the end. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like things have very specific sets of rules that don't really take like game balance into account, so to speak. So yeah. they interact in weird ways because if you can make an excuse for it, you can make it happen, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiro is more or less satisfied with this. He's like, I really shouldn't get involved with Karen too much. Um, He tries to get away, but she has a question of her own. Uh, she's also, uh, she's like, the last time we met, you were much more gentlemanly. <laughs> yeah. And he says it's the he, church. He hates the church. <laughs> it's the church. It's church not really you. Grumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's not coming back, uh, and she can't go into town really. Uh, so if he's not going to visit her, he's not, she's not going to see him until night of the last day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he heads out and he's like, I hate how she starts praying for me without me asking her to or giving her permission to. It's it's presumptuous. Great. Yep. Very familiar from what we just saw. Yep. So that's visit one. We want to do visit two? Yeah. Uh, immediately. Almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiro is just saying Avenger lines. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, yeah, he is he is a little rude in Visit 1. In Visit 2, it's just like, this is Avengers voice. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, he's getting, like, red text, like, uh, mm-hmm. internal monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listens to music. He thinks about Kotamine. He's like, wow, Karen sure is like Kotamine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder who her dad is. That- <laughs> I wonder who her dad could be. Um... She finishes playing, uh, He and she comes over. He tries to butter her up. It doesn't really go well. Uh, then he tries not talking to her, uh, but she keeps poking him. Not literally, but prodding at him until he finally is like, if you want to talk, just talk about yourself. Tell me a story about yourself or something. I don't want to talk. So we get Karen's backstory. Nasty doesn't Europe. like the church. <laughs> Yeah, this is another great bit of like, oh, um, it's the Holy Church now. They don't call them Catholics anymore, but they will name drop an explicitly Catholic uh, like yes. m- uh, sect of monks here. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so Karen doesn't know who her father is. Her mother died a year before she was born. Uh, it seems like she killed herself. And Karen, uh, everyone's been fucked up about it because she was... A... Wait, the year after she was born? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, so it would be hard a year before, before she was born. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Right. So she was a deeply Catholic woman uh, and was pretty. Uh, everyone's pretty fucked up about this. Mm-hmm. Karen was left with the church. Uh, she had no possessions, just her name. And uh, she was left with a priest who uh, fucking hated her. <laughs> this is the bit where she says, my Karen is from my dad's country no she says that later but yeah okay. she does say that. okay hortensia is is uh her mom her mom yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah so karen like didn't get spotted <laughs> karen never got baptized and this priest is like that both makes you less than human and also i am not going to baptize you uh-huh uh so he treated her like a servant um while also taking stipends that should have been uh, for, for getting her an education and taking care of her. Uh, yeah, maybe she became used to suffering or maybe her emotions were broken from birth like her father's. Mm-hmm. I wonder who her dad could be. <laughs> I wonder who her dad is, yeah. And then in the like, in a very funny turn of events, she developed the stigmata and the priest was like, okay, you're holy or something. This sucks. <laughs> Oh, I love it when girls develop the stigmata. <laughs> yeah. How do you pronounce this? Cistercian? Is that how it goes? Oh, Something probably. like that. Ben's looking at me like I would know. She gets sent to a, a like, uh, uh, like monastery, basically. Mm-hmm. The, the Cistercian order. I don't, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but it's like a branch of the Benedictine monks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh... And they figured out what her powers were, uh, which is demonic sympathy. You know what I mean? And they're like, wow, this is basically useless except for as a detector for demons for a real exorcist to make use of. She never was made into a real nun. She was treated as a tool. She got like a religious education, but she never got like ordained or anything like that. Yeah. So I checked Uh, and I think it's Cistercian. Cistercian. That's cool. Um, yeah, and basically she's put through, like, an unimaginable amount of pain and torment, uh, for, as part of her, like, job, but, uh, she doesn't really care because it doesn't really rate for her as any different than the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere, somewhere in here that, uh, Shiro, Shiro, the narrator, um, mm-hmm. says something about, like, uh just yeah that every time every time uh she experiences injuries uh they stick around like the mm-hmm. the body heals but the function doesn't return right yes that's what he says so um, he's like can she even see it's yeah. like uh have, have in real life are her eyes still working you know mm-hmm. what i mean and stuff like that he uh, he's really fixated on her eyes mm-hmm. um I think I think also like after the uh, the her describing monastery life as being at least as bad as the demon masochism thing. Mm-hmm. There's we get the little bit where you get like the red text internal monologue of like, holy shit, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh huh. So the I guess the bit for her is if they if they use her. They can catch the demon before it's fully matured and actually exercise it. Not in the CL sense of I'm exercising it by setting it on fire until it's dead. Yes. But if without her, the odds are that the demon will fully mature, which means it can't be exercised and they have to 
incinerate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So in her mind, she is, even though she is suffering, she is saving people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is... Hero hates this. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was... There, uh, I don't remember exactly where, but um, there's an interesting bit where he uh, brings up the feelings he had around Saber, but he doesn't remember saying or feeling them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't like it when people aren't rewarded for their hard work. Yeah. When were those words mm-hmm. said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they go back and forth on this for a bit, and he's like, can't you say no and not do this? And she's like, well, I mean, like, yeah, I could, but it doesn't really matter to me. He hates this. He's so mad about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I don't care. As long as I could just pity myself for my bad circumstances, I'm happy. Uh-huh. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yes, he's getting pissed off about this. And she's like, you know, you remind me of another guy I know. But uh, the other guy can be patient and you can't. Uh-huh. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. So she she makes some pretty explicit comparisons between Shiro and Avenger here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he also notes that she despite her acting like she is like a neutral person whenever she senses someone with like emotional distress she like can't help but like start poking at it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. a certain someone we know mm-hmm. uh this is this i like i i like karen is a mixed bag i like parts of her uh i think she's fun uh if mixed I, yeah uh, yeah she's a fun sadist <laughs> Yeah, this this stuff is fun. Is like her being well, uh like a, a like a tiny little coat. Well, she, I guess she's a little she, bit of both. She is yes, a little bit of both. Yes. She does, um, she does say uh something about sadism later. Uh oh, right in the scene where she catches Shiro with the mm-hmm. shroud, and mm-hmm. she's like, uh, I can't. When I see people having fun, I can't help but want to destroy it. <laughs> uh, but yes, her being like a little mini Kotamine is very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh. And her and uh, Angra, uh, Angra Manu slash Shiro have like fun banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the fifth uh, uh, visit. By the way, <laughs> we'll get there though. Yeah. The, wait, what? We'll get there. The la- the I'm last church scene. The fifth. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just didn't hear the five. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this one ends with her asking, uh, "Is your everyday life fun, Emiya Shiro?" And him going, who knows? It's not so intensely fun that I need to give special thanks for it. And then internally, I have to confess, rather than calling it fun, it's also dazzling that it's sometimes a little painful. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that imagery a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also says something about how uh, she implies that he's trying to save someone. And mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, as he leaves, he's like, who does she think I'm trying to save? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to do visit three now or do you want to go do something else? We visit three do, is like the break. Before we do visit three, we should do, because uh, right after a church, a church two goes directly into um, something else, which is, is the, uh, the, the visiting. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. it is Shiro and Shiro talking in circles. 
the the least clear Shiro has ever been. Uh-huh. Uh as he chats with Rin about Right, yeah. There's there's this weird bit where he's like sitting and then all of a sudden Rin picks up like mid sentence and he's like, Whoa, when did when did she get there? And she's yeah. like, What do you mean? I've been here the whole time. And he's like, Uh, I don't know about that. They have this like weird, like surreality moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, this is this is like just uh this is after the jump, after like the, the next day starts. This kind mm-hmm. of just starts up, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Rin is uh, talking about why it is a four-day cycle, why why uh, there's a four-day boundary, and she says that it is because the person making the wish can only they can only reproduce the first four days of a Holy Grail war because they only lived for four days of a Holy Grail war. They only experienced Rin? the first four days. Rin is lucky that there's only been five Grail wars. <laughs> Yeah, and she didn't have to go through that much to figure out that that has only happened once. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So she says that um, she had to look into other Grail Wars, and uh, she says something about them being actors who are uh, like mm-hmm. playing roles. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there, the like bounded field goes off. Mm-hmm. There's someone coming. Mm-hmm. Rin and Shiro rush outside, and they're suddenly confronted by a mysterious woman in a suit who is very familiar to us by now. Bazette's here during the day. She did say she was going to go out during the day. Rin is like, oh, you're from the association. Hi. Great. <laughs> I, I do like that uh, Shiro just stands there quietly because Rin told him, hey, if someone from the association comes, let me do all the talking. Yes, yes. And so Shiro's just like, okay, I will st- I will stand in the corner like uh-huh. a uh, little lost puppy. Yes. <laughs> puppy coated. <laughs> Uh, Bazette came here re- uh, investigating Kiritsugu. Rin is very standoffish with her, but both Rin and Shiro are like, oh, she could just kill us with her bare hands, huh? She's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bazette is like... Bit... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, the, a lot of this conversation, like, the beginning is Rin and Bazette talking to each other, both under mistaken, pre- uh, like, premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this bit... Bazette has not seen a calendar. <laughs> no. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bazette's been, uh, p- like, pointedly looking away from all calendars, and also from the fact that it's autumn now. hmm I mean, like, autumn and... Sp- I- right, no. Autumn no, and autumn are very different. pretty different. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nighttime. You can't really see the color of the yeah. leaves. Yeah, uh-huh. Right, right, right. So, um... Yeah, Bazette is like, oh, it's weird that you don't have Saber with you. And then she's like, wait, no, you wouldn't know about that because we haven't, you wouldn't know that I know because we never met in this loop. Uh huh. Right, because she, she still like, thinks Rin is an Edelfelt master. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, there's also, or yes, it is also interesting here that, like, uh, the entire, f- or for most of this conversation, Shiro is talking slash thinking to himself like he knows everything that is going on mm-hmm. yeah and neither rin nor Bazette does mm-hmm. but he does so the way this breaks down she was like waiting for it to break down rin is like the grail tells her the grail war is over the greater grail was destroyed Bazette starts to like mm-hmm. get into attack mode because she doesn't want this to be true and then rin's like it was all kotamine's fault not really our fault uh he's dead though so i guess that's okay and Bazette's like He's what? <laughs> Who? 
Uh, some great Bazette like horrified sprites. She's yeah. doing like the Dio pose from JoJo's Part Three. Uh, and then as Bazette is reeling from this information, Rin's like, "Hey, what happened to your left arm?" And Bazette touches her arm and then runs for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I forgot what happened to her arm. I forgot this bit from Stay Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just mentioned. I also did. Uh, Rin is like. Wow, uh, not the most, like, on-the-ball person from the association I've ever met, but I'm glad she didn't kill us. Mm -hmm. Weird that she didn't realize you were a mage, and she was like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, she didn't even consider me someone that she needed to notice. Uh Uh-huh. Right, because she thought she was visiting Kiritsugu. Yeah. And that's that's what, how the, the, like, how the breakdown in understanding happens is because she's Rin is like oh yeah no Kiritsugu is long dead and mm-hmm. if you want to talk to the the Emiya who won the war that's Shiro she's like what do you mean won the war what are you talking about yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. uh and Shiro ends on an Avenger line mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is because I didn't write it down but uh Shiro directly quotes Avenger mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. The implication also is that by the end of this scene Rin has worked out everything that's going on and doesn't want to help yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, "Keep Saber on hand, and if you can, if she can't do it, get Lancer. Lancer will be able to deal with this." Mm-hmm. Rin, being the one who found uh, found out what happened to Bazette uh, during Stay Night, of course, would recognize what ha- who she is. You know yeah. what I mean? Or be able to piece it together from outfit alone. <laughs> okay, we want to do the last, uh, uh, the third Karen visit now. Uh, I have anger on you before that. Yeah, anger on you before. On you. Okay. It's also far from the last Karen visit, then. It's the it's the one where they're like, uh, there's like a break. Yeah. It's like that you stop being able to do more, and they're like, okay, it's pointless to do anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's not really pointless. It's also required, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Don't say it's not required and act like it's no big deal if it's required to finish the fucking game. Anyway, we're going to get some Angermanyu backstory again. We've gotten a lot of Angermanyu backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- he's So he's just like, he's just a kid. He's living his life. And then one day he gets got by the villagers. And he's like, apparently I was the, I, he, apparently he had been the devil himself. Mm-hmm. And there's something about how like, I didn't, he didn't know it either. Um... He gets dragged off. Uh, he gets his like a bunch of horrible things happen to him. They break. They crush one of his eyes. They cut his tendons. They like uh, uh, smash his throat and all this horrible stuff. I think it's implied that his father is one of the people who's like his father chopped off his big toe. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "That's when I kind of like was actually broken." A lot of stuff uh, about who should he? Who should I be hating? Why me? Yeah. And it took him a long time to, like, finally come to terms with, there was no reason it was me. They just grabbed a random kid, mm-hmm. basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a flashback to a, a scene we haven't talked about yet with uh, Kuzuki and uh, Castor. Or at least, like, a reference. The the bit about, like, the world is governed by things that are not people. Mm-hmm. So, he's put on a, like... 
mountain overlooking the village basically he's got one eye left and he just like stares fixedly at the village and like watches the scenery and uh i i was my first thought was like oh how how long could they possibly keep this guy alive and i was like well you know it's the age of gods or whatever so he's not really alive but he's also not really dead yeah (laughs) yeah he's sort of like a statue that just like stares at the the world and be is mad about it that is (laughs) One of the things that is part of the narration, a stone statue that was conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this bit of narration. His collapsed personality had gained order in some broken way. He was stone. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they talk about, like, his soul was gone and so was his brain or his mind. And it was just, like, a yeah. single eye looking out over the world. Then the, um, the, uh, at the beginning of, uh, Void, the one we started on, there's a big, uh, there's like a long, a big CG of uh, a single eye that is just um, yeah. uh, there right at the beginning for a while. Yeah, yeah. So the village goes through generations and generations and generations, and he becomes sort of like a vague legend of evil that lives on the mountain, you know what I mean? And then uh, eventually even that village disappears and it's just like an empty, like empty wasteland now. And he can't stop existing as long as the concept of hatred exists, basically. Great. Sucks. Sucks to be him, it sounds Normal like. Normal for boys. Mm-hmm. Bazette wakes up in a panic after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like runs for cover like she's under attack. And Avengers like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, calm down, buddy. She goes and looks in the mirror. Uh, it looks the same as ever, but she feels like there's something wrong. She she felt that way on the first day when she looked in the mirror. There's a great bit where like the scene flickers and all of a sudden her like left sleeve is empty, mm-hmm. and then like it goes back. She feels her arm and it's there, but she's like, "This is wrong. There's something so wrong." And she turns and she looks directly at Angermanu for the first time and really sees him. This is a first and only time he gets the sprite, right? There's a blurry version of him in the ride in a rider uh, okay. scene, but this is the only time we see what he looks like. Like this. Oh, right, right, right. The rider also at the very end that I'm thinking of. Do we see his whole face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, like from far away, but... the one that I'm thinking of that is like, there's something in that scene that made me think uh, that like you kind of have to be a demon. To be able to see him properly, yeah, uh-huh. from the writer scene, yeah, uh, every yeah, every everyone else uh, just kind of sees a like blurry shadow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is like, oh, this is bad for Bizet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he looks like Shiro. <laughs> yep, he's a, definitely a Shiro palette swap. Yes, yeah. He he looks like nasty Shiro. He's got dark hair. He's uh, got darker skin. Uh, he's got similar colored eyes, doesn't he? He has like oh. yellow eyes, and like he has like an extra like ring in there that I think is supposed to make him look a little like threatening somehow. Uh huh. And he's got a bunch of spiky like tattoos, like unspecified like tribal-ish tattoos. Yeah, I mean it's the same designs that we see like in a couple CGs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also got like a like a red cloak around his waist and mm-hmm. uh, like wrist wraps on, mm-hmm. like arm wraps. And he's smirking, not very Shiro-like of him. He loves to he, smirk. He loves to smirk. 
he knows everything that she's been up to. Uh, she has not succeeded in hiding anything from him. Uh, and he's like, was she trying to? Well, she was like, I'm going to sneak out during the day. Oh, right. Yeah. She thought she was being sneaky, but she didn't realize that he was also going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The fifth Holy Grail War over. And, uh, and he's like, that's right. It's the whole cause of all of this mess. It's us, baby. And he like teases her about uh, not noticing for so long. And she's mad. And she's like, why were you lying to me? And he's like, I wasn't lying. If you had asked the right questions, I would have told you everything. Uh, there's a fun bit here where like how you voice scenes with uh, blocked out dialogue is interesting. Yeah, yeah I had the uh, sa- I have the same note. Because uh, he. He just says, uh, I would have glad you t- glad- gladly told you how you died, yeah. but died is, is, is like blocked, blocked out. out or Did something. this happen? Did the blo- I was thinking about the blocked out text. Did that ever really happen in Tsukihime that much? I don't really remember it. I don't it happens know. a little bit in Fate, I but think. In Stay Night, they do the same yeah. thing where yeah. they, they're, they're text bits that are blocked out, but the VA just says whatever the word is. Yeah, I can't remember if it happens in Super. There's something the thing because I'm curious because Nasu does this to this day. I remember this because it happens prominently in Lost Belt Six. Yes, like a lot. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, this is a Nasu. If this is just king things, this is a kingism. You know what yes, I mean? Right. It's such a like uh, a Nasu well, ass thing to do. Yeah, and it is interesting because it is specifically like there are censor bars. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and then there are uh like using XX. Yeah, or yeah. like Star Star and when those are used, the VA is like silent or like bleeped out. Yeah. Kind of. Um, it is, it is very interesting that like sensor bars are specifically, they're almost always are, uh, you know what the character is saying. It's that the listener is not processing it. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, it makes sense that the VA says what's under that sensor bar. Yeah. Because that is what they are saying. And it's just that the character who is, uh, hearing it like can't comprehend what they're actually yeah, yeah, saying the the um, way i like this this gets used a little bit later which we can talk about more then is when they have the sensor bar with furigana on top yes uh-huh lost belt six <laughs> do they do yeah. that there too yeah uh-huh. 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 at least one one time when that happens okay so she's like avenger you've betrayed me and she runs away uh and her um arm is like glitching basically mm-hmm. she feels like it's being torn off uh and uh she no longer remembers who rin said died in the grail war uh she starts thinking about her hometown and how she didn't realize how much she missed it until long after it was too late to go back this is very caster mm-hmm. um she thinks about being envious of kotamine <laughs> She thinks about injecting morphine into her spine so that her arm will stop hurting. Specifically, yes. She's like, well, I can't inject it to my left arm. Yeah. I can't, like, do it into my right with my right hand. So, uh-huh. And she ends up at the church. Yep. She hears distant organ music. She opens the door and the church is in ruins. And there is a silver haired girl with yellow eyes standing there. Real quick. <laughs> uh the organ music is really incredible yeah it's nice uh in the sense that it is a like it perfectly fits the scenes that it is used in which is to say it's like droning and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. 
Karen says that she's Kotamine's replacement and Kotamine is dead. Open your eyes, Bazette. That which you desire never existed in the first place, just as Kotamine Kire never loved you even for a moment. <laughs> oh. Uh, I so, think Kotamine gave her a recommendation to be the, uh, the association yeah. representative yeah. in the Holy Grail War. Yeah, probably she for this like, exact thing. Oh, oh, yeah. He recognized my talent. <laughs> he was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Free servant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which so, she knows that Kotamine was evil. That, yes. Because uh, he opened up to her about that. But but he opened up to her yeah. about that. God, she's such an idiot. I love mm -hmm. that. Uh-huh. So she gets a recommendation. She comes here. She sets up her base in the ruins of the Eld Edelfelt mansion. She summons Ku as her servant and then gets a surprise visit from Kotamine, who uh, attacks her from behind and kills her. Mm -hmm. At this point, she just still doesn't know that it's Ku. That she summoned. Well, no, 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 no. Or she doesn't. Okay, she, you. At that point in time, after she summoned him, she did, but she is still forgetting. Yes. I, I think that yeah. means like in yes. Hollywood Araxia right now, she yes. is yes. not yes. bit processed yes. again. That oh yeah, the per, the servant that she we summoned was specifically cool. Yeah, yeah. Her left arm had her command spells. He tears it off. Um, uh, he attacked her from behind. So uh, when she said she never saw him again in that, I assumed that she he literally never saw him again. She just heard uh -huh. him in this scene. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, but at the, during what, when this is happening, barely alive, it made a wish from the bottom of my consciousness that was uh, running to, out together with my blood. Blah 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 blah. I had one thought remaining in my heart: I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Ben would make her contract with Avenger. <laughs> Listen, we all make mistakes. <laughs> so, someone answers that wish. We get, like, a distorted version of Avenger's voice being like, uh, if you become my master for as long as the contract holds, I'll grant you that wish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I love the, the fuzzed out uh, like filter on the vocals here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. So she signs on to this contract and then ends up here in this in this loop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's a great bit bit here where she's like, "Had my last wish been, I want to be resurrected. I doubt he'd have been able to grant it even then. He said it himself: the dead cannot revive the dead. To give form to the dead is a privilege reserved only for the living." That story about uh, mm -hmm. about um, from the some, the camp, right? The mm -hmm. the woman who brings the brings her son back to life, and then he can't uh, bring her yeah. back. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yep. Also, a great reoccurring bit. Mm -hmm. Also comes up at the end again. Yeah. Uh, so Avenger makes it to the church at this moment. His vision is completely fucked. We can you can barely see what's going. Well, on. Well, yeah, it is interesting that. Uh, Oh, this isn't, is this the, no, this isn't the first time that his vision has been, like, clouded. It's getting progressively worse. Yeah. It's gotten, but yeah. it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. It's as bad, as worse than it's ever been, I think. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You can, so there's you a can parallel see, like, here between. The center of the screen, but, yeah, yeah, between him and, mm -hmm. uh, what's her name? Karen. Karen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, he's like, of course she would go to the church. It's the place that she would go uh, when she's at her worst. It's also the place she should never go. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. He seems to be actually concerned about her. He bursts into the room and he's like, okay, you got me. I'll tell you about how the world works. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> she doesn't want, she's not opening up to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, question one, the Grail War is going to continue as long as I want it to. He's like, yeah. And she's like, I can't die as long as the war goes on. He's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, if I'm going to wake up dead anyway. I'm not waking up. We're staying here, bud. <laughs> yeah. But that's great. <laughs> She's had a rough go of it in the real world anyway. Yeah. So, like, the prospect of waking up and being dead is not really very appealing to her. It is. Yes. I feel like if I if I had had the life that Bazette had, uh-huh. if I was Bazette, yeah, I would rather wake up dead than wake up to, like, the awful life that I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I mean, the whole thing with Bizette here is that, like... As long as you're alive, like... it can change, though, right? She's worried that she doesn't have an opportunity to change it anymore. Yeah. E- yes, and therefore is repeating the same four days yes. over and over and over again. <laughs> right, it's I mean... It's so all around. She's got this whole thing where, like, she... What, what she really wants is, like at the end of the day, some kind of, like, satisfactory conclusion. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, basically a recognition or something like that, right? Yeah. And... Well, she's had such a, like, pathetic ending. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. She which, went, and, like, which, again, it's like, what she wants for Ku is people to recognize him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Ku Kuhalan, I feel like plenty of people have recognized his deeds. Yeah. But, but like part of the druid story is yeah. while you're alive, people will celebrate you and then as soon as you die, everyone will forget you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And then like Bazette here is like, well, if I can't get any sort of validation because I'm dead outside, I may as well at least keep doing the thing that I know I can do, even uh-huh. if I know it's going to be fruitless because mm-hmm. it's not nothing. Yeah. Avengers like oh, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought as soon as you figured it out, you're going to be like, hey, this is stupid. I'm getting out of here. Uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's like, okay, the the old hero of justice is going to have to step, step up then. Uh, Karen talks to Avenger. He's like, I can't get like anywhere near her or she'll like demon out. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, She's like, are you going to keep doing this? And he's like, well, there's not much I can do. And she's like, you seem to be having fun just like being around Bazette. And she wants to try and help him save Bazette. So the thing that she says is to to Avenger is, I met you. You seem to be enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. And he responds, well, if I was having fun, I guess that's good. And I think that and I'm pretty sure that's a direct response to mm-hmm. her asking quote-unquote Shiro at the end of the church. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, are you having fun? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there's some great stuff about, uh, like, Angramanyu wanting, or Avenger wanting to give Bazette salvation. Yes. Uh, and, and he's like, well, my idea of salvation may be different than the human one a, uh-huh. a bit. Uh, but then also is like, yeah, but like, I want or my idea of salvation is the thing that I asked Bazette for, which is don't come pity me. It's like greet me with a smile, yeah, and say goodbye. 
But Kara, I like this bit at the end. Karen's like, do you really want to end the loop? And he's like, yeah, I'm bored of all this bullshit. It sucks. I want to get out of here. And she's like, you're lying and walks off. And he storms out and he's like, of course I'm a lie. I'm lying. I'm a fucking Avenger. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, next is Cradle Hollow. Well, next is Karen 3. <laughs> next is Karen 3. Next is Karen 3. I do appreciate that all of these like scene titles are just Karen I, Karen I I, Karen uh-huh. I I I. Mm-hmm. Back on the Karen train, Shiro says once again, "This is pointless, and I shouldn't do this, and it's boring, and I don't want to do it." Okay, he does say, "I need to like uh, go get riled up and like really mad at someone, <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna go to the church. Mm-hmm. I-, I need to make up a guy to get mad at." <laughs> mm-hmm. Make up a guy, parentheses, small girl. <laughs> um, we get some church backstory this time. While the, uh, oh, wait, actually, the, the performance ends early. Karen comes up to him. He looks <laughs> over her head and starts thinking about church backstory <laughs> while she gets increasingly upset faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a really funny bit. There, yeah, uh, we've talked about the sprite scripting before. There's some really excellent, like, Normally, when a sprite changes, mm-hmm. uh, and there's an option to like disable this, but by default, uh, the text disappears. You see the sprite change, text comes back. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really good, like, as text is being said or thought about, uh, mm-hmm. characters just in the background changing sprites as they get frustrated yeah. or annoyed. Or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you might notice or... it, you might not, but it's yeah. a good fl- flavor. It happens a few times in Stay Night, right, where you have basically the same scene with, like, um, Saber and Shiro or Rin and Archer. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the one, like, there's, I think it's Unlimited Blade Works or something, where Rin is sort of, like, thinking about all the all of the, the possibilities on top of the roof, and Archer is <laughs> just saying, hey, Rin. 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 Hey. Rin. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, so, church. It was built before the war, World War II, presumably. It was just damaged in the Third Grail War, then renovated. Uh, Kotamine Rise. Well, yeah, damaged. And we've seen when a, when Bazette just visited, the church was like, or the, all the, the like window was shot out and all the pews yeah. were in, re- in ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also got a flash of that at some point. I don't remember who else was there. Mm. But there, there was a flash of that CG. Oh, yeah. someone else was here. Uh, Rise watched over the church during the Third Grail War and then also for the Fourth Grail War, but he died due to unforeseen circumstances during the Fourth Grail War. Stay tuned for our coverage of Fate Zero coming yeah. soon. Yeah, so uh, the Third Grail War took place kind of during World War II. Mm-hmm. The Fourth took place around the time of the economic crash. Grim Portens. Yeah, almost as if Nasu's drawing a parallel between mm-hmm. Grail Wars and real world history. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, yep. Uh, this is Karen's getting worked up in the background. Um, <laughs> Shiro starts thinking about like uh, the how devoted the, the families were in their pursuit of the Grail War, and he's like, "Is the thing they were trying to reach is the root even worth it?" You know. Then finally he breaks and it's like, okay, okay, I'll talk to you, Karen. Uh, what's up with your weird fucking nighttime clothes? 
This is a great question. Wait, because what is up with her? Sorry, real quick, Ben. Uh, I think it's I think it's under him thinking about the church's uh, history. Uh, Huffy blushing Karen is really cute. <laughs> She's cute. It's good. Yeah. Um. Right. He he calls her outfit gaudy and says it makes her look like a villain. So of course he thought she was behind all of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh She says that it's her u- battle uniform for exorcism. Now <laughs> she doesn't fight. She said before. So yep. he's like, "Tell be straight with me. Did you forget to put the pants on?" <laughs> And she's like, there is no pants. Fuck you. But also, I did pick this out and modify it. Yes, she did. Uh, this is this is the, like, Karen stuff that I don't uh, necessarily care for, where she's like, yeah. I'm also, like, free use for men uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, and how she's, like, trying to seduce people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um... We get the bit about how she's like, yeah, I don't care if I get sexually assaulted or whatever. It's fine. Uh, this is going to come up, unfortunately, a few more times. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. I like I almost see I almost see what is happening here. I almost I almost get it. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's a very good parallel. And I don't think the way that it's deployed is very good. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I, there is. They're all, uh, there's a bit where she's like, oh, would you prefer a girl who's pure or something? Mm-hmm. And Shiro's like, no, actually, sex workers are cool. Yeah, she, uh, there is a Shiro, like, sex worker solidarity moment. Which really, to some extent, feels like Nasu turning into the camera and going like, soccer is fine, y'all. <laughs> Not every Aroge, uh heroine needs to be a virgin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's true. That's, that's yeah, fair. Which is, which is a true statement, but the thing that bothers me is I like, don't, it's no, like the, 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 I do not say that to excuse this no. scene just in a like, yeah, yeah. It feels like, uh, yeah, that was at least part of the impetus for having her be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have a chance to, to, um, yeah, but it gets into this thing where it's like, uh, men who are suffering, from the world's evils are physically tortured and women who are suffering from the world's evils are physically tortured and then also raped a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, yeah, it so- also goes into this sort of like weird incel politics thing of uh, like, there is like some kind of like physiological or like gro- greater social need for men to be getting laid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that- like, the thing is that the um the way that Nasu is posing it is this is a bad thing that is people giving in to their base desires and like acting like they are entitled to this. Right, but, but it's also, also sort of posed as like we'll and we'll get into it I guess later as like This is uh Ureli and uh Steno too, right? This also comes up with Medusa's sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I like. I get where it's coming from. It's easy to read it in a a, a way that uh, is bad, and I I do wish it was like. I do wish it was different. I guess is where I'm at. Right. I mean, the whole thing is that like, it's hard to get like to to take a lot of this as like serious. It's hard for me to consider a lot of these kinds of 
like the when these kinds of topics are presented, especially in like genre media, in this very exaggerated and dramatized way, mm-hmm. as like quote unquote serious engagement with serious topics, mm-hmm. in a way that like I think you see this happen a lot, where like in um I don't know Game of Thrones or something, mm-hmm. will be like. Oh, like sexual assault is portrayed and it's like, oh, it's but it's the villain doing it. And like, uh, so obviously this is like taking a stand um, and like it really is a, a serious treatment of this topic. But really, it's like it's it's done for trauma. Mm-hmm. And then it is sort of in this sort of intermediate space where it's not really addressing a real world topic in a way that, like, is relevant to anyone existing in reality. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has this veneer of, like, seriousness that, like... And and you'll see this in, like, uh, the way people talk about, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, as, like, oh, this is... um, it's important that this is that to have media that are discussing serious topics and I'm against the, you know, the, the puritanism of whatever, when really like, you know, Game of Thrones or Berserk or whatever are like media for like young people. And this is like entertainment, right? Like you could, if you compare the way that these things are presented in Game of Thrones or like whatever, uh, a lot of anime to like the way things are presented in like, a lot of like you know more literary contexts or more serious t- contexts like um i don't know uh like nabokov's lolita or uh things like that right like uh, i was you know um i've read a couple novels in the past like, year or two where they talk about where things like sexual assault occur and the way that they e- exist in these works and the way that they sort of resonate throughout the um like the narrative is totally unrecognizable when you're comparing it to, you know, things like Stay Night, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. etc., where it's really played up and heightened for trauma. This is kind of where I come from thinking that... I think that while... I think that eroge genre makes this difficult to do without uh like sensationalizing and like using it for titillation yeah i I do think that that's like a a fundamental flaw Mm -hmm. of this right Mm -hmm. uh of the way thing like being able to talk about the things you want to talk about i do think where where i come down is i think that some of the stuff that is done with say nasu has like a real fascination with this kind of character i think some of the stuff that's done with kohaku is really interesting because it's more grounded than a lot of the other things, right? But in the same game, you get, like, the Arkui rape scene or whatever, right? And then in Stay Night, you get Sakura, who is, like, another take on, like, Kohaku, someone with a problem like Kohaku, but it's, like, blown out in a much wider sense, you know what I mean? Into this, like, magical destiny thing, uh, which makes me more frustrated with it. And this I mean, is Kohaku is also sort of, like, a magical destiny thing, right? Like... There's a yeah, whole, like, I think magical ability contrivance surrounding that. Yes, but I think ultimately I always read that as it's an excuse for a bad man to do bad things. You know what I mean? It's not the same. It's it's like Kohaku's not going to change the world, right? It's just, it's a small story about a family that sucks, right? That's why it works for me better. 
compared to Sakura's, like, she's going to get sexually assaulted until she eats the planet. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, like, your mileage may vary on these things, of course, but, like, that's that's kind of why I I resonate more with the, the way that Tsukime goes through this than I do with, like, sakura or with uh with karen here you know what i mean uh but like the mixing of metaphors makes it harder to uh take it seriously unless you're like willing to do a bunch of extra work to be patient with it i think is really what it comes down to Mm -hmm. that makes sense i mean yeah for me this this very much feels like a um yeah despite what what shiro says this very much feels like a Karen truly doesn't care about what happens to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like underlining that fact more than anything else. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this is like, for, for, for zooming in on Karen specifically, it's played as like this, um, a, an, an exaggeration or well, let, me, let me start over. Um, Karen's thing here specifically is laid out as basically like, there's a sort of, you know, free use for men thing that Ben brought up. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like supposed to be like sexually exciting for her. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like a realization of the, um, uh, in, in a more dra- dramatized way of the thing that you see a lot in, you know, for example, that we talked about in Stay Night where there, and also in, this happens in Tsukihime and basically all the sex scenes where it basically is, a rape scene but she's kind of into it Mm -hmm. and it's just sort of like laid out ahead of time that like and you know exaggerated Uh uh-huh yeah which is genre trappings and i think it holds back uh the the stuff that could be interesting about it in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i mean i yeah i guess but i also think it's just sort of like bad in the abstract um Hmm. and like political terms i don't think it has to be (laughs) uh but um well i mean i think that like the way that it realizes a sort of like male sexual fantasy like a male heterosexual fantasy of like the owning and domination of a woman against her own will like you know rape as a sexual fantasy stands out in a lot of like heterosexual porn Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like as part of like the sort of heterosexual patriarchal ideology of like the way that you know the the natural position of women relative to men yeah and this is sort of one of the expressions of that ideology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess this is why i say it's like a mixing of metaphors it's having your cake and eating it too right you want to write about the ways in which people are uh like taken advantage of but also uh you got kind of sexy kind of sexy yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh so that's that's what i mean when i say it doesn't have to be like to its core vile because there there is interesting stuff being explored even if it's like you know your mileage may vary with the topic at all but right and i mean it's not like i'm i'm talking about like it's bad to talk to portray like sexual assault in fiction i think that can be done effectively and like mm-hmm. sensitively i just don't think that is and i think this is sort of what you were saying earlier that like the the way that it is expressed as entertainment mm-hmm. in arrogate in things like game of thrones etc are not that because of the way that because of like the genre trappings but also these genre trappings come from somewhere they're produced by something they're consumed by something they're part of this sort of ideological reproduction process mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a, that's enough of that. I could mm-hmm. I could talk about this for a lot longer, but we really don't yeah. have time to. Yeah, no, we have a lot to cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. You doing okay, Fan? Need more coffee? Mm-hmm. I've already had two cups. You're not sick. My poor little heart is going to explode <laughs> after this little podcast. heart's beating in your chest hard enough for it to get picked up by the <laughs> mic. <sighs> okay. That was visit three? Yeah. I uh, don't think we finished Visit 3. No, we didn't finish Visit 3. They have a long like talk about this and he's he's pissed off because she like uh because of her thing where she's like, "Oh, well, I don't wish for anything myself," right? He hates mm-hmm. that. And he gets up to leave. He's like, "I kind of wanted to be more energized and mad <laughs> mm-hmm. uh instead of just kind of vaguely disgusted with myself." Uh, he says that he's worried that if he keeps meeting her, who is someone he never, that Shiro never met in the Fifth Grail War, then his existence as Emiya Shiro is going to collapse. Uh, da, da, da. and she gives the, him a little bit of advice. He says that, she says that, uh, he should search the house, the hideout, and tells him that she missed something and to talk to Rin about London. As a, as a as a hint, mm-hmm. and he heads out. Yeah, yeah. So the, we've got a bit and, here. Okay, it is so funny that Ben, because Shiro's like, "Well, I'm all done here. Never yeah, gonna right. have to come back." Ben repeatedly insisted that uh, visits four and I five didn't to the repeatedly church. Repeatedly insist. It just seemed like they were optional. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, Lauren said that it was after visit five, and Ben's like, nope, nope. That's- oh my god. <laughs> Go drink more coffee. <laughs> I love you. Uh, what's next? Oh yeah, one, one thing at the end, uh, they mention on the way out, uh, the narration says, Emi Ashiro has not met Karen or Tensia to begin with. It has always been an impossible event. Mm-hmm. Um, or, but that's not necessarily Shiro talking there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm talking to uh, rin about london which is a uh, a long scene that is uh i think that <laughs> very very good but it has an important revelation in it right um this is we also get okay introduced again. to luvia again for real this is one of those scenes um that is like maybe i would have been fine with this had i been not trying to like burn through this game uh but as someone who was trying to burn through it, oh, it really smarts when someone's like, hey, go talk to this person. And you're sitting through like 20 minutes of stuff that is not at all relevant. Of Luvia being like increasingly racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you finally get like, and it's like, oh, yeah, the 30 seconds I needed was at the end of this. And now I can move on. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend like 20 minutes on this scene. I just want the game to end, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. Um, this will happen again <laughs> in a second. Yeah. So Rin tells a story about how she got kicked out of the dorms because she got into a fist fight with a with a Edelfeld girl, Lugvaliel to Edelfeld, Luvia. Yep. Uh, and Luvia's racist about uh, Japanese people because of her family losing the Grail War. 
yep. uh, forever ago. Although it sounds like the, the Edelfelt twins killed each other. Yeah. So there's or some of that. There's also other. like, it's weird. There's, there are also some implications. I don't actually know if this is like in anything official. Um, but like, I think this just comes from a Nasu interview where there is a there is a rumor that one of the Adolfelt twins didn't die, but in fact married locally. Yeah, there's yeah. the the other implication is that uh, Rin at other points talks about having uh, a a uh, a European grandparent. Hmm. So hmm. the implication being that uh, one of Rin's grandparents is one of the defeated Adolfelts. Interesting. Hmm. I guess. Um Yeah. Okay. So the important thing of this that we get is that the Edelfelt twins actually hated each other and they built two uh basically identical houses on opposite sides of the river. Rin could have started with that point and saved us all the trouble. The Okay. It's a very funny, like and here's the thing you missed. There's mm-hmm. two ghost houses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best part of this is that uh, uh, Rin and Luvia's battle is entirely in ADV format. It is, um, yeah. Right, right. Uh, and the receptionist is commentating it like a wrestling match. Yes. That is right, a funny bit. Right, because Luvia is a, is a wrestler. Yeah. Yes. There are, there are some good bits, but like it's so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was not under time pressure, so I I was enjoying myself. The bit where uh, she pulls her sleeve off and Rin realizes that they're detachable sleeves because <laughs> mm-hmm. she uh, used to destroy her dresses by getting into wrestling matches, like yep. street wrestling matches, all the time. So uh-huh. she has all of her sleeves to be removable. Mm-hmm. Is really funny. <laughs> but yes, the the energy that the receptionist is putting into the commentation is really good. Yep. Um, but yes, so uh, we have to visit another ghost house. Faith. There's not a lot that happens there. Um, what does happen there? We see blood stains. Yeah, and... we see there's got a blood stain on the floor. There's some narration about like someone's wish uh, to reproduce the Holy Grail war, and uh, the puzzles there. The puzzles there. Um. The sliding tile puzzle is almost finished, but it's still missing a tile, so it can never actually be finished. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a statement about that they wanted to reproduce the war. The one at the center of it all would have to keep moving, or the conflict would not reappear. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, Shiro is the main character, I guess, of Hall of Atraxia. Yep, um, yep, yep. Um... The one granting the wish disguise himself as someone who can keep the world turning. More Avengers Shiro. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So. Oh, right, right, right. Shiro finds the sliding tile puzzle and next to it, uh, or near the bloodstain, is an earring. It's one of Ku's earrings. Yeah. It's Bazette's copy of Ku's earring. And he's like, okay, I gotta go ask Lancer for help. That's how he connects to Lancer. Right. Mm-hmm. Shiro goes to Lancer. What? I did say that. Huh? The earring? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to... Fen, you're not the only one who's tired. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. 
Uh, we might have to save all of the goof-off scenes for uh, the, the wrap-up episode. I was going to suggest the same thing. Yeah, we might just we have the game. We here. have so much plot left. Yeah. But... And we're going to talk about, probably talk about, like, the caster and, uh, like, Medusa scenes, too, next time. Uh, it's yeah, so... I figured at this point we sh- we're probably just going to get through the end of the exactly. actual game in terms yeah. of the plot and then just do all of the rest, every- literally everything else next yeah. time. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out for us. I mean, at least most of the goof-off scenes can be short yes. uh, or not talked about at all. It is very, real quick, just yeah. on that point, it is very funny that uh, Caster's whole backstory with Kuzuki is required, or like as an exclamation point, uh, and I think unlock something. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a wallpaper. And then uh, uh, Riders is not, which yeah. is like arguably a way better scene. Uh-huh. I still don't care about Kuzuki. That that is what I am saying. Shiro goes to Ku and explains everything. Mm-hmm. And yep. he hands over the earring, and he's like, oh, "Lance is not going to help me." And then Lance is like, "All right, I'm going to help you. I'm keeping the earring now." Yep. Well, specifically, what we see is Shiro explains it to him, and apparently unsatisfactorily, because what we get is a like a, we get a little staticky overlay, mm-hmm. red text saying, "That's not it, you idiot." Damn, I give up. And then a cut to Lancer agreeing. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Shiro's like, hey, you said you didn't like killing masters or women. And he's like, well, I didn't make any promises. I guess I'll do it. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. And the game's like, hey, finale's coming up. Right, get ready. Still a lot of this game left. There's a lot of this game left. It's time to meet Ku at the church for the showdown instead of bringing uh, Saber. Yeah, you have to wait until day four to do this, right? I think mm-hmm. so. There, there is some weirdness with the day stuff where sometimes it's like, yeah, technically this is a day four thing, but yeah. do it whenever. Like coming here with Saber doesn't have to be on day four, yeah. but it's treated as day four. Yeah, yeah. Listen, st- shit happens. It's a fan disc. Yeah. Shiro shows up with Lancer. Bazette seems completely unprepared to see Lancer. Uh, she's like, hey, Avenger, what kind of servant is that? And he's like, you can't tell just from looking at the <laughs> Lance that he's got. <laughs> so, yeah, she never fought Lancer. She she lists a bunch of classes. She specifically and... says she that she killed Lancer before. Oh, I didn't realize. And I was like, mind. oh, well, it probably wasn't Ku because it can't have been Ku. Yeah. Uh, she didn't Who was playing Lancer that? then? Berserker? No, because she knew the Berserker. I don't know. She never would have beaten Berserker. Yeah. Maybe it's anyway. uh, Ayaka. We know she uses the... Um, oh. Or the... it could be uh, Kid Gil. Could be. Oh, I suppose. We haven't seen... Ayako playing a Lancer. She uses a Naginata. That's yeah. true. Uh, so, Ku's like, I'm going to kill you. Because <laughs> it has a breakdown. We get and another like, puppet like spl- with its strings cut. Classic, mm-hmm. classic one. Uh, she's yeah, because she's like, we know each other. We're not. We shouldn't fight. And Ku's like, I don't know who you are. Lie- lying, lying. Yes. Uh and so they both use their NPs. Ku fires Gabolg and Wait, uses first, uh, Ku uses yet another fake Grand Order three star CE. Yes. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this, but he does issue like a, a challenge of fighting to the death or whatever yeah. with runes, something, something. 
It's like, uh, I'm going to die here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the two of us is going to die here. Yeah. Right. So what happens with Fragorach is that it it has to be shot after the other person uses their move, but then it hits and kills the person and then stops them from having used their move in the first place. Yes. So that uh, the person using Fragorach doesn't take any damage. Okay. So here's the thing. I know how Ku's spear works. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene is is way too long. Uh, only partially because I was on a time limit. Uh-huh. Um, it also, slash, it feels like it's long enough that even if you remember how Ku's spear works... Uh, and Stay Night is extremely clear about this. Uh, you you might start doubting <laughs> that Ku's spear will still kill her. Yes. Yeah, because he's he's been owned by this uh, a lot. Yes. We do get those fun little glances glances of like whatever Avenger said to convince Ku to do this mm. when Shiro failed. Hmm. Um. Yeah, him being like, I just don't want to see what's going to happen to her if she keeps doing this, yeah. basically. Uh, he thinks, Ku thinks about all of the people that he cares about that the stupid fucking spear is killed. Mm-hmm. And he wishes he had better luck with women as he is run through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a very cool CG of uh, like uh, the the red light of his spear like arcing around Fragorach towards her and then running her through. Uh, good expression on her too. So, both of them got hit. There's a there's a sprite of Ku just missing a large part of his body. <laughs> well, yes, yes. This is the thing is that Fragorach like makes it so that. The enemy was killed before they used their attack, and Ku spear also reverses causality. So uh-huh, uh-huh. even if Ku is dead, the spear will still. The spear already hit when he used it. Is yeah. the way that it's phrased. But this is proven untrue many times. <laughs> well, but it works here. Saber's lucky, and he Saber's throws it. He throws it at Archer, mm-hmm. who uses a. a yeah. I guess it's their compatible mythology, so they can't override each other in that way. Yeah. It's like using two reverse cards in Uno. Yeah. Um, uh, there's this yeah, bit here that's interesting. Knows, when you use two reverse cards in Uno, both parties die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an interesting bit here that's actually a, a flashback to this the scene where Shiro, quote unquote, is talking to Lancer. And there's a bit where it says, only for a split second, he, saw he thought he saw the man in front of him waver. Um, and then we get an explanation of, like, basically what happened when we saw that narration of, like, Avenger going, wait, that you, you said that wrong, I give up, is mm-hmm. Avenger taking over and explaining the situation to Lancer. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that, but... Oh, sorry, I missed stuff. that. My bad. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. The bit about I don't want to see what I don't want her to go through this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unusually uh, heartfelt for Avenger. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's unusual. <laughs> Since the beginning, he's been. He's cared about Bazette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he did, he did reach out a hand for her. So, Avenger, not Shiro, Avenger, long boy Avenger, who's with Bazette, is like. Hey, uh, Ku, are you going to be able to fight me? And Ku's like, 
no, and then he disappears while muttering like, that sucked, I hated that, I didn't want to do that, <laughs> that wasn't a, worth it at all. A good uh, sprite of Koo just like, torn just in half. torn in half. Mm -hmm. His like hair is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Avenger laughs at Shiro for thinking that killing Bazette was going to solve anything, and he's like, as long as I am here, as long as Angermandu is here, Bazette will keep coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, but then... We get to see a bonus scene, according to Avenger. Uh, the army of beasts appear, and Avenger turns into one of them. And they're, they're chanting, like, uh, another... They're chanting something that is like, Haha, you lost too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's too many of them to be... Well, I guess not. No, there have repeatedly... Uh, so far, um, he's... Avenger has said how many millions of times yeah, that's fair. have I done this? How long could Bizette possibly have held out doing this? Uh, I mean, as we see, she is uh, she's going to stick around until there's... I think she just is clinging to life uh, hard. Millions is so many, Fen. I think later on they talk about how, like, for a long time, Avenger was just satisfied not doing like not filling in the gaps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. millions is so many though it's a lot i was gonna say maybe it's that the days are going faster than they normally would but mm -hmm. i think we it also other stuff that has been said about the way that like the rest of the world picks up after the end of the four days says maybe not i don't know yeah, yeah. it is again it is very funny that uh rin shows a diagram with a bunch of parallel worlds and then is like, but it's not parallel worlds, though. <laughs> it's a different mm -hmm. thing. It's a different thing. A bunch of, yeah, they're literally parallel to each other in the diagram. Yes. Now, as he transforms, he tells Shiro to find Heaven's Cup and to fill the Holy Grail, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Shiro's like, what's Heaven's Cup? Probably Ilya. Well... Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Bazette's body's already vanished back to the first day, and Shiro's like, okay, I gotta go talk to Ilya. Let's do that scene next. That did remind me that, like, oh, right, there's a scene where you go in, and Shiro's like, well, I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> well, now he has something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, I think really after this, I had Cradle Hollow, but I don't know if that's necessarily the order that it supposed to go in oh it doesn't matter whatever is easier whatever is closer in your notes yes i have saber's school date is the next thing <laughs> oh i already had i had that earlier let's talk to Ilya. yeah i like this one a lot yes yeah this again, is great. again this is uh there is like one good Ilya scene earlier that is uh like half of a good Ilya scene and then uh we're just getting a lot of great Ilya in the back half of this Yes, because Ilya is at her best when she's pretending for the sake of the situation to mm -hmm. be X and Y, right? Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. what she's been doing the whole time. She's been playing up being a baby even more than usual because this is her one chance to be like this. Mm -hmm. Where It's not really clear who is actually the survivors of the Grail War and whether or not any of these people are alive in the real world. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Kotamine, definitely not. But everyone else is kind of up and down. Saber, clearly not Saber, here. no, no. Most of the servants seems like not here. Yeah. Well, 
there are some that are like I could believe that Ryder's still around. Mm. Sakura <laughs> is a minor grail, like same with Berserker, but yeah. like Saber, we have confirmation that she mm. disappeared. Yeah, Saber, pretty gone. I mean, I think the other thing is that like because we have all of these not actually parallel universes, you can imagine a situation where like there are a lot of situations. There are a lot of these wor- universes where Saber survived and no one else did or something like that. And like we're mm-hmm. sort of like shuffling around between them. Yeah. So the castle is kind of immune to the loop, it seems like, is what they're what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's possibly because Elia is a real grail. So this fake grail hasn't been able to influence her. She's known the whole time what's up. Mm-hmm. She's basic- she hasn't like lost her memories or whatever is happening. Or at least, like, because of her circumstances, she knows immediately what's happening regardless. Yeah, it does. She's been trying to... raises it, it kind of feels like a... uh, She is experiencing or has experienced all possible iterations of what could happen Mm -hmm. at the castle at the same time. Yeah. She's been trying to stop Shiro from getting here and asking this particular question, what is Heaven's Cup? Mm-hmm. So she explains something about the the grail from the Fuyuki Grail War. It's not really a cup. It's like a, a like mass of energy that will grant your wish, right? Mm-hmm. She says that Heaven's Cup is a quote-unquote real Holy Grail. It is not the Holy Grail. Again, <laughs> this is it is not literally a cup and it is not literally the Grail from mythology. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she says it's a real holy grail which is a very funny descriptor it's not as strong as the fuyuki grail but it will do its best to grant its owner's wish anyway it's avenger a servant Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's the contract between avenger and his master shiro then asks where the grail is situated and she's like it's the highest point in the city uh it's the moon. <laughs> it's the moon. It's very fun. It's the moon. I was like, Ilya, are you saying go to the moon? Ilya is saying you have to go to the moon. Yes. We get more stuff about how, although the four, all four days are fake, it, one person, it, only one of the people present is a fake. Everyone mm-hmm. else is real, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but she does say that even though this Shiro is a fake, it is Angramanyu. She says that because he is nothing, by inhabiting Shiro's form, uh, he has become really Shiro. Yeah. Or something like that. Basically. Right. He's not like taking, he's not like doing things differently than Shiro would have because he's not like a thing that does stuff and or has desires. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like. It does seem like he confront sometimes, like with Lancer. Yeah. But otherwise, he's just kind of along for the ride. Yes, yes, yes. Right. There's like a whole and stuff about like Avenger sort of becoming more of a person through this process. Yeah. Yes. Um. Because the, he is not the kid who is from that legend who became Angermanyu. He is just a reflection of Shiro, mm-hmm. uh, like a dark reflection of Shiro, I guess is what they're getting at. He has some of the memories from that kid, but he's not literally that kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what Ilya uh, says specifically is after being assimilated into a body of the wi- with a will, he's just deluded into thinking it's his own. Mm-hmm. So, like, he experiences Shiro having, like, 
motivations and goals and is like, I guess that's my motivations and goals. Yes, yes. But because of uh, like the ability of things to develop a soul over time, mm-hmm. sort of, in Fate stuff, he is sort of, there is a distinct Angramanyu personality now, mm-hmm. which will cease to exist when this all ends. Although, uh, yeah, Ilya says that she at least will remember him, uh, saying, calling him Angramanyu instead of Shiro. So, yeah, she's like, it's going to be over soon. You just got to get to the moon. <laughs> oh, he, he, he literally is voiced by Angramanyu for parts of this, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, also, yeah, the stuff, the stuff that she says about the, the, uh, third and fifth wars not being linked, but then sometimes linking up. Yeah. Uh, was like, oh, okay. That is why, um, Bazet fought a different Lancer. Mm-hmm. That's why the Edelfelts were there. Yes. Like yes. all of this makes sense now. I definitely cried a little bit. Why, why Shiro can meet Bazet is because... Yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes they bridge. They bridge. What did you say? I was gonna say I, I definitely cried a little bit at this one. Oh yeah, I think I was starting to tear up around here. I started to cry a lot at the end of the game. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, she gives she, uh, Ilya gives him a hug and is like, "You can cry," and uh, he's like, "No, no, no, everything's fine. I'm not gonna cry." And then he leaves mm-hmm. and forgets and forgets. Because she, yeah, she says, uh, "No, I'll acknowledge you. You're you are you, Angramanyu." You may forget this right away, but I will remember it to the end. And then, yeah, he turns around and is like, bye. And then uh, there's like a staticky thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. what was I just doing? Yeah, he's like, whatever I was saying to Ilya must have made her really happy because she's smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up in that set of notes is the end. So mm-hmm. let's go do some more Karen visits, I guess. Wait, where? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I have a Karen. What? Oh, I think uh, I, have, I have Cradle Hollow and Karen. Four. Oh, Cradle Hollow. We never did Cradle Hollow. One sec. One sec. That one is pretty short. Right, 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 right. This is when, um, Bazette, Wait, this is after Bazette gets killed, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Bazette remembers being killed by Ku, and then she thinks about uh arriving at fuyuki eight days before the grail war began mm-hmm. she summons Ku, uh and she's like do you think you'll be able to fight alongside me and he's like yeah you remind me of someone i used to fight alongside she's like this is great everything's going great oh this is so cool and then she gets killed mm-hmm. yep. there's there's a there uh i love when vns do weird tech stuff yeah and there's a great uh her being like uh kind of thinking at the same time i've accepted that this is my life i've accepted that like i'm living this life and i cannot continue doing this like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like slash 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 yeah. mm-hmm. like i've accepted slash i can't bear mm-hmm. ends on the same line mm-hmm. you know like, it's good stuff so She's she reiterates not that she just doesn't want to die, mm-hmm. and she come she goes through the like pit of horrors that she goes through every time she comes back to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that isn't hell. That's not like hell for everyone. That's where Angermanu comes from and is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the place he's gonna go place when this up ends. on the mountain. Yep, where he's stuck. Yep. Uh, 
There's a bit there where she talks about, uh, says, the hell that I kept tasting with every repetition, the bottom of the pot made solely from resentment and hatred of all of the dead for all living beings. And I think the bottom of the pot there is a reference yeah. to one of the earlier Karen scenes where she's talking about being a, uh, the, um, exorcist assistant who describes like what happens when a demon like hatches as, um, and dealing with it as like, spray, like cleaning the bottom of hell's a stew pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. This is a good and interesting bit where uh, they compare the eternal suffering that Angramanu goes through to the like enlightenment of the pure land. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like getting to uh, enlightenment through the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of eternal peace, eternal suffering mm-hmm. being like a mirror. That's interesting. Yeah. Bazette notes that once the picture is complete, the puzzle, the the grail, the tying up all the threads of the goof-off scenes, all that stuff, Avenger will be shunted back into hell. And she's like, I don't trust him anymore, but also, why does the fuck does he want to go back there? Why is he trying to end all this? Avenger teases her about uh, having herself put together already despite being killed by Lancer. She lashes out at him. She's like, both of us wished for this world. Why are you trying to end it? He's like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm done with this. You got to be bored too, right? Like, come on, we've been doing this for a while, but I can't end this on my own. It's a contract. It has two parties. She asks if he can even see her anymore, and he kind of is quiet about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's being dragged back into the void anyway. His vision's already gone, you know? Mm-hmm. She says... I'm not ending the war. I'm not going to go back to being dead. We're going to stay here forever. Avengers like, okay, there's nothing that I can do about that. But Shiro destroyed the Grail in the real Grail War, and he ended the war. You can't stop him from doing that. If he does that, it's over anyway. Uh, (laughs) She then turns him into her left arm. Mm -hmm. She does that. She does turn him into her left arm using a command spell. Yeah, and this is so the last time he's seen Nighttime away. Adventure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but that grumpy like, well, now you can't meet up with Shiro, can you? Uh huh. Uh huh. Ah, <sighs> great stuff, great stuff. And then uh, we get next is Hollow Ataraxia. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Right. So now we do Karen scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I believe it is, wait, is the, the Saber School date unlocks at least the final, if not the fourth Karen scene. Do we need to talk about that? Okay. Or uh, do you want to talk about that next time, I guess, is the we thing? Talk or is it like, it time. are you excited to talk about that? You're the one who's most likely to burn out. Um, I mean, yeah, if we can. It is good, a good scene. I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah, I'm just saying it's talk mostly it light and not directly tied to the way this sure ends. is mostly light. <laughs> you do like the ending, though, yes? Yes. The ending had me, uh, the ending of that scene had me sobbing on the couch this morning. It's a good ending. Yeah. Poor Saber. <sighs> Saber's great. Yeah. Okay. That was a real, like, oh, I can feel like big wet tears on my legs uh-huh. <laughs> crying rules actually yeah 
I felt way better finishing up the game after that. <laughs> okay. Visit four to Karen. Uh, Karen is surprised to see Shiro again. She uh, she stops playing and he's like, no, 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 you keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, let's see. He thinks about uh, he thinks about Avengers Homeland, and he's like, "Stop trying, uh, stop being nostalgic about it. It sucked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't be tricked by distance into thinking that your Homeland was good. You know what I mean? Right. Here's a response to uh, Shiro and Saber uh, being nostalgic about Homelands. But the mm-hmm. thing is that also he can't help but do it too, right? He doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he hates that. He does kind of feel nostalgic about it. Now, Karen finishes up and she's like, why are you here? Uh, he does. He critiques her performance in, in a way that pisses <laughs> her off to no end. And he's kind of surprised that she would have such like a human reaction over something that she's proud of. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he, he says something about how he's been judging it on the scale of like a, a school pageant, not really in the terms of real music. And she's really mad about that because she thinks she's really good at it. I mean, he also wants it to be like a heavy metal organ. He yes. does that. <laughs> gotta be like what slapping the keys and like kicking things. It'd be perfect um, if you add some heavy distortion. Uh, there's a great bit where he's like, uh, basically beat to drop. Um, well, he says something about her being self-taught. He says she has then, a music teacher, and she's like, "Oh, how, right, right, How do you right, know right, I wasn't right. self-taught?" Um, and yeah, he's basically like, "Well, because uh, the the like collective weight of humanity's history." is way better than any one person could ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting as, yeah, again, it's like uh, Avenger. Avenger's an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's a, he's he thinks a lot of humanity for someone who hates humanity. Hates humanity. He thinks about it a lot, at least. Yeah. And, uh, it weighs heavy on him. Now, Shiro is in a pretty good mood here, uh, and the better mood he's in, the worse Karen feels. She starts bleeding under her robes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The V8 uh, has, like, a really gruff tone now, which is sort of fun. Wait, uh, two people were talking. Oh, I totally missed sorry. that. Sorry. Who's, who's first? Fen, what did you say? Uh, this is Avenger. Well, yes, we know I know. That. But it's, Shiro is Avenger, is, is Shiro, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I mean, like, this like, is, that this is, is true the Shiro version of Avenger. Not the Bazette version of Avenger, so to speak. As this... in, he is wearing Shiro's face. Mm-hmm. And he's not yeah, a shadow yeah. following Bazette around. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's how I'm differentiating them at this point. We know that Shiro is Avenger. And in the church, he is more Avenger than ever. Yeah. You know? I just mean, this feels in line with the stuff that we get. Uh, we got, like, Night 2 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Or, like, uh, uh the yeah uh heavens feel back night too or whatever where he's like oh i have to stay mad so that i don't like regain my my uh rationality or whatever right yeah so he starts getting gross in this scene because he's like uh turned on by karen like bleeding and uh being like sympathy aroused uh 
and she's talking about how she's doing an imitation of an exorcism like very clearly talking about him but not directly saying it Mm -hmm. she says that this demon is very confusing because while it's very weak it's also mean to her and demons typically aren't mean because they're like you know they seduce humans that's the whole thing that demons do Uh uh-huh uh, I got some flashes of a there's some flashes of uh, Karen sex CGs and I was like uh oh one sec yep I also saw those okay. <laughs> I was like Whoa. I was like this is gonna unlock an option in the menu to do a Karen sex scene right oh. I thought someone told me specifically that there was no sex scenes in main Hollow Ataraxia I guess I, I guess either I'm making that up or someone was wrong I think at get one, one point I said like almost all of them are in there or something i don't think it was you i don't remember who might have said this though okay because i knew this was there and i don't yes, think i yes, yes. said it was a while ago it was a long time ago that i had this uh this uh incorrect conception so shira's like i gotta i gotta get out of this headspace or my uh, i'm gonna like lose my veneer of shiro so they talk about the exorcism a little more and uh she, she she's like you know this whole thing is a real pain in the ass maybe i should just go and he's like i don't care you can go if you want and she's like see you're so mean to me <laughs> <laughs> and she says that she's gonna stick it through to the end she was just trying to get a rise out of him and then we get visit five so in between these two um yes you unlock the ability to go um uh to try to go to the black holy grail yeah. Oh right. I didn't do this. Yeah. It's not. It's not very long. Basically, he goes to the uh, the top of the building. You see the the staircase there, and basically, it's like he starts to change, like basically as soon as he steps on it, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Right. And he just it's turns short, into a little because he doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do visit five. I didn't know that I did not actually know that this was a sex scene until uh until I really knew it was a sex scene. I was like, wait, they're gonna stop, right? This is gonna like stop, right? <laughs> um I like this bit where he talks about how uh all the evils in the all the world's evils is just a way to talk about humans because any human can reproduce any evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a fun bit. Mm-hmm. So, so that like reframes is- I'm sorry. I was going to say that that reframes his like whole thing about humanity, right? Where he, if he's the representative of all the evils in the world, and he's basically saying here that that's just what people are. Yes, and, he is a human being. Yeah. That's why he's the weakest of them all, even though he's the greatest devil, is because the greatest devil that exists is any human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they have the potential to be, right? Yeah. And he, his, his thing is like, People suck so bad, but the world is still beautiful, and people are still beautiful. You know what I mean? And they're like finding a, a purpose in a mm-hmm. barren, filthy world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic uh, Nasu stuff. Hearing, I, th- I don't remember who it was said this, but hearing yeah. that Nasu wrote Avenger and was like, "Well, that's it. I'm all done." I'm like, yes, yeah. Yep." <laughs> Friend of the pod, Catherine said that, that he said that in an interview, which uh, I could, I can 100 percent see this. He is like the quintessential Nasu character. Yes, in in a really interesting way. Yeah, he's like a nasty little guy. Mm-hmm. More so than usual, but like he is, yes, in a, a yes. There's a way in which he is very much like 
he's a synthesis of uh, Karno Kyokai, Tsukihime, and mm-hmm. Fate of like, what does it mean to live and like, yeah, what is a good life? And... Yeah, yeah. There's this great bit where he's like talking to Shiro, and he's like, uh, he's talk- talks about how he's like taken over Shiro's role in this kind of out of necessity but after a while of being Shiro he decided that he also kind of wanted to like want in the same way that Shiro did Mm -hmm. to like want something beautiful for the world for himself you know Mm -hmm. I yeah yeah I think he can blame it on Shiro all he wants yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. again the like yeah yeah very early on we see Angramanyu mm-hmm He's not as bad as he always says that he is, even though he is pretty bad. Right. He he has chosen to lean into being this devil mm-hmm. in a way that is like, yeah, but at a moment's notice, he could go back to being someone who is hopeful for yeah. the future. After the performance ends, the church is in ruins, and Angermanyu act- is clapping for Karen, which makes her actually happy, and she's nice to him. Uh-huh. Um. Same. Also, this is anger. This is the uh, Avenger voice actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, they talk about the 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 situation in the church. He he asks, "Is the church this fucked up in real life?" And she's like, "I imagine the real me is there cleaning it up now." Mm-hmm. So I guess she's functional enough that she can clean a church. Uh, despite his like conjecture of how bad a state she's in. Uh, yeah, the first time he mentions it, he's like, "Oh, can those eyes even see? Can she even speak?" You know. Uh, and then later, he's like, "Well, she's probably losing her sight." Uh huh. She's she's got a little more life in her than he was yeah. worried. Yeah. Uh, but this Karen is not the real Karen. Hmm? This is this is the special case that she is. She's kind of like filled Kotamine's role because there's no possibility that Kotamine could ever be here, right? Which left open a spot for the supervisor of the Holy Grail War, mm-hmm. even though it couldn't be Kotamine. So she has sort of inserted a copy of herself into the simulation somehow. Yes. Uh, which means that she is, like Avenger, doomed. She mm-hmm. will disappear when this is over. And her, the memories she makes here will not be passed on to her original self. Unlike everyone else is going to have, like, these memories live on as dreams or, like, a sense of fleeting sensation, right? Yes. I think, yeah, I think... They but her say, and Angermanyu like, are special cases. or deja vu. Yeah. Which is, like, really is a fun way to have that. It's like, yeah, you don't remember the million times you've been through this. But, like, one day you'll do something and go, like, when? I feel like I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When did I do this before? I mean, and this yeah, is sort of like something that happens in, um, like, for example, in Limited Blade Works, where, yeah. like, Archer talks about, like, even though servants are sort of like, you, they don't experience, like, the sequentiality of time in the Throne of Heroes as they go off and do things, there is this sort of, like, accumulation of the body, even if it's not like I'm accumulating new memories in my, like, consciousness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's a sort of like repetition that is just sort of like, uh, like pre-conscious. Uh, this is how he gets so jaded. Yeah, exactly. Well, so extra jaded. Yeah, we'll talk about the scene next time. But it's the 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 scene with Avenger, or sorry, with Archer on the bridge is great. It's good because he's like, no, like I could have done this another like hundred k times. That'd be fine. 
It's it's those damn Grail Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like Archer is definitely the person who's like, yeah, I'll just if I have a job, I'm just gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Very Bizet like in that way. Mm-hmm. Basically through the, um, going through this exact same hell. Mm-hmm. I like Karen and uh, Avenger being like this weird doomed like fake pair you mm-hmm. know what i mean this stuff is great i was really enjoying this scene until it like takes a turn to sex town you know what i mean <laughs> okay before we talk about the one that you guys experience i should i want to just briefly discuss the one that i saw or did you guys uh-huh. do both of them ben did, I did both i did not have time okay um one sec it, is there anything else okay. you want to talk about before one of the one of the most fun things this is general while well, ben figures out if there's anything else uh one of the f- most fun things about the voice patch is going through sex scenes and hearing lines that didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause a lot of Karen's dialogue didn't change mm-hmm. at the beginning and at the end. There's obviously a bunch in the middle that did, mm. uh, but like all of Angramanyu's dialogue did. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Even, well, yes, th- there are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happens or Ben said something about biting. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, it is interesting that it's like, oh yeah, there are there are definitely some of his lines that are not like explicitly sexual, uh huh, but just didn't or fit with are kind of sexual, but like aren't explicit, explicit, yeah, yeah. Right. This is where we That's get the bit about her name because he says that her last her name is pretty, and uh, she gets she's really happy about this, and he's like, fuck, oh, I didn't, I shouldn't have said that because now I'm like, ha- I'm catching feelings a little bit. Oh yeah, and that's kind of what sets us up for this. Mm-hmm. He gets uh, a little, also, a little uh, twisted, jokey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He hates he hates the whole self sacrificing thing that she's mm-hmm. doing because mm-hmm. uh, he cares about her. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna move on to sex down. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about it, Lauren? Yeah. Wait. Right, so you in the, talk about in the, the one that I, what's that? You want to talk about the nibbling? Yeah. Sure. Uh, in the one that I saw, basically he says. I, he's he caught feelings and he's hungry. He says, "I'm going to eat you now," and says something about magical energy. Um, yeah. And the way that this one is set up is basically what's stated at the beginning and reiterated throughout is uh, if things get too weird, uh, she will her body will react automatically and basically impale him, you know, unless she like tries not to enough. Yes. Um, and the way he phrases this is basically asking for like alms for the hungry, like, oh, aren't you a, you a church person? You're supposed to feed the hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they go up to the bedroom, which is like, looks like a prison cell with like a yeah, weird fancy bed. Well, okay. It is a prison cell or like this is a monk's yeah. cell. Yeah. Basically it's like a cement floor with a bunch of cement bricks and a little window outside. Yeah, and a shitty bed, and a, yeah, and a shitty. weird shitty bed, and he accuses her of uh, watching out the window, watching Shiro get murdered over and over uh, every time, and she and looks embarrassed. Boring. Yeah. Um. He says that she's getting hot and heavy up here. Yes. What's happening? Yeah, watching Shiro get like torn apart by dogs. Um, and so a lot of this is like, uh, like I said, there's this implication of like if Karen doesn't hold back her body will react naturally and impale him like happened in that cutscene 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of this is like she's holding the in, the impaling claws in somehow through like intense effort and going through some amount of discomfort to do so. Uh, and uh, all that time, there's a lot of close-ups of biting. Um, I'm going to. Post- this CG is so funny. It is really this, like, funny. One co- like ever-present CG of the bottom part of Shiro's face about to bite her neck. Yeah, hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the chat there. It's like a very, it's like a close-up of his teeth and like a little bit of her neck. Um, and there's a lot of like, oh, he's biting her. He's taking the like uh, the magical energy out. And there's a lot of like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, we're in her going like, yeah, I'm, I'm holding it in. And her, the, this weird like back and forth of like, where Avengers thinking, well, if you, if I'm being too rough, she can just impale me at any time. Mm-hmm. And there's like a specific like call it of like, oh, the power dynamic is inverted, which I, I don't know. A lot of this stuff is sort of out of my depth. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't go okay. here. Um, the thing I will say about the sex scene is, hey, I heard you like rape dynamics, but you don't want it to textually be a rape scene. <laughs> this is also what I understand about the other one. Okay, I've read both. They are functionally identical, except for one of them is biting, and and one of one of them is biting as a metaphor for sex, and the other one is sex. I see. They are they are almost identical. Huh. This is this is the thing. There's basically no difference in framing all the stuff you were talking about still happens it's just that they're fucking hmm it's like oh she's she is into it she is holding back this monster from tearing him apart and also it's kind of uncomfortable and also uh both of them are kind of into it and also both kind of not into it etc etc you know what i mean hmm and even the bit he like turns into one of the dogs monsters during yeah. sex, which he turns he gets like huh. the tattoos and uh and uh yeah. turns into Angramanu version of Shiro in uh the the non sex scene version. Huh. That's like one of the bigger differences. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, he like transforms during the, the CGs in the sex scene. But otherwise they're like pretty much exactly the same i even told fen like it's not really worth playing both of them just pick one um because it's like are they fucking or are they metaphorically fucking in the way that like a vampire book for teens is going to have like uh biting scenes right or just yeah. like what happened in heaven's deal mm-hmm. uh the thing with heaven's feel is that those scenes at least are like different they're pretty different i they're like them pretty a lot. different here is like oh no these are this is the same scene like just the the trappings are different Um, yeah i didn't really like it very much yeah i think it's okay you know i think that karen being a weird pervert is fine she can do that if she wants this is kind of just a like scene that didn't really work out for me right yeah there's a lot of like window dressing about like well it's fine because she's into it it's fine because like this is not actually a real person's body and like you could like oh if she's like if she's gonna vanish from existence in however long anyway i don't know yeah i don't like i said i don't go here so this is not like something that i'm yeah uh there yes i i again it's like it feels like uh whoever wrote this i don't know if it's true that nasa didn't write the sex scene i've heard that that's a not true yeah, I've heard. I've, I don't know really what the truth uh, is, but I've heard that that's a myth. Whoever wrote this, it it 
feels like the assignment was, uh, hey, except for bad ends, um, there hasn't been a rape like this <laughs> in a type moon visual novel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so it can't be a rape. Mm-hmm. But that's like kind of the dynamic we want, yeah. right? Is like mm-hmm. that's that's who Avenger is. He's someone who would rape someone. Mm-hmm. So like write it like that. Yeah. It's uh, like her it feels like Karen's whole I'm okay being raped thing it basically exists to facilitate this scene. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, which yeah. And it is really like, it is like she is saying no and in pain because she's holding in the the like yeah. demon response and she's not really more protesting any more than any other uh sex scene in any of the these games right i'd say she's protesting quite a bit but or like right she never really she stops but yeah. she, she like uh she like does the back and forth thing where she's like no but harder <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, at the end mm-hmm. um yeah it's you know i don't really care that much uh, uh, like I, mean, I get why scenes like this exist. I get w- that people are having fun with it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think that there's st- interesting stuff that you could do with a lot of these concepts. I think it's really not like doing anything interesting for me. But mm-hmm. what I really don't. I'm so far past the point of caring about like a rape scene or whatever. It's like just do whatever you want. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will. The one. The uh, motion blur <laughs> on some oh, of the funny. CGs is what? so oh my God. funny. The like incredible motion blur on her ass <laughs> while they're doing it is so. Oh my God. Unbelievable. They did this in Stay Night too. They did this in a couple of. There's like a C- Saber giving a blowjob motion blur scene. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> that's the one that I was unbelievably <laughs> like uh, amused by. And they're doing the same. They do the same thing here. Uh, Bizarre. Takeuchi's specialty. <laughs> So is this the kind of thing? So here's something where like, Finn, you have played a lot of Eroge. Is this like, how how genre convention is this kind of thing? Wait, was that to me or Ben? You? Yes. Oh, me? I don't think that Fen has played a lot of Eroge, but you played, played a, a good, a, a fun, but more than me at this point. Uh, I will say that like non. Nasu games are interesting because they're very plot heavy. Um, and that that is not like unique in any respect. No. Uh, but it is certainly, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think a rogue tends to cast a wide net because mm-hmm. you want as many people to buy your game as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, and the assumption is especially in like plot games you you will play all the routes but they're going to give you the one that you're really into so like oh hey here's a route with a young looking character here's a route with a like older looking character here's a route with a childhood friend uh and yeah we'll often have rape scenes mm-hmm. in you know maybe one route and yeah. so uh, this is really common in Tome games too, right? Yes, yeah. the one guy who will sexually assault you. Yeah, you know. Um, Great. So I would say I don't, I don't think that like every Iroge uh, has them, but uh, that kind of division into or like, and it it doesn't apply here because there is a really only one route. Um, it's a fan disc, but like 
Uh, and and is the reason that I call this out as interesting because uh, it is textually not rape. She yeah. is into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still sort of, pull, it's like in the same, it, it's serving the same fantasy, right? Yes, yeah. yes. That That is that is what I mean is like, it is interesting because it's like, yes, it is, It that is the fantasy. But also like we, uh yeah we're not we're not like going there i guess uh-huh this is such a funny thing to me because this this is kind of where i'm getting at where i'm like people have this fantasy yeah. it's a common fantasy lots of people go like uh think that this stuff is sexy you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh and so the the like caging of it feels kind of like trying to make excuses for something you're gonna do anyway you know what i mean yeah. it's like uh it feels like window dressing to try and make it okay that you're writing about x thing which isn't real like and yeah sure you can you can make all sorts of arguments about how uh like including stuff like this reflects like a dark side of humanity you know what i mean and like modern culture and how like uh rape culture and all this stuff and like uh but like individually it's not really doing much and like this is trying to excuse it it feels like a pointless exercise for me if you're gonna do it you can just do it it's okay it's not the end of the world to write a rape scene or whatever this is again why i bring up uh both arkawid and kahaku in skihime uh if shiki doesn't hold himself back you get a bad end yeah um and so it does feel like uh writing a straight up rape is a step too far mm. for type moon that isn't a bad end uh yeah that is interesting um yeah it's, it's like you're kind of it kind of feels like you're splitting hairs a bit um i don't i kind of like, i actually pretty strongly disagree um what? i don't know why what do you what do you mean why would it be splitting hairs um i mean oh i mean like in the way of like saying that it's okay because the uh like or like the conception of them being like okay us theorizing that type moon is being like it's too far for us to write a rape scene that doesn't end in a bad end when those rape scenes are titillating and have cgs and all this stuff anyway kind of feels like yeah but you're still doing it it doesn't like that's the splitting hairs i'm talking about are you mean in the sense that like a lot of the actual sex scenes are just rape scenes um because this is the the whole discussion with um the whole thing with rin in stay night yeah where it is just a rape scene yeah 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 yeah. that's what i mean when i'm saying like the set dressing feels kind of dishonest to me to be like okay but this is where we draw the line like Mm -hmm. maybe a centimeter to the left feels kind of silly i guess is what i'm getting at i guess rin is an excellent example of like no they have done this and then right it just after doesn't it, count well yeah but also right after rin acknowledges it as a rape mm-hmm. and it's like hey that like what the hell and then it just kind of doesn't then, then it just yeah, gets dropped it, it, yeah it's got forgotten but um yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i mean i think that like honestly the put in that context the the framing becomes part of the fantasy right like if you're thinking about like a um like a sexual assault as in the sort of standard imaginary of like porn aimed at heterosexual men Mm -hmm. then 
I can understand why it might not seem like it stands out as notable, for example, in uh, like the stuff with Rin in, in Stay Night, or this happens a couple times in Tsukihime as well. Right? Yeah. Um, I think, like, I forget. It's been a long time. Um, who exactly? But the... And so then it sort of fits into sort of neatly into this, like, default fantasy of, like, oh, this is sort of what sex is supposed to look like for the people who are experiencing this. And then framing it in this way, even though, like, texturally it's actually less, like, of a description of a sexual assault in how, based on whatever hairs you want to split, um... But the the framing of it as in that context by the characters of, like, we are going to do some kind of, like, CNC whatever thing, <laughs> basically, uh, is, uh, like, puts it in that context rather than sort of a quote-unquote normal, <clears throat> like, heterosexual experience. As, like, it becomes, like, a kink thing instead of just, like, you know, heterosexual sex has, like, a rape as part of it in this yeah. sort of standard, like, They conception. definitely do highlight it as, like, being kind of... Uh, by right. Ta- by having her talk about masochism and... Uh, exactly. Uh, like, sadism. In terms of that, they introduce it as being, like, we are both people who are outside of the normal structures of exactly. sexuality. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So Which it, is it, interesting. So it's, like, know? framed as, like, a kink thing in a way that the others are not. Yeah. Um, th- I guess yeah. But this is this is kind of what I mean when I say that like, hmm, I I wish that then I just wish the other scenes weren't so close to just feeling like rape. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I wish that all the time. This is why I was not reading that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um yeah. So anyway, uh. That's that's the sex scenes or the the this sex scene. There will be more. We have some more. I hear that some of them are kind of not great, uh, but I hear that about most Nasu things. So yeah, it's weird. It's a weird feeling to be running out of uh running out of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the thing I've said. He can write. He can write people like sexiness, but has trouble writing like the act of sex. Right, and like he can also write like romance too, which is sort of yeah. like oh yeah. It's very funny to me. It's, I think, I think part of the problem is that uh, he just makes these sex scenes too long. Like it's, it's hard to describe, like doing something to someone's dick or vagina for like as long as he fucking does in every single one of these scenes, like so many times per game. Yeah. Uh, it's yes. just, you okay. can only be so creative about this. Uh, this is the problem for, <laughs> for Iroge. Yeah. Is that there are only so many words you can use. <gasps> <sighs> yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So, yeah, this scene, uh, it felt too abrupt, I feel like, for me to really like find much interesting to it but uh like talking about it in terms of like kink is, is is like a fun way of framing it uh but yeah it's just like i do wish that there was more scenes of karen and avenger interacting you know what i mean right because it really is just like the stuff we've talked about today and that's it 
It really is. Yeah. And like we see we see her a couple times, but they don't yeah. like interact and they don't really get much of a rapport beyond he's mean to her and she's kind of mean back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one other Karen scene we did not talk about. Uh the daytime Karen scene. Uh-huh. Uh, which was funny. Did you not see this? With the shroud? I must. She have. reels him in. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, why are you in town? And she's like, uh, what? Something weird happened. Don't yeah, worry about it. Where she's like, you are being more gentlemanly when you're not in the church. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for Karen. Yep. Time to go yeah. out on a walk. Yes. Okay. To the Black that. Holy Grail. Let's take a walk to the Black Grail, Ben's note says. Mm-hmm. I, these notes have been a mess. I'm so sorry. See, I just wrote it all down in the order I experienced it in a single document. I tried to sort it. I also and it's did. better than... Because there was a bunch of like goof-off scenes mixed in. I did not want them to be mixed in. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Also, again, I had to split the file because oh, uh, yeah. Scrivener like s- undergoes like a lot of slowdown when there's too many pictures. Mm-hmm. So like typing is either slow or inputs get dropped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shiro, Angermanu. All pretenses dropped. Angermanu leaves the uh, Emiya household. He doesn't say goodbye to anyone. They're all sleeping. He just, he's like, well, he says like, see ya and heads out while everyone's asleep. The black moon has appeared. It's the end of the fourth day. And he needs to get up there and destroy the grail in order to finish things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how weird and surreal this is. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. just climbs to the top of the center building and there is a floating like staircase in like the blue, like almost like glass panels in blue and red. Mm-hmm. Just like going all the way up to the moon. Yep. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's good. He's having a hard yeah, time the, getting there because he's already starting to like lose coherence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's 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 beasting out again. And who should appear but Karen to hold his hand and bring him as far as she can. Mm-hmm. This is why the the fourth and fifth. because uh, yes, you this can is do why. this after the third church. Um mm-hmm. but he gets here and takes it all step and mm-hmm. uh and then it's like bad end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um he asks if she's afraid of heights, and she says that she already fell from the moon once. There's a bit earlier where they say something about someone who wasn't a participant falling from the moon, so I guess yeah. that was her. Mm-hmm. They say uh, she inserted herself. It's uh, very literal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she doesn't take... Karen doesn't take fall damage. <laughs> I mean, maybe she did, well, and then she was just there the next uh, loop. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Or it's Xenoblade rules, and there's an inch of water where she fell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some great CGs. We've seen a little bit of this before from, like, very, very early on. of Just, like, the city, like, bathed in red. Yeah, lots uh, of As, like, dots. the swarms come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Converging onto the Shinto Bridge. Yeah. This staircase... I, I don't do well with heights. This staircase is basically the thing that I am most afraid of in the world. <laughs> it's very funny that when we see the staircase far away, it looks like a straight line. Yeah. And then we see CGs of it close up, and it's, like, windy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Um, there's, no, there's no backs to the stairs. They're just floating panels. No handrails. No handrails. 
Yeah. No. Okay. They look slippery. No handrails is the. They look like glass stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no handrails is the part that really messes with me. I grew up in a house w- with stairs with no backs, so that has never been a weird thing for me. But my basement stairs had that, and I was terrified of them. Oh yeah. Uh, we did it for uh, like heating reasons. We had a wood stove in the basement. And mm, yes, I've the seen air. This. It makes sense. Yeah. And like your the staircase in your house doesn't bother me too much, but outside Oh, you have been to the yeah. house, haven't you? Okay. Um so one thing I want to note here is uh if you remember the ghost stories at the beginning where uh Yukika is talking about like I don't know, cryptid events around the city. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like, oh, there was a huge string like thing in the sky, which you could imagine being, oh, that's yeah. Saber's Excalibur. Um, each one of those also has a, an interpretation of things that happen in Hollow Araxia, where the huge string-like thing in the sky is the stairs that we're seeing the here. Mm-hmm. Or the red the, going to heaven. Yeah, yeah, the red figure on the center building is Archer's priming to snipe Shiro. Um, mm-hmm. the, the ghost in the window is, I guess we'll find out later, is uh, Karen doing stuff with Bazette in the other ghost house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a Buddhist thing too, right? The like one the spider's thread that goes into hell that the condemned can climb could climb out of, and like it reach enlightenment from hell. You I know I've heard this somewhere. I do apparently. No, no, I only know about it because there's a uh like Zelda dungeon that is built around this concept, mm-hmm. like a, a Buddhist themed Zelda dungeon in Skyward Sword. Uh, so this is this is why they're like comparing it to a spider's thread. I think. Mm-hmm. I really like Karen and Avenger just holding hands and like both of them in extreme pain, trying to climb these stairs mm-hmm. as like their selves start to fade away. It's a great image. It's really great stuff. There's a good bit of like oh. them saying like if they if we were to try and like reaffirm our grip because our hands are losing coherence, we would start just we'd like just go through each other and lose everything. Yeah. Or something. Or... Yeah, we get more of his stuff about uh, the evils of humans and all of this stuff and the reason for living. It's all great stuff. It's like too dense to like really fully unpack, but I gotta say, once again, this CG like totally through I'm like in the middle <laughs> of this scene, I'm like, this is fantastic. And then like a CG starts up and it's just a close up on her damn nipple, and I'm like, fuck me, why are you doing this? Put a bra on. This this whole bit sort of stands out to me as being a little bit weird because this is like her being like the line she says is you're like a rock star. It's a cute it's cute that she says rock star in Japanese like in her accent. You know what I mean? It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, God. I mean, there's yeah, a lot no. of weird stuff here, and so this CG is something that I think like fits in to a reading of Hollow Ataraxia of Avenger slash Anger Mainyu as a reader figure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, basically someone who, like, represents the perspective of the reader. Um, in the sense of, like, oh, I'm having fun looking at all of the, uh, the yeah. everyday lives and, um, notably someone who has friction with Shiro. Which is uh-huh, something that uh-huh. I think is important about Stay Night compared to Tsukihime, where like Shiro is a a figure who is meant to be frictional with the reader. Um, like you're in his perspective, and it's sort of weird and uncomfortable. And when you go to Fate Hollow Ataraxia, we have sort of this perspective of someone in the text saying 
being in Shiro's head is uncomfortable and bizarre. Uh-huh. And I, uh-huh. I, I can't understand any of his ideology. But I can't yeah. actually do anything because I'm just sort of a passive, uh, like, interactor with this. I don't associate, I guess, to some extent, like, comedic stuff, Nasu stuff tends to break the fourth wall more yeah. than uh, stuff that doesn't, uh, or more than non-comedic stuff. But, like, which is, yeah, I was definitely, at this point, thinking about Angramanyu as mm-hmm. uh, a fan, mm-hmm. as someone yeah. who wanted wants to kind of exist in this world forever, and yeah. like he even says, and the ending like confirms that like he has done everything, mm-hmm. he has a hundred percented this game. Yep. Even if you haven't, Angramanyu has. <laughs> yes. Right, and so I had this in my head when I see this image of Karen with her like nipples out, staring up at you, smiling, calling you a rock star. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You could there's really we could talk a lot about how Karen's design like really bridges the gap between early type moon stuff and like what Suki what fate grand order is gonna be. You know what I mean? The like, like vacuum the seal like spandex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This like this like phenomenon where explicit sex is going to be kind of stripped out over time, but like constant like low background radiation horniness becomes more and more prevalent you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm just like i flash back to like uh uh tsukihime and and fate state night designs you know what i mean being like people are wearing clothes yeah (laughs) people people be wearing clothes and uh presumably bras because i can't see any nipples you know what i mean (laughs) i mean i think that's also sort of a broader cultural shift right like yeah, that's also something that's happening in a lot of anime. Um, oh yeah, and like gaming production and so on. Like, even in the U.S., there's like fewer like erotic thrillers in the 2010s and more like yeah, yeah, yeah. spandex like, superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was wild hearing uh, the the Just King Things bonus episode for this month, which is about Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1976 film. Yeah. Uh that was like, oh, yeah, there were just a bunch of boobs on screen. Yeah. There were just nipples out. And I was like, this is wild. These are like textually underage, but played by actors over 18. Uh, 18 or over, I guess. Yeah, that was Uh, a lot more common before like 2010-ish. Like the 2000s were sort of that, like the, especially the late 2000s were sort of that transition era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I don't know what that movie is rated. I guess I could look it up. Mm -hmm. Um, but like Cameron referred to it multiple times as a movie for teens. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a very interesting, like, yeah. Cool. It's an yeah. Interesting, uh, at, times have changed. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the seventies, there's like sexploitation is like a genre of like, mm-hmm. you get to see titties and people getting torn up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. My personal theory is that internet pornography like obviated the necessity for a lot of this and changed sort of the consumption habits, but that's like beer over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's enough talking about Karen's nipples. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Um So let's see. Oh yes. Yeah. Angra says, Oh hey, before we go, do you want to know who your dad is? And she's like, Yeah, no, I I, I got that. It's fine. I kind of figured <laughs> it out, yeah. Uh, 
I, I like the bit where he's like, uh, do I have any other like wise ass shit to say? No, uh, I can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, it is like, yeah, it is truly like I'm content. Mm-hmm. I have I have completed I, I, I 100% of the game. I'm like satisfied with everything mm-hmm. that I've seen. I'm ready to go. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He talks again about how he and Karen will be actually cease to exist after this. And he tells her to, uh, visit the real Shiro Mm -hmm. when she, uh, the real her visit the real Shiro. And she's like, well, I can't really make any guarantees about what the real me is going to do. She might just go home. And he's like, there are so many people with like fucked up emotional problems in this city. She's not going anywhere. (laughs) She's going to like come around and bother everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is. I wonder if, like, there was plus disc and then Kagetsutoya. I, I am kind of curious. Was Nasu thinking of setting more stuff in this city? What was there going to be a sequel to this, or uh, a stay night too? <laughs> right. This is the uh, the attempt to be like, all right, we're done here before like the financial gravity of like. Uh, hugely successful right Be, having a successful franchise takes over and does that a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. okay Karen has disappeared the city has faded away Angramanyu is climbing the rest of the way alone last interlude <laughs> last interlude's kind of long it's pretty long it's so okay uh, this it's is cute this is I the like thing at the beginning that I was like I would have liked this way more if I wasn't sitting... We we set up a recording time of 1 o'clock. I started this final section at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I wasn't sitting there going like, I have to get done by 1 o'clock, I would have liked this way more. Because it is like, oh yeah, it's all your favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I was saying we should parents. delay if you wanted to. Uh, we are so, here now. There is yeah. no use like worrying about things that could have happened. I, um, I am a Goomba. As yes, I Ben is a Goomba. And also, apparently it's all my fault anyway. <laughs> I didn't say! <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, this is this is the uh, this, this is the is, greatest team-up of this well, century, etc. Et it's in line with the thing I was talking about, like, kind of Eroge, a lot of Eroge has a bunch of different routes and you're not supposed to like all of them. You're supposed to find the girl that you really like and like glom onto that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like, well, we can't like not have everyone show up yeah. because if your fave doesn't show up, then like you're going to be kind of mad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very like, it's it's uh, it's a fan disc. Yeah. That's all that really needs to be said about that. Uh, it, I will say, very funny that like Saber's the true end. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is also very funny. The qual the like the quality of some of these CGs is like they're way cartoonier and like mm-hmm. they look like they were done faster yeah. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause a lot of the art assets have been like there's been some pretty like highly produced stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now this feels like a little more like a fan disc in mm-hmm. this scene. <laughs> They saved they saved all the budget for uh the the other the Angramanu stuff and right. they like you know we need we need some CGs for this but can you just you can just do it kind of faster or like Archer fighting Saber or whatever 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, also, the saber dying, also great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, basically, the premise of this is that all of the beasts are spawning at the Rio Doji uh, Temple, Rio Doji, oh. uh, where the Greater Grail was. And they're going to flood across Miyama City and into Shinto, and if a single one of them gets to Avenger, they'll knock him off the ladder and he'll have to start over. Mm-hmm. Not the ladder. You know, it's a staircase. Mm-hmm. So everyone has, like, taken up postings to try and stop this from happening. Uh, Rin has, is, like, on the bridge with Archer, since it's, like, a double bridge or something, one of them on each bridge or whatever. Uh, yeah, we we get uh, we haven't covered them. We'll cover them next time. But uh, get scenes with both of them <laughs> like individually. On the bridge mm-hmm. uh, of standing on top like... of the bridge and Shiro showing up and going like, "Why are you up there? <laughs> get down!" It is it is very funny. I promise it would be for normal reasons. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the scene uh-huh. basically starts with sort of Rin standing by herself on the bridge, going like, "Man, this is gonna suck. I'm just gonna fucking die. Uh, I guess I'll take some of that with me." Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so this bit yeah, with yeah. like Archer showing up and giving Rin a little pep talk and then bickering a little bit, and yeah, like, yeah. classic them dynamic. Yeah, I cute. saw this and I was like, oh, this is fun. And now we're gonna go back to, and then it's like, uh, no. Honestly, <laughs> she's like, oh, the both ahead. times when I've gotten through the the bit with Rin and Archer, I started crying. Mm-hmm. They're really great. Affecting. I like them together. Yeah, it's great because they, they do this whole thing where it's like, ah, finally, Archer has a purpose and he's like, uh, he's putting on his cloak again, the symbol of like, uh, what is it? This red symbol is only used for proper, ba- proper battlegrounds when there is a master worth serving. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia that ought to have been forgotten long ago burns in his chest once more. I had been crying a lot during the, the Karen and Avenger bit, so mm-hmm. I, I calmed down here a little. Mm-hmm. The saber extracted all of my tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then again. <laughs> yeah. There's a good bit where Rin's like, I'll just blow up the whole bridge if I have to. And Avengers like, no, 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 don't do that. Archer. Don't do that. You're going to archers like you're going to do. You're going to make it so much worse. Uh-huh. Please don't do that. That's our uh, that's our show point. We need that. Uh huh. Uh huh. So the next set, <laughs> the next triad mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, Caster, Kuzuki and Kojiro. This is my least favorite of these scenes, I think. It's really uncomfortable that uh, Caster and, and Kazuki have to come out to the front gate to bang Kojiro. But, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, Caster uh, sh- like took some pot shots at some of the monsters while they passed, and now uh, because of the way these monsters work, when you fight them, they all feel like, oh, we got to fight this guy now. Mm-hmm. So she's like holding off a bunch of them now. Yeah. I do like, I I. Uh, I really like the effect of her beams firing. I like these weird orbs in the sky that oh, shoot yeah. giant beams that she's yeah. doing. That's very yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, Caster's like, I could have done this all a little longer. I wasn't sick of it yet, so I'm going to take it out on Aven- all of the Avengers that I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Now, right, we we did get Caster earlier thinking about, like, yeah, uh, Kazuki's dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. That's a fun scene for, I guess we can talk about that next week, but like. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. But like, this is uh, both a, yes, we're wrapping up the, the fan disc, and so yeah. we're saying goodbye to all these characters, mm-hmm. but also the characters saying goodbye to, to each other. Mm-hmm. To each other. Kuzuki is uncharacteristically nice to her in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, on to uh, Ryder and Sakura defending the house for some reason. Um, okay. Okay. They defending both look the house. great. Yes. Uh, great looks for both of them. Ryder just putting the blindfold on over her casual clothes. Uh-huh. Great look. Mm-hmm. I love her uh, boots. Yeah, her yeah. boots are cool. Uh, the funniest part of this scene is Sakura desperately trying not to think, I got left behind. Yes. And then Ryder just saying, listen, we got left behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sakura is wearing a like turtleneck white sweater and a pink skirt, but she has this like re- like this shroud that's reminiscent of uh, Shiro's like mm. shroud from Heaven's Feel. You know what I mean? Shiro's shroud. Yeah, like oh. the thing he wraps his arm in. I think it's, it's also... supposed to look like the uh, like the yeah. dark Sakura. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying is it's a one-armed shroud, much like what he was wearing, oh. but it's patterned after her uh, like dark Sakura form, right? right? And yeah. she's like so it kind of evokes both, right? And she's sort of like using the void magic and sending them all yeah. to hell. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we got this thing in in Stay Night where uh, her natural element is the void, mm-hmm. but Mato magic is like water themed, and mm-hmm. so she was always using the wrong kind of magic for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> It is, yeah. It's, it's very, very cool. fun that, like, oh, right, her void magic is great for combating these creatures. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it's very easy to drag them back to the void. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she looks cool. Uh, she, uh... She is, it again, reminiscent of uh, Shiro in Heaven's Feel, is using her own, like, uh, humanity every time she uses magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's she's risking uh, falling to her dark side every time she does this, and she's not fully prepared for it yet, and she's at, they, they get to this point where they're like, okay, uh, I guess we're gonna die. That sucks. And then, uh, who should show up and mostly just destroy the house more than do <laughs> any helping but Ilya riding Berserk? Yeah. Before we move on from that, I like that. I want to note that, like, when Sakura is doing this, she gets her own distinct uh, magical German. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Still, still German because she's a Tosaka. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like this, like, uh, weird, like, three, like, slashes uh, effect that happens when she uses her spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that happens sometimes in Stay Night when you're fighting Ryder. Yeah, Ilya basically coming in, destroying the house, telling Sakura, being like, hey, you don't need to, like, save the house. Let's go do something more useful. Rin's over there racking up points at the bridge. Yeah. Let's go find ourselves a choke point and, and run yeah. up the score. She's like, let's go to the temple and just start fighting them there where they're yeah. coming out because we'll, we'll, we'll get a bunch of points that way. Yeah, she's also giving her a pep talk like, hey, listen, if you stay on the defense, if you just like act like you're going to get Shiro in the end because you mostly live with him, it's never going to work out for you. Rin is way bolder about this stuff. You need to get it together. Rip Saber. <laughs> this is holy grail solidarity. Mm-hmm. Rip Saber, she's dead, Fen. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get a, a, a little bit of Kid Gill turning into Big Gill and killing a bunch of monsters. Yep. Oh. Creepy looking, like Kid Gill looking creepy and being threatening is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The like, yeah. He has a weird like perfume around him. Yeah. I thought I figured that was just like he's been vaporizing these guys, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's because it's like there's silver ash at his feet. Mm-hmm. So I assumed it was just like he's been like vaporizing a bunch of guys, and that's what it smells like is vaporized like, <laughs> anger mania wet dog yeah <laughs> extremely <Powered> dry dog <laughs> and <Dude> uh, dog. <laughs> i don't know what uh, dog is in french uh-huh that would have been funny they're 
Uh, chien? Is that dog? In French? Yeah. Yeah. You de chien? <laughs> okay. They're doing a great job getting rid of bunches of monsters, but again, if only one monster gets to the stairs, it's all over. Mm-hmm. So a, bun- a few of them, like a bunch actually, like the stragglers are adding up, make it to the tower and are like celebrating, but who is standing in their way? Saber! She's here! Okay, this CG, I didn't take a picture of it, but it does kind of make her look like a like Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade float. It looks really goofy! <laughs> Really, I th- I think it's just like a it's like a. Uh, There's something about the lighting on her makes yes. her look like she's a balloon. I was I was gonna say the the way that the lighting is like, mm. uh yeah, the way the lighting lights up her face looks really funny. Mm-hmm. So like I guess I can see what you mean in the sense that like the the shading is not yeah. very textured, so yeah. it looks like she's like plastic. Yeah, in certain yeah. places, yeah, she looks like a toy. Yeah. 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 I think that the Rider Sakura one is the best of these, or uh, looks really good. You know what I mean? Uh, but they're all kind of, they've all kind of got like a different quality to them than mm-hmm. uh, the rest. Almost like someone else did the shading or something. Mm-hmm. That could be, yeah. So Saber is using her wind magic to like stop them from climbing the tower so that they have to like Rio Doji style go through the front door and she's in front of the front door so no one is getting through. <laughs> it's really goofy. Uh huh, uh huh. You're looking at her again. It's a cool, it's a cool bit. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. She's cool. cool. There's some good CGs in here of her, like, lighting up the city blocks with the... Yeah, that shit's cool. Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ku is watching in the distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he already did his big thing, which mm-hmm. was kill Bazette, even though he didn't want to. Yeah. And he's mostly good at one-on-one fighting anyway, so it's kind of pointless. Well, he has the, the, the throne... Uh... If you throw a gay ball, gets a anti-army, whatever. Oh, yeah? That's the thing that happened in... Um, that was him versus Archer in uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Uh... That was why it was like a big energy blast or whatever, instead of just like a single... Like, right, right, pierce. right, right. Uh, which, which is why he lost that fight, right? <laughs> Is because uh, he didn't activate the instant heart like thing. He's this guy's always fucking up, you know. Maybe it's for the best that he's on the sidelines here. Uh huh. I was you trying to see if uh, what are you looking see? for? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the the there are some really the wikis are so funny. Uh, due to Gabolg being a noble phantasm with a conceptual effect, it could kill Arcoid Brinstead, even though she is superior to Lancer in raw parameters. <laughs> Oh god, power scaling. <laughs> People mm. doing power scaling with Typhoon is just so funny to me because like It is vibes, right? It, this is yeah. the whole thing. If, is, were, if Arcweed can come up for an excuse for why it doesn't work on her, then she's fine. Uh-huh. Dude, that's that's the whole thing. If he were summoned in his homeland of Ireland, he would have access to several more noble phantasms, including a fortress, a chariot, and a blessing of wakefulness. <laughs> The idea that he just would have a like a fortress go with him is very funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, I cannot find anything about um, about it being. Oh, um, is that what you were doing? I was wondering what you were clicking around for. Sorry, I can't find anything about it being anti-army. Avenger. Oh, wait, wait, anti-army. Uh, fifty people, maximum number. Of That's not bad. I see. Yeah, it's not nothing, but uh. That I'm is a lot. Still of gonna dogs. say that he's not great for. Oh, he can't kill dogs. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, can he can he not kill dogs? Can he just not eat dogs? Oh. I guess that's fair. Um, okay. Uh okay. Converts uh, he can use it once. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it converts all of Kukulin's magical energy into raw energy and releases etc. Et when you yeah. So he could do it once, and then he wouldn't have a spear, and also no energy. <laughs> All right. Classic coup behavior. So, Saber really does feel like cheating sometimes. Just shooting Excalibur all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's because she's so cool. <laughs> she's Avenger great. has climbed all the way to the moon. We see the assembly of this like uh, giant stained glass like superstructure. Uh, that is both the ceiling and the floor. It's like reflected, you know what I mean? It's very yeah. Kingdom Hearts. It's, I think, the Notre Dame uh, stained glass window. Is it exactly that one? I think it's, uh, I think I saw on the like page for the CE of this is that it's referencing that. I don't know uh, if it's exactly. It sure looks real similar. Yeah, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, it looks incredible. This whole bit is really great. Um, Bazette is standing in this impossible space looking at him mad. Uh, oh, and it's missing the middle bit is the thing. Every other bit has been filled in except for the very center. I put the Notre Dame thing in chat. Oh, yep. Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't know if uh, pictures are the same. The middle one does look the same. Like, the patterns definitely look the same. Oh, yeah. And it's just the circle, not the, like, bits on the sides. Yeah. It's a very pretty window. Stained glass is sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bazette is guarding the the way. Uh, he greets her nor- as normal. And she's like, "Hey, bud, I'm gonna kill you if you come anywhere near this thing." They have a discussion about why he won't just let things lie as they are. Neither of them want to fight each other. And Avengers like, "Fuck! I wish I like tricked her into wasting all her command spells." <laughs> <laughs> she did use one. Mm-hmm. He just needed to get two more out of her. Yeah, right. All that time, and he only got one. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's like, why are you trying to do something that will get make us both disappear? And he's like, I, it's, the wish is wrong, and I can't help but, like, want to fix it, because it feels wrong, right? And he, he, like, calls himself a hero of justice, and she's like, are you being serious with me right now? Mm-hmm. I think what he says in his response is, yeah, it looks like I'm really sane and serious about this. Seriously, this guy's a total monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's worried that... She seems to be most, like... She's worried about herself. She doesn't want to die. But also, she's really fucked up about Angermanu going back to hell. Mm-hmm. You know? She doesn't want that to happen. Uh... No. Yeah, they talk about salvation and what it means to be saved. You know what I mean? Uh, he's like, meeting Kotamine was a terrible experience for you, and you never, like, never should have tried to rely on a guy like that. Um, I like this bit I where would he says, tend "To agree with him, yeah. Kotamine is not to be relied on." I love this bit where he says that people can't support each other's burdens; they can only support each other's bodies as they bend under that burden. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. I like that. A lot of good music here. The, the music in this yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, his his big argument here is like, you're worried about me. Don't be worried about me. I'm not real. Like, and he's like trying to argue that like, uh, he doesn't matter basically, and she hates this. 
And she's like, I know that you're a person. I know that you're lying to me. Even if you will cease to exist, I know that your like experience has meaning. Right. Uh, we get a flash of a bunch of CGs. We get bunches of CGs flashing by. It is yes, it is funny that you can see CGs here that you have not seen. Angerman, you saw them. Yes. Uh yes, and this is where we get the explicit thing. Uh, Bazette wished for the night, and Avenger wished for the day. Bazette wanted to win the like fight the Grail War that she never got to fight, and Avenger wanted to uh have the ordinary life that he was never like granted. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their like argument comes to an impasse, and he's like, "I just want to see how it ends, basically." And he wa- she doesn't stop him. He walks past her. The like last bit of the um stained glass fills in, and then it immediately breaks apart. It like starts to shatter. It's really great. It's a great like uh, effect, and yeah. yeah, very affecting. Yeah, yeah. But is that like looking on sadly, like as the whole thing starts to fall apart around her, is really good. Mm-hmm. Avenger deciding to, quote unquote, deciding to leave her Ku's earring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, this This, this was all an illusion. I, you're not going to get any prizes when you come back, when you go back. And then he's like, oh, the earring. Oh, maybe I can leave her with a little prize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, this is this is the other, the like final hours twist is that, or not twist, but you know what I mean. The, the like last little reveal here is. He's like, I'm going out the egg, uh, exit. You're going out the entrance. Because, Bazette, you're still alive. I granted your wish that you never died. Uh, which, yeah, there was something earlier that we talked about today where I almost was like, wait, wait, Bazette's still alive. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, he trapped her in this purgatory, undying, while her real body was just, like, frozen, mm-hmm. essentially. And Karen found it. Yeah, and started treating her, which started to make the whole thing fall apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he also sort of says that it wouldn't. There wasn't that much like Honestly. enough juice left to keep it going for that much longer, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, he said that it. Oh, I'm sorry. He said Karen that it complicated things mm-hmm. for okay. him. But if um, Karen hadn't found her, this probably would have ended a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. or a, uh, or at least he, not. Or at least it wouldn't have gone on much longer anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said that. Uh, even with him acting as life support, uh, six months is about all he could do for to keep mm, her alive. Right, right, yeah. This is this is where it comes back again. He's like, you could not have you. Oh, the living can bring back the dead. Uh huh. You could not have summoned me if you were already dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 a really fun way to like bring that back from the very beginning. You know. Uh she kind of is in shock about this, but is also being beset, still worried about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I remembered here at this point is that, like, when I was going back to the beginning in the, the ghost story, uh, mm-hmm. when Shiro starts talking about, like, I'm going to tell my story now, you can read, one way to read that is, like, Shiro's going to talk about his experience in the uh, the building after the, the Fourth War. But another way to understand that, looking back, is the thing we get right after that is a bit of uh, narration about, like, the, like, Angra's pit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so you can you can take that as like Shiro, quote unquote, telling the Anger Menu story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, That is there have definitely been again, back to Anger Menu as reader kind of 
is there are definitely moments where it's like, oh, right. This entire time has been Shiro relating a ghost story. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, there's this. They have a lot of banter at the end here. Uh, it's I. I they 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 have such a great d- dynamic that I like ate up every bit of this. Oh yeah, totally. I, I really I, love the two of them. I was sitting there going like, I really wish that I had uh more rest. <laughs> before reading this because it's great i love the bit where they're like oh we managed to never fight each other the Uh whole time not even at the end shout outs (laughs) all right and then uh they this like bit this is really what like made me cry a lot was uh the bit about them standing back to back and doing a sprint oh yeah Um, it's like such a weird like thing to do but really flavorful Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm the CG, like, the CG looks really good, too, because there's, yeah. like, all of the glass shattering. You see, like, pieces of the, uh, like, the stained glass sort of on the floor and in the background. And, like, the, there's, like, this sort of uh, white noise silhouette stuff going on with uh, Bazette and Avenger back to back, like, blacked out in silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They both run off. We get some, like, last narration of Avenger as he, like, fades away. Yeah, throughout all of this, he's still, he's doing a lot of, like, trying to understand how much of his body still exists. Because, mm-hmm. like, when they're standing back-to-back, he's like, do, do I still have a back? And she's like, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Turn around. Yeah, yeah, I like this bit where, like, the personal pronouns are all, uh, like, censored out, but yeah. they have Fortigana, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Ruby text. Is, yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ruby text. Yeah, like, he, now, as he, like, gets to the edge, he's like, Instead of like the saying like my vision is nothing but the void, except the my is blacked out or, or censored out, and then the my at the top in Ruby text. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bazette wakes up on a familiar couch. Mm-hmm. I guess Karen just left her there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh she's down an arm, but she is definitely alive. Yeah. And there's a, a bit where bit. she. Hmm? Oh, I think you're about to say the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. She hears his voice for a second. That really Sorry. got me. That got me going again. If I had gotten more sleep, I'd be doing better. Sorry about this. Oh, good. It it's is, late. It is a crying rules, uh, like, uh, uh, special is to cry at the end of talking about the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Ben, you talk about it for a second. Uh, let's see. Pizette wakes up, uh, hears Avenger's voice, um is all excited to see him and then turns around and there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds the sliding tile puzzle which is, uh, with the with the last piece filled in. Which is uh, never something that happens in a sliding tile puzzle. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like very funny that Avenger magic... I guess I guess this is the thing, is that Avenger magically finished uh, an unfinishable thing. Uh-huh. Um, Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's like, what an idiot for caring about the dumb little sliding tile puzzle. Right. Now she's sitting here also, like, thinking about Avenger and crying, and I'm, I have in my notes, damn girl, same. <laughs> I think she, she does, like, the very stoic thing about, like, what is this water <laughs> like, what? dripping down my yeah. face? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Very butch of her. Uh, I like the bit where she's like, oh, shit, he got away with one of my gloves. Just take both of them. <laughs> You're going to be a fucking weirdo about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. I... The the ending's really good. Uh, she's like, okay, I should go figure out a new arm and stuff. Yeah, gotta go, uh... gotta go uh, find Toko, I guess, and not arrest her. 
Um, and then Rin and Shiro are coming to visit. Not her. They're just coming to check out the haunted, the haunted house. house. And yeah. Shiro's like, I'm not scared of ghosts or anything. Yeah, and Pazette's like, uh, okay, well, time to be a ghost. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm going to give him a good scare, I guess. There's a fun little bit in there, too, where she, like, imagines that uh, she's, she's like, uh, thinking that Avenger wanted her partnership with him to end on better terms than the one with uh, Kuramine, which I thought was very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, right, and uh, Ku's earring is back, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of them, actually. Where'd he get the second one? That's a bonus. Great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a good fucking game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. So, do you want to take? I'm. I'm. I don't know if this is better this time or next time. I guess it's more wrap up stuff. But next time, I'm. I'm very curious to hear you talk about like your evaluation, how that sort of shifted up and down, and like where you end up yeah. on it relative to like. I mean, it sounds like you had a better time than Kigetsutoya, but. Oh, it's not. It's like oceans away <laughs> from Kigetsutoya. The worst. The worst. Ninety nine percent of the game. The worst uh, that Holodraxia gets is boring. Uh huh. Kagetsu Toya gets like uh, actively miserable. Miserable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So the the baseline is way higher. Yes. Uh most of what I played for this episode was main plot, and I was like, "This is a good game. It's <laughs> good. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I want to play the rest of the stuff and like let my the feelings am, settle on it. I'm but... going to replay the rest of the stuff and then replay the ending, yeah. having had more sleep than <laughs> yeah yeah. There you uh, go. Before next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I stand right now, I'm a lot higher on this than like Fate Stay Night. <laughs> I was because I'm gonna say it sounds sort of like you you were higher on it than Stay Night, and I was one of that. Yeah, it's like um. I have a like I said mixed experience with uh some of the like the like goof off stuff you mm-hmm. know what I mean some of it's like uh-huh, I'm kind of bored of this you know what I mean I think it's a little overstuffed for what it is uh but the the main plot stuff is just really like firing on all cylinders for me yeah you know it's great I think uh, I think Ben is crazy <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The thing for me is just that the sheer amount of fine to good this is, stuff. This is... is why I want to like finish next time and let me mm-hmm. let me sit on it. You know, yeah, I was yeah. really hard on Stay Night. I think harder than I needed to be, but I still wasn't like super enjoying myself for all, like big chunks of that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know that you had a well. This is this, I guess this is the thing is for me I did actively enjoy most of the time with stay night mm-hmm. and i think i did too. i think by pure hour count i cannot say the same of of holoraxia yeah. but i guess where i'm coming down is i think that the highs of holoraxia might be higher for me mm-hmm. and that that is what pushes me up more than consistency you know what i mean you yeah. you tend to like something that's consistent more than something that is like mid with super high highs i also don't know that the highs are higher but... they might be for i'm not saying that they have to be for you but uh yeah anyway yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're the you're the saber fan and i'm still going to rate Tsukihime higher than this so both of us are fucked up in our own ways <laughs> <sighs> okay okay that's that's hollow ataraxia baby yeah it sure was i'm glad you guys had a good time 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I was. I was like, I thought it would be funny if I didn't like it. Uh, I still maintain that if I hated Hollow Ataraxia, it would have been really funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I am glad to have had a good time with it. Yeah, um, I am too. I I wasn't like prepared, but I was ready to be very down on. Yes, Ataraxia, and I. Yeah, as we just said, I don't think I like it as much as Stay Night, but I. Mm. Uh, that's a higher bar coming, for you to clear than it is for Ben. Yeah. Yes. And coming off of the ending, I'm like, okay, yeah, great game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is, and again, is like one of the things that is like, Ben said stuff about the ending that I was like, did that happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm excited to like reread that and mm-hmm. skip through all of the the fighting and just <laughs> yeah, um, uh, for next time. After having wrapped up everything else, I will probably also play some Hanafuda. Don't don't do too much. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not worth spending a lot of time on. So the the primary purpose of Hanafuda is to get money to unlock stuff in the uh, the what do you call it? Rin's Dev Commentary Shrine. Yeah. Um, and I think. Doing the rest of the doing what we've done so far, like clearing out all the scenes, I'm pretty sure gives you all of that money. Okay. I will unlock as many of those as mm-hmm. I can. And, uh, I know that Hanafuda also unlocks something else, but I will not spend a ton of. Yeah, uh, I think like no. you need to do a little bit for completion percent, but like whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm not positive on that. Don't Hanafuda. quote me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. there's a read me in the folder. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so for next time, I guess all of the Eclipse stuff, we can talk about what's in the dev yeah. commentary, the dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like all, all any other goof-off stuff. There's not yeah. that that much goof-off Oh, stuff. yeah, all of the goof-off stuff that we didn't cover. I mean, there's like some good stuff in there, though. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have some stuff written down. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of stuff written down. I don't uh, know if it's all worth talking about, but there's there's some good stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where Shiro has no taste whatsoever. You'll have to be way more specific. Uh, um, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't think that Ryder in, in a, like, black turtleneck and jeans is hot. Yeah, what the Mm. fuck? I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, really having to question some of Shiro's tastes after playing some of this game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess let's, unless anyone has anything else to say, let's uh, start wrapping up. One day let's meet in the digital (laughs) sea. We are part. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you for joining us, Lauren. It was wonderful to have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank Um, you so much for inviting me for all of this. Yeah, you still want, you still want to be on for the last one, right? Absolutely. Like if 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 uh, I can, uh, if my schedule works out and we can do it next week, then absolutely. Sounds great. Sounds cool. great. Then we'll see. We'll see Hollow Ataraxia out once and for all. Yep. Um. Part of the Abnormal Mapping Network, Fen. Part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Oh, Fen sees the finish line and is about to fall asleep on the Where in the lane. Can people find you, Ben? Uh, why am I going first? <laughs> this is this is different. 
Uh, well, I will tell people one place they can find you, which is uh, moonarchive.art slash B-E-N-N. That will, <laughs> I forgot about this. That will take them to... Uh, <laughs> where does it go right now? Uh, let's see. Twitter. Okay, okay. Uh, you can find me at Ben Ends on Twitter uh, and also at Ben Ends on co-host and also uh, various other places on Ben Ends generally everywhere. Uh, like Ben says, moonarchive.art slash Ben is, uh, will redirect to something, some place that I am. So you mm-hmm. can keep track of me that way. Uh, but yeah, I've got a visual novel part one coming out uh relatively soon as soon as the music is done um so look forward to that uh it's going to be an interesting one fan where can people find you fanic.moe in a similar way will redirect you to i think twitter right now maybe co-host i should set that to blue sky oh uh, yeah you blue skying now I have most recently posted on Blue Sky, which is not saying much. I'm just not a poster it should, at art. You should make some kind of uh, script so that wherever you posted last <laughs> is where Fennec <laughs> Moe redirects you to. That would be very funny. Um, Lauren, I don't think that you're super findable, but if people would like to find you, where should they go? Yeah, I guess most of my, my most public feeds are uh, Blue Sky and Tumblr. Um, oh, you're blue sky and too, huh? Yep. Uh, Tumblr b e t a dash p e r s e, and blue sky. I am b e t a p e r s e i. No dash with an i at the end. I'm glad no one's no one here is on Threads. That's killing me. A bunch of like artists that I follow are like, here's my Threads, and I'm like. I draw the line here. I can't do this one. I'm so sorry. I guess you're just going to be lost to the void to me. The real thing is that, like, I, yeah, I guess I could make a Threads account and I could even follow you. And then exactly how much of your art would I actually see? Mm-hmm. Who could say? Yeah. Um, It's all bad, but also I just can't do another Facebook thing. I'm, I'm, I, 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 yes. I've cut that out of my life a long time ago. There's bad, and then there's doesn't have a, uh, a like sequential timeline. Yeah. And uh, okay. If uh, people wanted to give us a five star rating on their podcast platform of choice, um, what would they give us, Fun? What could they say? Well, they would give us a five star rating. Well, they would, of course. No one would give us anything but a five star rating. I don't know. I don't if think that actually, anyone has I don't given think us that. anything but a five star rating. That's cool. Uh-huh. Um. What would they say? What's a good one? Uh, I don't know. You can make fun of us for crying. If you give us a five-star rating, you can make fun of us all you want in the comment. I didn't cry this episode. Fen didn't cry. Fen was very brave. How about this? Say five-star rating. Fen was very brave in this one. <laughs> um... I cried so much uh, over Lost Belt 6 uh, that I was shocked that I was able to cry as much as I did last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is the thing is like, I don't know. Yeah, again, I need to reread uh, the mm-hmm. ending. Um, maybe it'll hit. But um, 
Again, I was doing I, it at like 4 a.m. Yeah. This is prime alone in the studio, sitting at my desk, crying. This is the this is the best way to finish a visual novel to me. Um, I yeah, I also cried so much at LV6. <laughs> uh huh. What a great story chapter. I need to reread the end of that mm-hmm. for reasons. Um. Oh right, right, right. We have to talk about that too. We haven't done our time capsule episode yet. Okay, yeah, we're, we're talking next uh, episode. We're going to cover everything it left in Hollow Ataraxia and do our wrap up of it and all that stuff. A bunch of goofs and the sex scenes and love detective, <laughs> love detective. Uh, um, and we're also going to talk about uh, everything that's out in English of uh, even though we're adults and yes. maybe a couple of seasonal that's anime that up we're watching. To volume six. We'll just mention. Okay. Mm-hmm. Volume six. Yep. And Lauren will be back unless uh, the sky falls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone got anything else to say? None that I can think of. All right. Fen, free us from this purgatory. One day let's meet in the digital sea. now okay is we should do a clap I think Lauren is taking a second oh, yeah just okay. a sec um there we go that's what's wrong hmm? Hmm. okay time dot is i'm gonna i think i've been clapping a little bit early we're having a fun, uh, mysterious issue. We're having a set of fun, mysterious issues, but one of them is that your audio desyncs from ours. Oh, yeah, I, think... I feel like it might have been sort of, like, like inches further in. Like, it gets, it gets like, earlier and earlier. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I don't know... So we're going to take a clap at the end, too, and try and align it that way. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not even really sure. Like, well, is that something that is there something I can do on my end that would? 
I think it's I think it's on me somehow. <laughs> Fen has some sort of electromagnetic disturbance in the air around Fair, I think. Yeah, I just uh. exude like weird energy. <laughs> What's up, Fan? I'm trying to think about how to intro Lauren. I don't know. It's been fine before. I I don't have any complaints. Fan loves novelty, though. It's true. I am human in this way. <laughs> like Aurora. <laughs> we still haven't recorded uh, our Lost Belt 6 uh, time capsule episode for the end. Okay. Because I was in such a bad mood. Not to call Ben months. out too much. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was so tired the days we were going to do it. I know. Um, but this is... This is part of why I was finishing literally minutes before we sat down is because those two nights I was like, okay, we're going to record. And then we didn't. And I was like, oh. Then you should have read Hall Ataraxia then. <laughs> yeah, but the vibes were weird. I can't believe you're blaming me for this. <laughs> you, Ben, you, okay, okay. you also get weird. You also get weird about plans changing. Yes. Yeah, that's all. When plans change, it feels sort of like, you know, your, your equilibrium is disturbed. I love you. I'm not, like, blaming it entirely on you. I'm just saying that, like, having to cancel two nights in a row really just... I I'm had a, sorry. I had a weird week anyway. And yeah, I felt terrible all week. I'm not really sure why. Um, the heat. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, I've mostly been... Um, in air conditioning, but every time I've had to go outside for any reason, it just like spoils my mood for 24 hours. I go outside almost every day. Yeah, I've had to for this week too for some reason. I'm I'm very sorry. Yeah, I work from home for a reason, and so that I don't have to look at the sun. Wise. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Really got a different power strip. For what? Just to see if that's the thing making my audio weird. Oh, is the power strip you plugged into? I mean, like, what is your audio doing? Is it just the desync? It's that uh, people have complained about like a high pitched whine. We've had trouble. Okay, like that is not related to my power the power strip. Okay, because we're both plugged into the same amp, plugged into the same computer, and it affects my mic and doesn't affect yours. Mm. Okay, actually, but I'm gonna change things. Is there a wire fan that is close to one of the ports in that box? I have swapped our ports and gotten okay. the same result. I think you're cursed by a goblin. Yes, this is likely true. <laughs> a rival fox has... He has a fox spirit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, are we... Okay, we clapped. What else do we need to do before... We need to take a 30-minute nap uh, and then uh, get me some Mountain Dew Code Red stat. <laughs> That's fair, yes. Um. Huh. Okay, we ready?